Welcome to the salt of the streets. Coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some. And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, March 19th, 12.20 p.m. This is episode 124. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, which happens to be your one and only source for social and political commentary and all the weekly news, pop culture, sports that you can handle. And the best part about the whole deal, it's all built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Excuse me, and continue our endless endeavor to bridge the gap between people and information as always we are your hosts i am colin and i am donovan and today we've got we've got a lot coming up today we've got a another uh I, this is the second third it's the second second, second new, of format. The new structure yeah. yeah and so our show map for today will include um part one is our kind of our standard pop culture stuff uh, we're going to be talking about some local politics. I've got some uh, Washington State hunting news to go over, which is going yep. to be fun. Um, and there's been a lot of fun little pop culture things. We're going to talk about Juicy Smoothie a little bit here real That's quick. Right. That's right. Um, we had talked a little bit on – I bo- where did we? Where were you talking about that with your, your buddy Josh Keaton's Instagram um, preview? Was that on the live stream the other day? That was book on club? – yeah, it was on a book club okay. live stream. Okay, I want to ask – I want to have some more – conversation about that poll that was really good so we'll do that uh and then we're gonna take a quick break after all that and then we're gonna come back for part two of four and part two of four is going to be including uh russia ukraine is part two this time and then part three we're gonna be getting into some of that lovely don't say gay bill down in florida and talking about the trans athletes bill that uh i think was passed in texas right this is so the texas bill has to do with Medical procedures for for minors is what okay. this is what this. So what is. you're telling me is I looked up the wrong bill yesterday. <laughs> no, we'll, we're going to talk about we'll talk about trans athletes too. Because I got some really great articles yeah, pulled up no, for no, us. No, so we'll, we'll do. Yeah, we'll no, we'll talk about, talk about Leah Thomas, and I guess I. That's okay. Um, they're both very accurate. Um, so, but yeah, the sure one that intertwine. I. Yeah, the one that I will be going over that we'll be discussing. Um, you'll have no problem getting into is is a. Letter written from Greg Abbott that is regarding a legal opinion from their attorney general. And the legal opinion indicates that any type of medical procedures or things like that to for transitioning youth is child abuse. And the doctors oh. need to be reporting them. So we'll go over all those things in more detail. That's a very yeah. rough, just one of like, that's not what it says. We're going to read the letter. We'll go over it. It's That's just a very yeah. rough, just to introduce it so mm-hmm. and then of course we got our four four is uh always going to be our grab bag thing yep. and i don't want to spoil too many things but i got a few fun little grab bag things yep. that i've pulled from the, the last couple weeks and we then we'll go sports. over sports yeah we got lots of sports. uh we had a, a death from uh, uh in the espn realm one of the the announcer guys that i've always made fun of on tv for okay. looking like a he looks like a super nerd, like a little Dweebo guy. He's okay. kind of bald and stuff. I can't remember his name, but I'll pull it up before sports because I saw the RAPs going around last night for him. So okay. That looks pretty sad. Um, and then, obviously, Patreon exclusive, part five of four will be – that's always undisclosed information. We do not talk about what we talk about on five of four right here. So we'll find out what we talk about right. later on with that. 
So that being said, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good. <laughs> I want to remind everybody, obviously, the Patreon you can find, patreon.com slash salt of the streets. If you want to go there, help us make more and better content. You can find our own personal social media. I am at salt of the street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is at Big Bird Offie on both of those things. We also have our Salt of the Streets Instagram and Salt of the Streets or Facebook. Fuck Facebook. Facebook.com slash salt of the streets. We also have our what am I trying to say? YouTube, Patreon. YouTube. YouTube. That's you you're watching us right now. Patreon, thank you very much. <laughs> or YouTube. You're watching us right now. You can find all this. It's the streets.com. So I um, also wanted to remind you guys, in regards to the Patreon or everything else we have, you said right before here, we got content five days a week. We have beer five shows days. dropping on Friday, Monday, and Wednesday. We have parts from the show. We have clips that are coming out the other days. The book club live streams are on Thursdays. We have the newsletter that comes on the last day of the month the review preview that comes out on the first day of the month we are constantly making and putting out content for you guys um and in regards to that we should do some housekeeping real quick indeed we will not be here our next episode was scheduled for april 2nd colin will be attending a wedding on the east coast we will not be here for that we will have lots of content dropping for you guys in the meantime so don't worry we have the review preview dropping on the first and the newsletter on the last day of the month if you're part of the patreon go there five dollar tier so it's five dollars get the articles for me and colin um and we will have more we have some beer reviews and stuff like that are dropping just we had the beer review drop just last night it's right good stuff. Colin? it's real good stuff i gotta so. tell you we're doing something new on the beer show so there um, we go if you haven't seen that yet make sure to check out um at, yeah right here on the salt streets youtube make sure you check that out if you're into beer at all we had a much more conversational show yesterday and i, I think that's it. the way we're going to do it talked a lot about the uh the expansion of the salt of the streets brewery and how it's uh, officially begun yes and so we're going to be taking a look and having some conversations about what kinds of beer what kind of beer we should be trying first so put that in your your cod piece and uh, that's a weird thing to say cod piece i believe is not what i'm Put that in your head and think about that. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> cod piece. Put that in your cod piece. Yeah. I believe a cod piece was like a, you know, a cod, a cod piece, piece. A cod piece is like a shell, um, uh, not like a seashell, but a shell that you put in, in your pants that covered up your, your a male's genitals, and you also put, uh, like, your money and shit in there. And that's where the term family jewels came from. Oh, my gosh. The I cod believe, piece. right? Look at this. Here Let's we go. See it. The okay. cod piece. A cod piece is a covering flap or pouch that attaches to the front of the crotch in the man's trousers and closing the genital area. So there's a there's a picture of a cod piece. Modern That's day a cod modern piece. day cod piece. Oh yeah, and then okay, so then yeah, the old school you keep them in. That's where you keep your yeah, your, your pretty, shillings and whatnot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they would keep their jewels in there. That would make and sense. That was the family look jewels at those and fucking things. things. Yeah, look at this one. This is. This is some modern day stuff right That's here. That's weird, bro. What is going on here? Cod piece is style on the rise. That's not style on the rise. No, a cod bro. piece is not coming back. No. But it's, you know, it's high fashion, bro. We don't know what we're talking about because it's on? all high fashion. It's all the stuff that Kim Kardashian would would probably create new lines for. Yeah, she's not she's not doing too bad for herself. We were just talking Jordan and I were just talking about that yesterday. Kim K? Yeah. Her whole deal with Kanye West and like harassment and legalities and the way that it's interpreted socially. And Kanye West is a crazy person. Yes, right? he is. I, don't, I don't know if you've been tracking any of this. I have not. It seems like he's he gets further and further down that road a little bit. And I had to, I asked Jordan about it yesterday, and that's how this whole thing started. It was like, what's going on with Kanye West and Kim mm -hmm. Kardashian? You know? So they. He's cray cray. They got divorced. I guess their divorce is finalized now. <gasps> and she's oh, like no. officially dating Pete Davidson. And 
he Kanye West has been making music and stuff like using bits from like phone calls between him and Kardashian and like doing shit where he's like like holding the head of like of Pete Davidson doing a lot of really weird stuff weird Kanye West esque things you yeah. know um <laughs> only Kanye could do <laughs> it's all very inappropriate yeah it's not good and so we're talking about like the levels of harassment and um like is he legally harassing her? Or is it just you know? It's, it was it was a very complicated conversation. Uh, apparently, Kim Kardashian like has a restraining order or something like that against Kanye West. Doesn't surprise me. He's Doesn't a crazy person. It's yeah. not good. No. no, none of it's good. So dovetailing right off of that. Yeah. Um, I know you always like to start off things with the "Let me ask you this." Yes. Um, I don't want to like interrupt it. It's just such a natural segue. You usually, just find the time. Exactly. Um, but you want it. You want it now. I do want it now. Okay. I want it good. I don't want to say that. Don't, I'm not going to say that. Don't. We're not doing don't. It. <laughs> okay. So speaking of Kim K. Yeah. Speaking of Kim K. Colin, let me ask you this. <laughs> <Word>. <laughs> How do you know that you're on the right side of history? Oh. How do I know? Yes. I guess I'm insinuating that I am on the right side of history. I'm insinuating that you're Indeed. on the right side of history. Oh, you know, that's a. That's a thinker right there. How you do I this. know? I know. I know I did. Man, this is interesting. I would say that uh, I know I'm on the right side of history because essentially I am doing my utmost to, tr to try not to force people into doing something. I want people to do whatever it is they want to do uh, within the confines of a few basic rules. And other than that, you do you, and I feel like history should be pretty kind to me by that because I'm not acting as an authoritarian telling people what they can and can't do. Yeah. You just do you. Just leave me out of it. <clears throat> no, I think that's a great answer, and what I wrote down is very similar to that. It's very simple. It's just because you can never go wrong with liberty. Word. You can that's never a... <laughs> go wrong with liberty. You that's will a really always, good way to phrase that. If you are on the side of liberty, you are always I yep. I have the benefit of not only write, <laughs> writing these questions, but also having all of the time that I want to write my answer. So I like being in the hot seat. I'm not gonna lie. It's, yes. it's fun. Yeah. It, it makes me think on my feet in in a way that I'm not really that used to. Yeah. Mm. Let's mm. take this shot. This dog is destroying me. I need to deaden my, my eyes, <laughs> man. It's you can't see it now. <laughs> Chloe just is just. Sleeping. Is she over on your side yeah, now? Good. You're. I'm. I'm slightly open. out of the blast range. <laughs> She's being very gassy this morning, She's so we're dying. Blowing us out of this building. Well, Let's take this shot. We're gonna take quick. the shot, and then I'm gonna cut to you for a minute because I want to adjust our. Hmm. Ah, there it is. The BSB. I want to adjust our wide shot here real quick. It's yeah, a little no, off kilter. So, let's talk some pop culture, right? <laughs> Talk about some stuff that we consumed, and then we'll get into some Jesse Smollett. Is that what his name? Juicy Smollett? Jesse Smollett? Yeah, his real Does anyone know? His his real name is Jesse Smollett. But Dave Chappelle, the the true king of the universe, he, yeah, yeah. he has dubbed him Juicy Smooth Yay. Oh, through I one of I think it was on the Sticks and Stones special, but on one of his latest specials, he tells the story of Juicy Smooth Yay, this yes. fabulous French actor. <laughs> that... <laughs> Like gets hate crime in the middle of Chicago at two in the morning by a subway. I love it. Yeah. So I watched a lot of stuff this week. Um, I watched Jarhead. I love Jarhead. It's your right? favorite favorite uh, thing. Favorite book? Yeah, the book is coming. That's the December book. If you're in the book club, you go to their Instagram, watch our see what the list is. You can jump on the book club. It's very simple. 
pretty much just be a part of the community comment on there let us know that you're reading check in you know on the on the lives um Jarhead, Contagion. I watched Contagion this week. That's a great movie. I watched it and I thought back. Lawrence Fishburne and Matt Damon. Matt Damon is it? Yeah, because he's the main dude. Jude Law. Or Jude Law. Law. He plays. He plays the Alex Jones. Yes. And um, Um, what's her name? Yeah. What is her name? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was in it for about five minutes. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Yeah, she don't make she don't make it very long. Yeah. No. And then there's also (laughs) the British woman. I cannot choose from. the holiday. She is. I can't remember what her name is though. Beautiful contagion. I think she's French. Is she French? Uh, I do believe I so. I'm going to pull British. it up real quick. She's also in that Steve Jobs movie that. Oh, Kate Winslet. That's what you're talking about. Kate Winslet. I thought you were talking about. Oh, I yes, like what's her name, Marianne Cotillard or something like that. That's that woman's name. I'm pretty sure. We're going to go with that. Monique. Is that her? No, that's not her. Different person. I'm having a hard time finding her. Monique IMDb. is a large black woman. That's not who I'm talking about. <laughs> not even, not even a little bit. I'm talking about yes. the. Uh, she works for the, the actress. Show. Yeah, and then yeah. she she gets like kidnapped by that group of people, and really all they're trying to do is just yeah. like get some vaccine from her and stuff, and then and then they're fine, and she kind of gets on their side. I don't remember her name. I'm pretty sure it's Marianne Cotillard. Cotillard. That yeah. sounds right. Something Why not? like that. So Marianne Cotillard. eBay. Heavy DM. I saw the uh, the preview for Obi Wan on yeah. that new Star Wars joint. And let's just say I'm getting real tired of Star Wars every year, and or like two new Star Wars things every year, multiple new Marvel things every year. But I'm kind of into Obi Wan Kenobi right now. It looks I'm actually excited about this. It looks really? pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I like the idea to hear that with as much. Um... There's been a lot of shit out there coming well, out of Star Wars also world. Also, with as really. much Eric July as you've been listening to lately. Well, um, you know, I like his opinions, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, they're not mine. No. Put it that so, way. So, on the on that tilt, though. Where, not, oh, yeah. Not giving money to people who hate you, right? I want to talk about <laughs> something that I went through this week, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to think is really stupid. I needed new shoes this week. and Why is um, that stupid? We'll get there. Okay. I needed new shoes, and so I was like, oh, I'm going to go buy a pair of new shoes. But in that morning... It was like Thursday that he was like, oh, I want to buy a pair of shoes that are from America. You know, like, I, like let me buy a pair of shoes that are from America. So take out a second mortgage. Uh, right. So <laughs> I looked up a list of shoes. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to order these online. Like, I'm not going to – none of these are in stores around me that I can see. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I need to get a pair of shoes so I can go there. So I'm going to go to the store, and I'm sure I can find a pair of shoes that are at least manufactured in America. You can't. Spoiler alert. Um, Dickies, DC um, – not Dickies, DC, Vans, Converse, Nike, obviously, Adidas, Puma. Reebok, all of them. All. Yeah. All in Asia. Which, that's the part that I'm sure people are like, you're a fucking idiot, you know? I just assumed, especially Converse or something, I'm like, there's got to be at least one of these companies that's making shoes not in China, mm-hmm. right? So, DCs I found, and I was like, fuck, am I really going to buy a pair of DCs? You're like, I don't know about this. I'm Googling, I'm Googling all these companies so that I can try and see where they're making their shit. And... Google tells me that DC's just signed a new contract with Vietnam. I know they make all their shoes in Vietnam now. Right on the goddamn box, manufactured in China. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? So there literally wasn't a shoe that I could buy in store that was made in America. Mm-hmm. At least not... Generally speaking, no. Generally yeah. speaking, right? I'm sure that's why I'm saying it's stupid. I'm sure there's going to be yeah. one person who's like, well, you could have fucking bought this. I'm sure I could have, right? Yeah. So then I've... So I decided... 
after this because I became so frustrated that I couldn't find a pair of shoes that were made in America. That pair of shoes, that black pair of shoes that I wore here today, uh-huh. that's what I bought on Thursday. That is the last pair of shoes that I buy for myself that don't come from an American company. That don't come from a company who's manufacturing them yeah. in America. Actually made in America. Made in America. So I found a lot of shoes, a lot of very hipstery shoes, a lot of boots and stuff like that. There's not yes. a lot of like sneakers that are made in America. Yeah, I was just going to say, your best bet to find an American manufactured uh, uh, footwear of any kind would be like work boots yes. and, you know, hiking hipster boots, boots, you know, yeah, so stuff like that. I mean, there's yeah. a series of companies, yeah, that make hiking and hunting boots and work boots in America. That's very common. Yeah, I um, forget what it's called. Jocko's got a company. Jocko Willing's got a company that makes jeans, too. They make jeans? Yeah, I think it's Origin, I think. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking he makes boots and i'm wrong i know um, he makes jeans no, I, I thought he makes boots, boots, boots too let me, yeah, let me see what i can he find makes real boots quick and, jeans. and then steve ranella is always talking about schnees you know yep. schnees are made in montana so that's also an american-made company so yeah the boots will be no problem i'll be able to find a pair of boots from america i've obviously looked at this before yeah origin maine um is they also do uh right. boots yeah nice looking boots too i mean healthy yes. looking I'm, I'm a big fan i thought about buying a pair of their jeans once but they're about 200 dollars yeah. So yeah, that's a love America. Welcome, welcome but, to American manufacturing, so, man. Slowly, slowly but surely. Um, yeah, I just was very disturbed by that, and we're always talking about theme on the show. I forgot to remind people last week, but we're doing it now, is to reevaluate your relationship with the CCP and with China, and try and adjust that as much as you can. Because I yeah. we start to talk about Russia and Ukraine. Russia again, as well, has their hands in this issue with Russia and Ukraine, right? So. They have their hands in all these things that are going on here. So we need to do everything that we can to, again, be reevaluating and adjusting the relationship that we have with the CCP because the money that we're contributing to them is literally going back to fight our own ideology. Oh, yeah. Literally going back to fight our own ideals, not ideology. So it's not good. So this is one thing that is difficult, um, more difficult than I thought that it would be, but is a relatively simple thing that people can do to stop giving money to China because even mm-hmm. though it's an American company, the factories over there, the people over there, all that shit, it's being sourced from other countries around there. So I even was like, okay, when I found out about South Korea, I'm like, all right, South Korea is fine. You know, like this, at least it's not China, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a Western Westernized, nation, you know, yeah. Westernized nation for the most part. Nope. China. 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 So, so that pair of vans, that pair of black vans will be the last pair of shoes that I buy for myself that are not made in America. Man, I'm I'm not looking forward to doing that. my you know it's what my last pair of shoes that I got those uh, white and silver joints they're, yeah they're made from neoprene those were made in a uh, a country that is not necessarily a bastion of freedom anymore yeah uh, they're Australian <laughs> <laughs> but they are pretty cool yeah um, but yeah no I think I'm gonna be trying to do the same thing I'm Luckily, I'm not in the market for a new pair of kicks yet, yeah, I got but time. soon enough, <laughs> I will. And so I want to start looking at this, too, because yes. I am not – it's the same reason why I try not to go to Walmart all the time and shit like that. Like, I'm trying – how did you put it, or how does Eric July put it? Quit paying people – Who hate you. Who hate yeah. you. Yeah. Quit giving money to people who hate you. Yeah, I like I like the way that, that goes. And there's no way to just do it outright. No. And everybody's going to be a hypocrite if that's what they – if the if that's the hill they die on, they're all going to be hypocrites because you just can't do that anymore. Thank right. you, modern day modernity, for allowing us to get in this situation. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a problem. We'll we'll talk more about 
that I think later on in maybe the Russia-Ukraine stuff with some of the uh, supply chain issues and whatnot yes. that are, we're going to be facing. But that goes dark really, really quick. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so you I'm going to be – it's hard to buy shoes now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty soon those Jocko shoes aren't going to be $200. They're going to be $400. Oh, and oh yeah, I don't even I don't yeah, even want to. I'm not looking forward to that. But that was an issue that I ran into this week. Yeah, trying to buy a pair of shoes that's fucking made in America. That's rough, and it's not man. like, and I don't expect it, uh, but it's not like in a regular like department shoe store you can be like, hey, can you point me to a pair of shoes that's made in America? Because people they'll who look at you and be like, like what, what are you? Are you... <laughs> Do you need a size nine? Bring me a shoe and ask me for a size, and I will give you that shoe in that size if we have it. Yep. I don't know what you're talking about. Materials, manufacturing, any of that shit. I don't. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, it's those are things that I don't think I can reasonably expect from someone who's working at one of those stores. Get you some conflict shoes, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I would like some conflict-free shoes. <laughs> right. So, some conflict-free sneakers, I think, would be a good place to start. I want a red sneaker that's not dyed with the stains of slaves that built them. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't want that in this world. <laughs> we don't need any of that here. No. No. Um, we also watched Monty Python this week in the Holy Grail. Jordan had never seen Monty Python, so we watched that. How did Python. that go? Uh, it was good. Uh, you know, yeah. there's giggles. It's not... Yeah. It is what it is. Monty I was like, Python yeah, British Python. humor is... Yeah. I hadn't seen it in a long time. Um, it's interesting. So, yeah, yeah. So, we watched a good majority of that. I watched... I told you last month this year I was going to watch the Lemony Snicket show. Yeah. Because the movie was fucking terrible, right? <laughs> the show... Even worse than the movie. No. It's even worse. And the weird thing about it, they made three seasons of it. They did the entire series. They did every book. But the show doesn't get better. I watched um, seven episodes, maybe eight episodes of that show. It's terrible all the way from the start. This is They're, the one with Neil Patrick Harris? Yes. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris is fucking dog shit. Really? Neil Patrick Harris is dog shit. In this show. As Count Olaf, okay. yes. Absolute <laughs> Why? dog shit as Count Olaf. Is, is... Well, first of all, he's super short. They they refused... Oh, yeah, because he needs to be super high, right? In this show, they refused to character match at all. They're fucking race swapping. They're doing all kinds of shit that doesn't make any sense. Right? Hollywood. I am yeah. I am not opposed to changing somebody's race if it if if you're going to have a, a different take on the story or if it's if it's going to affect the story in some way i don't see the point in swapping someone's race just to race swap them just to pander mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense to me i don't this book is a really good example this is the one that i'm reading right now the wide window right this is the third book of the lemony snicket series in this book, they describe Aunt Josephine as a tall, pale woman with white hair. They use a middle-aged black woman to be Aunt Josephine in the show. Why? That doesn't... Which, again, I don't have a problem with you choosing a black actor, but it doesn't add anything to the show. Mm -hmm. there, it, there's no point to that. There's no purpose to it other than representation. I don't, mm -hmm. And I don't give a fuck about that. That's stupid. That's a dumbass reason to change what this show should have been, which is a reflection of this book. Mm -hmm. You know, that's... The show should be a reflection of the book because it's made about the fucking book. Yeah. So if it's not going to add to the story, if they're not going to add more depth to the character because of it, because nothing else is different. All that's different is just the race and age of this character. Why? And I'm really glad that you brought this up because this has also been a really big conversation around the new Lord of the Rings show that's coming out. Yes. Um, Eric talked about this. And I... To be perfectly honest, I generally don't care if they are trying to 
unless let's put it in this particular example, right? Unless the Aunt Josephine is her name. Yes. Unless that character, like it's she's described as tall with white hair and whatever like this. If it doesn't change the story to have anyone else of any particular race or background play that character, as long as they're doing the rest of the characteristics the same, that's fine. And she, you know, don't have like a bunch of like white kids as your children if you are not, you know, right. let's let's have it make sense a little bit like that. Um, but for the most part, I don't have a problem if they start quote unquote race swapping yeah. if it doesn't have anything to do with the story. Mind you, I don't, it's distasteful to me as a creative person to think that somebody is being race swapped because they need representation. Right. I don't want to jump to that assus or that assumption, even though everything about Hollywood over the last two decades has told me I should make that assumption. Because right. ultimately, if it doesn't come through on screen as like a pretentious, like this is why I have this here. If it's right there, out in front, loud and proud, we're doing this because of fucking diversity. Right. Then I generally don't have a problem with it. With Lord of the Rings, we're talking about elves and having black characters in you know the elven world and in like apparently there's like a dwarf and all this stuff aren't historically of you know darker skin tones although there are such a thing as like dark elves and this that and the other thing but especially if you live underground yes like if you live underground you're going to be very pale yes there's and so that's a whole thing but when it comes to like everything i've seen from the lord of the rings all the previews and stuff right now i'm not really that concerned about yeah. a whole bunch of like forced racial diversity because i don't really care like, I really don't care. We'll see yeah. how it comes out on screen, and then I'll interpret that, how it, how it's presented. Right. You know, and I'm, I'll deal with it then. I'm not going to get all up in arms now. Um, I have a feeling that the show's going to suck because it is a modern-day money grab trying to cash in on a massive, you know, intellectual property that has historically been very, very successful. Right. And I'm not a fan of that, but I'm open to new fantasies and shit like that. And... The other thing that really pisses me off about all this conversation about racial uh, swapping and stuff like that, not even just racial, but it's it's all the woke categories, yeah. you know, all the intersexual categories. We saw some of it in the Wheel of Time series, um, some, some same-sex romances in the show that do not even come close to existing in the book whatsoever. Why is that there? Just right. because. And that's, that's something I get pissed off about. That's dumb. It has nothing to do with the storyline. But in this case, I don't know. We'll we'll find out. But these people that are getting all offended about this shit generally are not the nerds that will, can sit down and have a four-hour conversation about Lord of the Rings. Right. You know, these are people that are getting – they're just – they're having a fight because they want to have a fight. Right. That's what this is to me right now. The fucking show is not out yet. You can't tell me that it's it's forced diversity or not yet because it's – you can't tell that until the show comes out. Right. You know, not all elves have to be white, dude. And – there's a long hit, you know, storied history in fantasy of having different shades of people in all sorts of races, man. I mean, like even in like the orc realm, like right. green, black, Brown, even, you know, like all yeah. sorts of shit, man. It's like it doesn't matter. These people are stupid. We're having this cultural, this pop culture conversation around race right now about something that pr may or may not be a problem. Right. We'll wait until the property comes out and then we should figure it out. That's 
that's what reminded me of that. Yeah. Sorry, I no, got all no, uppity no, no, about no. that. No, no what no, is I'm it called? Rings of Power? I don't Ring know. of Power? Have you not seen the trailer? No. No, I've heard Eric July talk about it. Uh, I don't have much time for new shows. Yeah, I was going to say, you're pretty, that I, you're pretty tapped on time yeah, right now. I mixed this one in at work because it, it was episodes of like 30 minutes or whatever, you know, so I was watching mm -hmm. it. Um, but but it's just, I'm interested in this one. It's the, yeah, the Lord of the Rings, Ring of Power. It's a series on Amazon Prime coming out September 2nd, and it is essentially like the, the precursor, the prequels to The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Okay. Um, so this was well before all that the stuff happened. huh yeah, Work. kind of like in the, uh, I think it's the Summerillion book is like a pre-pre-Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. It's a very long, complicated history, this whole J.R.R. Tolkien world. It's, it goes deep. Yeah, he's got a whole lore. He's got a, like a oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good uh, stuff. Yeah, and I think my only deal, right, is because I'm into this book. I'm into these books. I'm a fan of this series. Mm -hmm. So when I see shit like that, Maybe it's just because I'm politically minded, you know. I see it and I just get frustrated because like, you're you taking me that? out of the story for no reason. That's not what this character is described as looking like. So yeah, I have to wonder what is the reason that you chose someone other than someone who fits the description of the character. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it's not – this is objective – uh, but in my opinion, it's not because she's a good actress, because the actress who plays Aunt Josephine is fucking dog shit. Yeah. And it's not Aunt Josephine, Uncle Monty. These are like Uncle Colin and, and Auntie Morgan. They're not their blood family. And most of them, they're their family by marriage. They're just all part of like the parents and all these people are part of like a secret group together. And so they've been introduced as Aunt Josephine, Uncle Monty and shit like that. But it... Yeah, I have to, like I said, I have to wonder why it was done. And when it wasn't done for any easily discernible reason, then I have to assume that it was done as an intentional race swap just to add diversity to it because I can't see another reason why you would do it. Because they did the same thing with Uncle Monty. They made him, he's supposed to be an older white guy. They made him a middle-aged a middle Indian dude. Why? For what? Right? Again... I don't care that you chose a person of a different color. That's not the point, yeah. right? It seems... I'm not offended that you chose a person of color. I don't understand why you would do it when the person isn't a, a totally fantastic actor and it's not adding or taking anything away from this. Yeah. Like, I don't... It's like on the, on the, the T chart of, like, is this woke or is this just an actor? I gotta it's, imagine it's, it's all woke. starting to add up towards woke. One, NPH is your, is your Count Olaf. NPH woke as fuck. Yeah, so he is. So it's not like... He's going to just stand by and let everyone be white, you know, on the TV show. And he's not going to fucking say anything about it. Like, hey, maybe we should add some diversity to this, even though maybe we fucking picked all the people who were the best actors that actually fit into the description of the fucking character. Don't bring meritocracy into this, Donovan. It's, How dare you? I'm just not a fan of that, you know. I, I know that it's done for a reason. It's mm -hmm. Hollywood. It's, it wasn't an accident. You chose someone who was brown or black on purpose. It wasn't an accident, you know. All right, so I on that note, I have this fucking perfect I just read segue, about this bro. This morning, this is fantastic. Stacey Abrams makes a cameo as United Earth president on the new Star Trek Discovery show. Stacey Abrams, who has never won a single election, is now president of the United Earth on Star Trek. Why is Stacey Abrams, who is not an actor, who is not a politician, who is not anything but an activist? Why is she getting cameos in Star Trek? 
so that we can get used to seeing her in a position of power. power. That's that's what it is. That's we got to get comfortable with that we on a cultural to know level. That she is the winner. She is the United Earth president, whether we like it or not. Yeah. And I also because Brian Kemp or whatever his name was. Brian Kemp. That's who it was. Yeah. yeah because Brian Kemp of, fucked her over. And governor maybe of Georgia. <laughs> Brian Kemp is still the governor of Georgia. And actually, yeah, yeah. And let's just make this very clear. Stacey Abrams, to this day, insists that the election was stolen from her. And Straight she, to jail. And she is the legitimate governor of Georgia, and she has been riding that tact for, what, three, three years, years now? Yeah, but no, she gets on a Hollywood show. That's cool. Straight to jail, Stacey Abrams. Straight How to dare jail. you question the legitimacy of an American election? Yeah, if you were in Washington State, our governor would throw you <laughs> would in throw prison. You in <laughs> Straight to jail with you. Straight to jail. That is awesome. Um, see, this is funny because it makes me feel lazy now. I didn't watch that much this this week. Um, I've been, I watched, uh, there's this YouTube channel I've been watching. It's uh, called Black Magic Craft. Black okay. Magic Craft, I think. And he's like a, a scenery crafter dude. Okay. Um, you know, my little Gundam diorama and stuff I've been working on. Well, my, I don't think I really pimped this much on the show last time, but one of my coworkers brought in this really dope skeleton model that he painted up okay oh and so i'm going to be making a little bit of a uh like a little bit of a diorama stand you know Word. a cool little display for this guy <clears throat> and so i've been watching that you know off and on uh, usually right before i go to bed or something like that put on an episode or two 10 15 minutes and try to get some creative juices flowing but uh we did watch i think we told you this right before we started recording we watched rush hour yeah, the original Rush Hour with yes. uh, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. And, oh, my God, you could not make that movie today. It is hilarious. Right. But there are so – Jackie Chan dropping hard R's, dude. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Really? Yeah, hard R and bombs. And it – because it's like a skit thing. He hears Chris Tucker say that to, right. to Chris Tucker's friends. You know who he knows and all this stuff, and so Jackie Chan is. I mean, he's there. He's new. He comes out and he's, "What's up, my?" That's and awesome. then a giant bar fight proceeds to happen. He has, and then he kicks everybody's ass because he's Jackie Chan. Because he's Jackie Chan. <laughs> he's fucking Jackie Chan. That's so, awesome. So Jackie Chan drops hard R and bombs, and then beats the shit out of everybody in the bar. That's a scene in the, the movie of Russia, and it's perfect, and it's hilarious. Hey, crime. Hey, crime. Hey, Straight crime. to jail. <laughs> Straight to jail with Stacey Abrams. Yes, but I forgot, dude. That movie That's is awesome. so fucking funny, and it is so, it's still so good. And then they have all, like, the bloopers and stuff at the end of all the Jackie Chan movies where they show him, like, he's there's, like, a scene where he jumps up and, like, drop kicks somebody over top of this chair and then lands in this comfy chair. Well, he missed it the first time. He fell right on his tailbone, right on the Shit. edge. And oh! don't touch me oh man but yeah watch that movie don't sleep on the old rush hour movie hell yeah fucking great i think we're gonna try to watch uh it's the one jackie chan did with owen wilson the shanghai noon shanghai Shanghai nights Shanghai noon yes those are great those great yeah the shanghai noon is all it's the western one and then the other one is like in same time period but over in the uk yeah. yeah and it's kind of like imperial china 
meets Imperial UK at the time. Right. Very, very fun. Very cool. Good theme. Owen Wilson plays a cowboy, right? Yeah. Some, some form of Western yeah. man. I don't know whether he's a sheriff or a fucking. And they're basically scoundrel. the same exact movies. Right. It's just different. <laughs> yeah. One's a timepiece and one's back in the 90s. You know, what that's a time. There's... What a time to be alive where right? you could make four movies all with the same plot, just in a different country. They made three rush hours. Probably. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yes, and I remember oh. there's the one when they're one of them they're in China, maybe Rush Hour three, and there's a big fight in like a spa. I think so. Uh, but they're like in robes and shit like that, and there's all the chairs that are in the room. Yes. Let's see. Oh, I, I remember I, I that. I did not one. type that in correctly. Rush Hour three. Oh man, Miami. Why is IMDb not? Oh, I'm spelling Rush with a ch apparently. Rush Hour three. There we go. Come on, IMDb. Give me a little hooker. 2007 they made that movie. Jeez. Is the first one like late 90s? Yes. Maybe very early 2000s? I think it's like 98. James, Yeah, I think that is the one where they go to, uh, they're in China. They're in China. And then, yeah, the original Rush Hour. I feel bad because I should have had this pulled up already, but it is 1998. 1998, dude. Wow. Man, that's such a good movie. God. I was not disappointed. But that's really the only thing I watched over the last two weeks. Other than that, it. it's been busy, 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 busy. For it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Any more pop culture stuff? Because um, I have some hunting news to talk about. One last thing I wanted to bring okay. up. Yes. Fauci reappeared. I fucking heard this. <laughs> he reappeared yesterday. He reappeared yesterday on the ABC News podcast. Like a leprechaun boot. It must have rained, and there must it. have been a rainbow. Um, and he was talking about, of course, spreading more misinformation. Um, he was talking about... You know, only 50% of people have the have the booster, and so you know, like it's a very big concern for us. People stop getting the booster. Um, then they started talking about the new variant, and he was saying that the Brits are having an issue with it, um, even though the issue that they're having is that their hospitalizations are going up, but because they're not classifying them correctly, you know, it's hard to decide who's there with COVID, and because of COVID. So we're going to have to find another way to reclassify and decide because, you know, when he gets asked, like, so are people going to have to start wearing masks again? Like, are we going to do this? And he said, you know, I think people are kind of over COVID. <laughs> he says that. He says, so I don't, you know, I don't think it's really going to be worth it to try and enforce this type of shit anymore because I think people are kind of over it, you know? So that's where we're at, huh? We're just, yeah. it doesn't, it's out the window now. People yeah. are over it. I'm not even going to try. They're not going to listen anymore. So we're going to stop trying. It's. I mean, let's face it, bro. Let's let's be real. We knew COVID nineteen was just so social construct all along. It was all just a part of us. And Brad Milky also fucking Milky. He says I, something to the effect. I know for sure. Says this: most people have either had the infection or they've been immunized from the vaccine. Mm -hmm. The vaccine does not immunize you from this from this virus, no. nor the disease. No. You are not immunized. If you get the vaccine, no. Fauci says nothing. Don't say, no correction yeah. of it at all, even though they're actively talking about people who have the shot can get COVID. You're not immunized if you get the COVID-19 vaccine. That is not how this works. Mm -mm. You are vaccinated from it. You have some immunity to it. You have some, some form of immunity to it. You are not immune from this mm -mm. virus. Maybe that's a Protection. colloquial term. Like, you know, you have some form of immunization. It's like when, um... well, actually, that makes sense when he said it. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers was talking about, you know, are you vaccinated? He's like, I'm immunized. 
because you do get some kind of immunization. Yeah. Right? In, in low-level doses, according to the, all the statistics at this point. It's just low-level. I'm not giving it to them. It's probably not, not giving a, it to no, them. No, Fuck you, Brad don't Milky. Don't do it. Yeah, especially if Milky's saying it. Yeah. No, that that's piece it. Of, um, that's, that's pretty much it. I almost so. forgot about those Milky podcasts that I had to listen to. I listened to them this morning. Really bad, uh, right? We listened to them last night. I took... I got really angry. Took myself a page of notes on it. So I have some from the first interview and from the second interview. Not good. And I think I listened to them in the perfect order, which was good. Because I listened to... Because we got... There was two of them all yes. about this. The, the, the bill that we'll talk about in uh, part, part three. three or four today. And uh, yeah, the I listened to the one from the... Bill Creator first, the guy that helped authorize or author it and write it and stuff yes. like that, and then no, write the bill. He yes. wrote. He wrote the, the seven-page bill, which it, that's, it's we seven, will be going over today. Seven, it's seven pages, pages. double spaced. Yes, and that's we're reading it last night, or like we're listening to this, and I'm telling Jordan about it. I'm talking to Brian. I said it is seven pages, double spaced. Like, double spaced, bro. We're on our way to dinner. So I read it before we left the house. It's like, I just know it's not like, so these people saying this stuff, it's, like, it's not like it takes you five hours to read it. Yep. So it takes you five minutes to read it. Ten, if you want to really read it and take some notes maybe and like reread things to make sure they're reading it correctly, it takes you five minutes yep. to read this. And you can see that it doesn't say the things that you're claiming that it says. Like, yeah. not even close. I can't. No. I can't so with that. We'll get into so that a lot milky. later. Um, the theme for this show um, is propaganda, Indeed. American propaganda. So, <laughs> so we'll be talking about a little bit at the end of this, and then we will be giving you at the end of every part why propaganda is relevant to this topic. So, Juicy Small A, do you want to talk about this or do you want to move on to laws, right? Let's, uh, real quick, Juicy Smooye, um, he was recently released from prison. After being found guilty of the hate crime. He's in the Mighty Ducks. Um, did you know that? Yes, I, I did. And he's also know. in Alien Covenant, unfortunately. Um, he dies in a sex scene in a shower. So there's that. Fuck you, um, Juicy Smooye. Yeah, fuck you, Juicy Smooye. Uh, but yeah, he, he went to jail for approximately what, five days before he was released. And uh, the going reasoning for his release was he was... He was sentenced to 150 days in, 150 days in jail. And Plus the, a big-ass fine. And a big-ass fine, yeah, which I do believe he will have to pay, period. But the his appeals process will take longer than his prison sentence. And so pending the outcome of his appeal, he is released from jail. Oh because by God. the time you even get to the the hearing and stuff, you've already you've got time served. And then all of a sudden you win your appeal, and now— the state has to give you 150, 000, you know, 150 days worth of money long. and shit. Oh yes. My God. So they let him go. Fuck and now you. he's out. And if you don't call that Hollywood or, I don't know, it's not Hollywood bigger than that. It's just the elite. That is the 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 that special route of justice that a privileged elite gets to enjoy in America. Nobody else gets to do that shit. Five days in jail, you're sitting there crying, you're refusing to eat, you're telling people that you're you're not suicidal. You say that enough times, people are going to start asking questions, buddy. And he knew exactly what he was fucking doing. This piece of shit is out of jail already. No lessons learned. It's fine. He just gets to go on. I guarantee you he's going to be back on TV or back in movies within probably the next couple of years. And it'll just be done and he'll be back to making millions. No big deal. Yeah, but Colin, if he was white, he wouldn't have done any jail time. You know, (laughs) 
That's, that's a very good point, Donovan. <laughs> I always forget all the white privilege if that we have. If he was white, he would never have done any jail time. They would never even have put handcuffs on him. That's right. They, they probably would have shot the friends that, that, that <laughs> tried to hang him. It was all, it was just, <laughs> Yes. it's so ridiculous, man. That's awesome. Everything about this. And we wonder why we're the laughing stock of the world. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, that's because of that. <laughs> so on that lovely note. Making a hate crime make, definitely makes yeah. you a piece of shit. <laughs> yes, it does. Definitely makes you a piece of shit. Oh, and it's so much worse than like, you remember the NASCAR pole rope incident? Um, yeah, there was yeah there was Bubba a pull Wallace. rope for Bu- yeah and Bubba Wallace's thing and it's like a rope that comes down on the high garage door that has a, a a loop on it so you could pull the thing down and over half of like, the bays at that facility yeah. and the next thing you know fucking like the that. FBI is showing up and the hate crime units out here we're not in a good spot buddy he's like it was a straight up noose <laughs> <laughs> he said that it was a straight up noose what are you talking about. It's like, do you know what a noose looks Someone like? Someone ties it's a, a very noose intricate that's knot. Just it's so small, it's just a threat. Yes. Just just to terrify you, a grown man. Another grown man thinks that tying a very small noose at the end of your garage pull cord is going to be so fucking scary. You're going to stop driving NASCAR. That makes so much sense. God, that makes sense. It definitely what makes a sense. Fucking idiot. That is so stupid. <laughs> if you ever believe Bubba Wallace, you're dumb. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it right now, you're dumb. I think, much like the story that I'm about to talk about, which is not in the racial aspect of things, right? It has nothing to do with woke culture or any of that. Well, some of it does. But we have a problem in society now, and it's called media literacy. Yes. How many times do we think Instagram is a really, really bad spot? I don't know why. Maybe it's just I have a harder time spotting things on Instagram because I don't live on Instagram like I do Twitter. Twitter, yeah. it's easy to spot shit. I'm like, this is bullshit. This Twitter's is dumb. your shit, yeah. Right? But, like, I've experienced so many things coming, you know, people send us things like that, and then after you look into it for a second, you're like, this is all just bullshit, dude. I'm not getting caught up by this. We've been victim of this more than a, a couple times, you know, here and there. Yes. Um, this, much like the Jesse Smollett incident and the Bubba Wallace incident, was a bunch of moral panic right off the bat by something that wasn't confirmed to be true. Okay. People made a bunch of assumptions, this and that and the other thing. One of my greatest loves in life, besides my my wife and my dogs and you and your family, is hunting, obviously, right? I'm a huge, huge fan. You and your brother both. Well, last November, 2021, there's a lot of scuttlebutt flown around on the Instagram and on the social medias in the hunting world about Washington State the what is it, WDFW Washington the, Department of Fish and Wildlife yeah. for some reason I could not think of that the Fish and Wildlife different in every state which is fucked up yes yes it is but uh, yeah we uh, the WDFW commission was is a group of like nine people that are appointed and they make laws and regulations for hunting and fishing along with all the other non-game species and stuff wildlife management scuttlebutt was that in November. They were going to have a commission meeting, and they were going to be essentially removing a bear hunting season in Washington State. A particular one is called Spring Bear, and it's one of the most popular bear hunting seasons. It's your bear hunting season, Spring Bear. uh, It's the season I've always wanted, but it is a lottery system that you do not get. It's roughly every three, four years, you know, you'll get a 
a shot to do it. I've definitely heard um, you talk about spring yes, bear. Yes, I have submitted for spring bear every single year so that, that I've hunted. That must be. And it. I've never gotten that motherfucker. Yeah. So this was gonna be my year, and it still might be, as it turns out, because the scuttlebutt on the Instagram was the commission was gonna meet and they were gonna outlaw spring bear, and that's everybody ran with that. Yeah. And. Then it turned out, oh, wait, a few weeks later, it started to come across, oh, wait, well, actually, they're going to be having a meeting, and they will be open for public comment. So if you're a hunter, get in there, get your comments submitted, and then they will be heard and so Just on and like so forth. Just like we did with guns. Exactly. Except <clears throat> for the fact that in this particular case, it actually looks like it's going to work out. Um, unlike anything else yeah. that has to do with the Second Amendment in this state, automatically just throw that piece of legislation in the trash. If yes. it's about freeing gun rights, if it's about honing down on them you might as don't even bother with the congress just give it to the lord emperor Inslee. um so yeah i I did a bunch of reading on this and i discovered ultimately that it was decided last last meeting which was in early march two weeks ago that they were going to table the discussion on spring bear um a decision on the spring bear until this meeting that's actually happening right now oh. on zoom but the one of the commissioners after this whole concept came up one of the commissioners on the board actually resigned after all of the public outcry to this and so now where there was essentially a 4-4 split because somebody is not voting um there's nine members on the commission what was a 4-4 split and tied it up is now a 4-3 split in favor ah. of continuing the season so as of yeah they're they're meeting all weekend it's a f thursday friday saturday i think something like that might yeah. be meeting sunday too but today is the day they decide on spring bear and it looks as if it's going to pass hell yeah and then next i think it's in april the next meeting they will decide on the actual numbers how many lotteries they're going to be putting out and then people like me will be able to apply i believe yeah so I don't know because the spring bear season is it's literally I mean it's gonna be close. Usually I've I feel like in the past I've applied by now. So I'm a little nervous about the we might maybe the timing won't work out. We won't have a spring bear season this year. It looks as if we're supposed to, but we'll see. Yeah. Um other than that, it doesn't look like it's gonna be gone in the future. So that is a plus. The let me ask you, the makeup of the board mm -hmm. is not favorable to hunters no right not generally the, and that's what i thought i've heard tracy talk about that as well because tracy's yeah. obviously huge into fishing and stuff mm -hmm. like that and so yeah he's talked about the people that are on there are not they're not hunters they're like maybe biologists or something but yeah. they're not not in ways that and there seems to be publicly it not seems to be there is i know because i used to be part of it there is a huge misunderstanding of hunters in general but also in the amount that they contribute to conservation itself mm -hmm. and the level that hunters actually care about animals and don't just want to murder them like that's it's very misunderstood and steven ranella talks about that constantly um and he's made the claim and defended it many times of telling people um you know he said i i would guarantee that i love these deer more than you love these deer 100 you know? and yeah. i think that that's very true it, it is very true and the non-hunting yeah. public do not see it that way they're Trying unable to, to comprehend how you could kill something but also say that you love it more than someone who doesn't want to kill it loves it and yeah they just it's don't because understand when you're it's because when you are contributing to that system all of the money that you're paying for your 
licenses for your ammunition. There's part, you know, pieces that come out of your gun sales, out of your ammunition sales that go into conservation. All, all of that money is going directly back into conserving the environment and the species that you're hunting itself. Yes, it's all go- going. Directly it goes all back right to back in. The even vast... even the the ammunition that right. you buy right. goes to do that. But you know what what type of sales do not get con- do not contribute to that fund? Backpacks, really? backpacking, and certain hiking gear does not, which is hilariously ironic That's because stupid. hikers actually kill more animals every year than hunters do. Just fucking up their environment. Fucking up their environment. Let's put it this way: You are. Oh, and for just come begin getting spooked by an animal. Yeah, yeah, getting, that makes sense. Get, you know, you spook an animal, a, right. a deer, like a a male deer, a buck out there who has to every single year grow brand new bones, right, bigger than last year, and then they fall off again. and He's got to do the whole thing again, and the entire time he's trying to eat as much as he can, so he can actually grow those weapons, so that he can fight against other people that are going to try to steal his women. Yeah, because that's that's what they do. And then you the, you only get so many extra spooks per year. We'll yeah. Put it that way, because your metabolic rate increases when the adrenaline adrenaline starts to pump, and you have that fight or flight reaction. They spook. There's and calories they lost. Over? They can't. No, they will lose calories they can't afford to oh, lose. Okay. And then okay. most likely in the winter time, as food starts to dwindle, they will die. Worse. Or they will become sickly enough that predators will take them out or something like that but that's very interesting i never considered that yeah you only get so many spooks um and then you're you're basically signing death sentence so yeah more hikers every single year kill more deer than hunters do which is a wild concept i can't imagine the adrenaline dump of a deer when they're trying to get away you know i can't imagine that's probably insane <laughs> i wouldn't want to experience that i'll put Jumping that that much yeah. and, shit, and no i problem. i don't have like i don't have daggers coming on my head as weapons i have like right. guns on me yeah. and i still get freaked out when you know when you hear certain things or right if you're you're tromping around some areas up in the mountains and all of a sudden there's like cougar prints everywhere and then you're finding like cougar poop and you're going I just, I just really don't feel comfortable right now. I, I feel like somebody's watching me. Somebody's hungry. Yeah. So it's, it's good news. The, uh, the, the new commissioner of the WDFW commission, um, it is thought that she is a very anti-hunting tilt, comes out of a conserv- conservation background. As you previously alluded to, having a conservation background doesn't mean necessarily you are against hunting. I know right. a lot of, like, I'm probably the biggest conservationist I know. And I'm the only one of our friends that actually like hunts and like kills its food when we have a chance. Yes. So it's it's it is is a weird dichotomy, but you really don't have a true appreciation for the struggle of an animal like that and the food that you get from it until you actually have to go out there and try to take care of business yourself. I wonder if Morgan would hunt an animal. No. No. I don't think so. I do not think so. I, I'm pretty sure we've had this conversation right. before. I've tried to convince her. Like, it's literally the most humane way to get any yes. kind of meat. And she said, if that's the case, I'd rather, like, be a vegetarian or a pescatarian or something like that. Yeah. It's much that's easier crazy. for a lot of people not right. to. Because it's a, it's a religious experience from an unreligious guy to be, like, that close to a large animal as you kill it. Yeah. And then you then you're splitting it open Donner Party style, bro, and getting out the vitals and the good stuff. Right. And then next you know you brain go, and liver in a pan. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you go back to the camp at night and you're sticking a fucking 
that deer heart over the fire and roasting it and then chowing yes. right into it. <laughs> and his wife oh. watches from across the valley, not from right next to you, though. Dude, okay. It's just like, bastard. Yeah. Yeah, it's all I'm saying, guys, if you are, I don't care if you're reading the book or not, but you need to be watching this month's book club when it comes <laughs> out at the end of the month because it's fucking powerful. The review preview. The review preview. Yeah. Um, it right here on the Salt Streets channel be coming out the first of April. Yeah, they were going to do be the, so good. Then we'll do a split uh, release mm -hmm. review one day, preview next day because we yeah. ran late into the show doing the review Word. part of the book. So. So That's think, because yeah. the review was fucking powerful. It was lit. Yeah, it was so good. Um, but yeah, I also, one last little tidbit, just kind of slightly related. Yes. I am now a licensed trapper in the state of Washington. Hell yeah! I took my test last night, and I passed it, and I should have, like, apparently it's all reviewed manually. Yeah. So I won't get my email with my PDF license until Monday or Tuesday, but then the other one will be in the mail. And then I have a quest to go trap some beavers. I love it. Because I have some friends and family that have beaver problems. And the only way to do it oh in God. the state is to trap them. And so now I could do that. And then I could, like, license and sell pelts and things like that. So that might be fun. That's awesome. Word. Um, and I already planted the seed in the wife's head, uh, my wife, that if not this year, because it might be a little bit of a close call, the next year yeah. I, I got to get out with you for a deer hunt at least once during – that season i mm -hmm. gotta i gotta start getting it going especially if we move we move we'll, we'll be hunting way more um because that's just gonna be how it goes but Yeet. you know if it's only the two of us in a lonesome state all by ourselves like <laughs> we're, we're going we need to go need to go now yes we're not gonna make it yeah but i'm Donna really party style <laughs> i'm really trying to get some deer hunts under the belt i'm mm -hmm. really really trying to get some deer hunts under the belt i think it would be advantageous for us to do a little weekender um bring you up into the mountains no trail style yep and get that on your belt first and yep. then then we'll do it with an extra fucking 10 pounds of gear and shit yep. on you too because that's that's fun yes it'll be good yee yeah i have one article here that i want to go over real quick and okay. then we can uh move on we can take our break and move on like i'm gonna put um, my show map up i, I feel like i'm forgetting yeah no no, no where we just have a local legislative wrap-up is all that i wrote that's there. right so i have a bill here that's from crosscut.com um, and it just goes over five, so it's like a very legitimate platform. Uh, yeah. Um, five major things the Washington legislature approved in 2022. Do you want me to send you this article? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just give me one second here. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to have to pull up the signal because I didn't update yet. Oh, What else did I have while you're looking that up? Oh, the Sunshine Protection Act. Protect Protection Act. That's a grab bagger, actually. That's a part four or five. Four or four. Oh, about... Fucking daylight yes. savings time. Yeah, daylight savings. Because screw daylight savings time, bro. Yes. I got emotional about it this year. I will tell you that right now. That's really funny. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting up and I'm going, you know what? Why am I getting up an extra hour early so that I can have an, so it could be light at 8 o'clock at night? I don't give a shit. I'm not trying to do anything at 8 o'clock. None of this makes I'm sense. Trying to work earlier in the light. Not, not, it's, it's all fucked. Soccer called it low T activities. Low T. Yeah, he said they, they just want to do this so people can do more low T activities, like go out to the bar and go drinking and shit like that. How is this and a low T activity, I thought Sager? it was really Just because you're not funny, cool enough to hang out. The way that he described it. That yeah. is a low T activity. He's fucking jealous is what he is. I don't know why. <laughs> That's the oh, I have discovered and decided because we've we've asked many times about like what makes him a conservative. What is this? He's socially conservative. That that's all that it is. Yeah. He doesn't agree with 
drinking. I don't know whether or not he drinks. Mm -hmm. He doesn't smoke pot, and he doesn't agree with it. I've heard him say that, so he doesn't think people should be smoking weed, he said. Um, And he called it weed, right? That's how I know. That's how I know you're behind the times when you're still calling it weed. Um, Smoking weed? Yes. Electric lettuce. So he's not into drugs. I don't know whether or not he's into alcohol. Um, But, yeah, he's obviously just socially conservative, and that's the only thing that really makes him a conservative because – more than once over the last two bit. weeks, uh-huh. I have heard Crystal Ball say nationalize the oil industry and heard very little pushback from Sagar. Maybe it's because he's like, that's unrealistic, so I'm not going to address it. But it seems like... Yeah, Crystal's just saying some shit again. It seems like, I don't know, like you should address it. Like you should at least be like, well, that's very unrealistic or like something, yeah. you know? I don't know. I feel like, you know, if I was to say something fucking wild like that, you'd be like, all right, well, let's be realistic about this for a yeah. second, all right? What do you what do you think makes him conservative? I don't... Th- oh, you don't think he's conservative I don't think all? he's conservative. <laughs> I think he has a couple conservative tendencies. Yeah. A true socially conservative person. Um, like, to me, like, his teetotaler aspect of things, that is a conservative aspect. Yeah. But, you know, with his... I, pretty sure he's very very open to most other things socially he's relatively against a overrunning like a a a flooded social safety net welfare state i think he's but you know anybody with two common sense would be an an over bloated welfare state is not good right and so that's not really conservative that's just not being stupid and then other than that, like I don't understand why he's conservative. He he likes more Republicans than Democrats, maybe. Right. He's not a he's not a far left progressive like Crystal is. But if this was the 1980s, he's a blue dog Democrat. Yeah. Period. That's it. I mean, he probably doesn't believe in gay marriage, but just would not ever say that out loud. And and probably would d- never would never think that you should legislate on it. You know, doesn't yes. think it's the government's responsibility. Exactly. But other, but that's me taking an assumption based off his thing. So you don't even have to make the assumption right. to just use it like his teetotalerness, and then the fact that he will entertain government involvement in any industry, everything. much less everything. Yeah. He's not, he's not a conservative. Period. In my eyes, anyways. I would love to sit down and interview that guy. Me too. Like, let me. What's and what's I'm all sure this about? Like, he's a fucking awesome guy. He probably is. He he seems like an awesome guy who will. And I'm pretty Very sure smart. he's like super nerdy too. Extremely intelligent. Yes. yes. Extremely and, intelligent. So I don't want to talk that kind of shit on him. No. But I just think he's not a conservative dude. Right. Take this. <laughs> take the suit off. Relax a little bit. Maybe unbutton. Keep. Keep the, the right. long sleeve button down. Just take the tie off. Take the jacket off. You're not and, in the White House anymore. <laughs> yes. You're not in the Act White like House. Act like you're Obama anymore. in the White House. Very, you know, loose, Let's uh, see a uh, business suit. casual. <laughs> Let's see a beige suit. <laughs> okay. No, I can't make that. I can't say that. I can't do that. I was like Kamala Harris during the State of the Union picked a really bad suit color, too. Did not work for her. Yeah. Mind you, Nancy Pelosi's sitting next to her wearing some fucking 90s neon colors. Yeah, doing the Adderall grinds. She was jacking her jaw. Yeah, it was not good. She is a crazy person. I don't know what kind of drug she's on, but soccer could probably use a few of them. It's like, I don't know, probably some type of new cocaine pill that lasts longer than if you snort it. It's super Adderall is what it is. She's (laughs) had to sit in the one spot the whole time, you know? Yeah, it's probably just Vivance or some shit. It's just fucking, you know? 
Just some just real pops heavy... them like they're fucking Tic Tacs. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. That and, you know, a couple of balls of Chardonnay. You'll be feeling real it's good. It's like 10 o'clock over there. You're going to stay <laughs> no. awake that late if you're fucking 90 years old. All them people, man, they're so used to staying up till like, 4 in the morning writing or voting on, like, amendments and shit as they go through the night. You they're all a 1,000. They you have to be on drugs. Yeah, dude. They have to. Old people don't do that shit. They go to bed at 4 like Joe Biden does. Right. There's no way. Who was that? Was who? Uh, Trevor Noah. Talk, did you catch that clip at all? Trevor mm-hmm. Noah floating around talking about Biden, um, basically not not having the phone call with um, uh, the Saudis about like just not answering their phone calls and like they can't get a hold of the American president. And he's actually he's like that would have never happened if Donald Trump was in there. Yes. You know he'd yes, be up. Yes. Blah blah blah. He's like yeah, Biden's in bed by four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not untrue, dude. Probably not, no. Because <laughs> we know what happens when he gets on TV after four. It don't go so well. Mm-hmm. He's an early morning dude. The sundowning, as they say, mm-hmm. is, is not good. It's pretty real. Yeah. Um, so this is the article that we pulled up from Crosscut that is five of the, the big legislative polls from this year. So the first one is a bigger-than-usual budget increase. The supplemental budget the legislature approved on Thursday's increased state spending to about $64 billion over two years, an increase of roughly $5 billion from the budget lawmakers approved last April. Last billion. April. It's not even been an entire year. But we still need access to federal funds. We still have leftover COVID money, but we still need to add 8% to our budget. I don't. In less than a year. Oh. The 8% spending increase isn't being paid for through new taxes, but instead through existing tax collections, which state officials now predict will come in much higher than previously projected. What does that even mean? On top of that, lawmakers are doling out more than $1 billion in unspent federal COVID relief money, with large portions of that aid going back towards schools, housing programs, and public health. So then what the fuck is the rest of our money going to? Yeah. Where's the rest of the dollars going if you're spending a billion dollars in COVID money? Where's the rest of the money going to? Am I going to see a it, rapid, insane increase in the quality of of public health, the housing programs, our schools? Am I going to be able to buy a house this year because you just invested a billion dollars of, of my own tax dollars already nope. into the housing industry? Nope. Are you going to do something to curb any of this insane market that's going on? Or are we just going to – Nope. We're going to argue about, about districting in Seattle for another year is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, now, now I understand – I get it. We're oh, going to debate. All those meetings are very, very again. expensive. That's I got it. all those tiny homes. You know how they, they get trashed every year because you can't just give homeless people homes and then that solves the problem. So it continues to cost lots of money. These things are very expensive. I I am suddenly realizing now that anybody in the state of Washington that, that grew accustomed to spending their child tax credit or their extra income from the unemployment insurance and all that. They got the idea from the government. Yeah, they're they're doing that with federal funds Throw that aren't that aren't it. Why are they budgeting federal funds that were handed out during the pandemic? That doesn't make any sense. That's money you don't have. Right. That should go back to the taxpayer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Yep. Good. Good. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. I'm rightly offended. <laughs> if, if the only the only appropriate in my mind the only appropriate way to deal with that billion dollars would be to distribute it back to the to the people of Washington mm-hmm. cut it back into covid checks and send yeah. it out again because because that's my fucking tax money that you took from me that you didn't do anything with yep you, even though at the time you said you needed more it wasn't enough you needed more it was vital you need still access to federal covid dollars you know it's vital that we do more covid spending 
right? Because they're still arguing for that. There's a whole kerfuffle that they took the COVID money out Ooh, of the last spending package, right? Nice. And so, so now, even though we, yep, we need more money for COVID, we still need access to federal funds, and that's why we can't give the emergency powers. We're going to take this billion dollars of COVID money that we need more of, mm -hmm. and we're going to put it right back into the state. Love it. If it makes so much sense. Yeah, if they were an individual, no financial institution would give them a penny. Because this is this is ridiculous. Anyways, that's great. That's good. So so massive massive spending. Yeah. Nice. It's a big one. Um, what else we got? Three hundred fifty-one million dollars to caring for adults with developmental disabilities and other long-term care needs, while transferring oh. more than two hundred billion to help pay for mm -hmm. states' new transportation transportation package, which we'll get to at the bottom. Um, obviously, I don't have a problem with caring for adults with disabilities <clears throat> and people with long-term care needs. However. They fucking passed a tax that they had to delay. Yeah. That right? That's the very next one. Yeah, we never they, really talked about that, did no, we? No, we didn't. They passed a tax. I only found out about it because Nikki came around and said, Hey, um said you don't said you wouldn't need it. She said you don't have long term care insurance, right? I said, What are you talking about? Yeah. I said, Oh, well you there's a new it. tax. She said, Yeah, so we're gonna take a little bit more of your check every uh -huh. month and we're gonna set it aside for you. So that if you need long term care at the end of your life, because it's definitely still gonna be there, if oh, yeah. you need long term care Just at the like end of Social your Security. life and you don't have it. We're going to have the money for you. It's going to work out just like Social Security does. It's all yep. going to be there. We're going to pay for everything, even though you're probably still going to have to have a job after you retire because your Social Security is shit or won't even be there. Again, Excellent. Do, you, do you know what they would call that in the private sector? A Ponzi scheme. That's, that's They would call it a Ponzi scheme. Money for now so that you might get it later. So this is for... Delaying the long-term care tax. Last year, more than 450,000 people said no thanks to the state's new long-term care program by taking advantage of a one-time chance to opt out of the program and its 0.58% payroll tax. The long-term care program, commonly called Washington Cares, is supposed to provide up to $36,500 $36, per person over their lifetime to help pay for nursing care and other services people may need as they age. Is $36,000? Yeah. Is that, is, is that before inflation? Or after? Why? Because that ain't gonna be worth shit in, at, when by the time I need elder care, thirty six thousand dollars is not gonna be worth anything. And if I need someone to stay in my house, right? They're gonna make more than thirty six thousand dollars mm -hmm. a year. So what is that gonna pay for? Fucking five months of them living there with me? What are you talking about? Yeah, and not to even, <clears throat> not to even mention the fact that this is just a, it is forced welfare program here that you don't really get the option to choose because the the only way to opt out of this tax if i do recall correctly because we had the conversation at my office it's to get your own is to get your own yes. just like in that otherwise you get automatically signed up for the tax and so now there's almost half a million people who got their own insurance and now they're delaying the tax anyway because so many people don't want it so there's almost half a million people that got their own insurance <clears throat> now they don't even fucking need it because this thing is probably gonna get overturned anyway yep Isn't imagine that, that god i just again why does anybody give these people money? And it's this is insane. Gonna, it says that um, now under House Bill 1732, the long-term care payroll tax won't take effect until 2023, with the first benefits slated to be paid out by July 2026. Wow. So they got to save three years of collections to be able to put out one payment. I wonder if I get this money back if I move. If I move to a different state, <laughs> do I get this money back? Do I get a tax rebate? No. Of whatever percentage of my money you've collected over this time that I'm now not going to benefit from because I don't live in this state. Mm -hmm. Do I get to take that money with me? Or are you going to give me a check? Or is that just going to roll back into the general fund and some other fucking schmuck who decided to stay here like a dumbass, 
he gets he gets that money now instead. He, yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. That's how that works. Yeah, the taxes thirty six thousand taxes are not like a thing that you put in track and get uh, an ROI. No, you just you are extorted to pay the government X amount of dollars, and they justify it by saying, "Well, you know, it's it's just a it's the be- you know we all got to contribute. We, we all got to contribute." So they they take the money from you, and then you get zero say. Other than through legislative means of how that money is spent, it does, you don't get it back if they don't spend it. None of that doesn't exist. Okay, Fuck you. none of that stuff is happening. The next one that we've talked about before is a ban on large capacity gun magazines. In the final yeah. week of the 2022 session, after deceiving everybody by introducing it, it's 17 rounds and then uh, amending it to 10. It doesn't say that, but that's the truth. That Washington the truth. state lawmakers approved a ban on selling large capacity, standard capacity magazines. Uh, for guns, a policy that has stalled in Olympia for half a decade. Governor Jansley is expected to sign Senate Bill 5078 into law soon. The legislation sought by State Attorney General Bob Ferguson will prohibit the sale, manufacturing, and distribution of magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. Large capacity magazines that Washingtonians, standard capacity magazines that Washingtonians already own, won't be criminalized under this bill, but new sales of such magazines will be a gross misdemeanor punishable by up to a year in jail and a $5,000 fine. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Critics said also the measure would ban magazines that come standard with many firearms while impeding people's ability to defend themselves, which is true. Amen. Would 10 rounds be enough to defend your life against someone who has intent to be taking it, said State Rep. Kelly Chambers, a Republican of Puyallup, during a March 4th debate on the House floor. What if you're defending your spouse, your child? Would 10 rounds be enough? I think not. Like Several the, people who I'm sorry, go ahead. I was say I like the fact that these people like come up with these like what ifs and these crazy ass scenarios about uh, justifying somebody's use of their right to bear arms as you know, and it, like if you'll never have an excuse to to utilize this portion of your rights because I mean it's not realistic anyway, so it doesn't matter if we take it from you. Right. And that's it's not about the implementation, it's about the infringement on the right that is the problem. It's not the implementation of, yeah, okay, you may never use 17 rounds to put down an intruder in your house. It might take one, but I'd rather, I'd, it's, it's nobody's business but my own. How many right. I want? None. Let's, let's check in a year from now and we will see the, I will, I would bet money on it, that we will see a large disparity in the color of people who are arrested and charged under this law. I guarantee you. I guarantee there will be more African Americans who are found guilty or charged with this law than there are white people. I guarantee it. I guarantee fucking it. Well, when you think about it too, one of the main ways this law will be will be implemented is in people that are 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 already being arrested for another crime, right? So you just think of uh, somebody that does a a home invasion and then they have a gun on them yeah and they have a standard capacity magazine in that gun now extra charges you're going to jail for a longer period of time who is it like you said a year from now who is it it's going to be disproportionately affected by this gun law that is supposed to be designed to keep people safe but it's woke as fuck right we're woke as fuck here we're super woke we're all about equity yep we're going to pass this bill that I guarantee you 
it will disproportionately affect African-Americans. I guarantee it. Yep. I also, one of the big concerns I have as someone who carries a gun every day, one of my big concerns is how this is going to affect concealed carry, people who carry firearms. Because yeah. that's another thing, even if you don't, aren't committing crimes. If you, as the statistics lay out, right, African-Americans have a higher interaction rate with, rate with police officers. If that's the case, you're carrying and you're carrying a gun with a standard capacity magazine because you didn't want to buy a new one, mm -hmm. right? Because technically you, it's not illegal for you to have that because you've already had it before the law. But I don't know because it's not fully out yet. Am yeah. I going to be able to carry that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Can I have that with me? Can I carry it every day as my concealed carry magazine? Yeah. I would hope. Because I remember looking through that legislation, and it doesn't really talk about that other than like there's no way to prove that some, when somebody bought a magazine, there's no right? There's on a magazine. No, and so that that is prime territory for me in my mind. Thinking that as a layman, I, that seems like prime you know, uh, 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 lit, litigious lit, litigation territory. Yeah, yeah. Somebody that seems like a good excuse to sue these people for this because how are you supposed to prove that is the burden of proof on you or me to show that i bought this before this law was passed yeah. and i'll say it needs how, to be on them how do we know you yeah. know what well, i guarantee Which it'll means... be on me yeah i will need to show me your receipts. receipts yep your receipts that also don't have serial numbers on them to show that these magazines are the ones that you bought but you can show me maybe a receipt that shows that you bought magazines on a certain day yeah i can't i can't with these people whoa i just hit your microphone so, your camera said i guarantee this will disproportionately affect African Americans. I guarantee it. I absolutely guarantee it. Ooh, much like, uh, perhaps like the next one. Yup, revisiting police accountability laws. Last year, Washington lawmakers approved a new limit on the police uses of force while also banning police use of tactics such as neck restraints and no-knock warrants. There's also one with like um, beanbag shotguns that they were okay, but some police thought they weren't okay, so some departments were just not using them at all. Some of the Democratic lawmakers who championed those bills say the measures had a few unintended effects which they sought to remedy this year. Like, uh, you know, increasing crime rates and murder rates and things like that. House Bill 1719 clarifies that despite last year's ban on police use of military equipment, officers can still use firearms obtained from the military to deploy less than lethal weapons such as rubber bullets and beanbags. Another measure, House 1735 clarifies that police can still use physical force to help transport people to mental health treatment. Both these bills clear the legislature of little opposition. Another charge change, however, has proven more controversial. House Bill 2037 will allow police to use physical force against people who try to flee when they are stopped from questioning. These investigative cops, commonly called Terry Stops, are based on reasonable suspicion, which is a lower level of proof than the probable cause needed to arrest someone. Yeah. Last year's law, by contrast, held police to a higher standard, generally allowing officers to use force only when there is an imminent threat of injury or probable cause to make an arrest. Police agencies that request the change saying that last year laws prevent them from being able to pursue fleeing suspects in some cases. The, yeah, there was one about like car chases, like there yeah. weren't chasing on people in cars. I don't, we're not arguing for the expansion of police use of force. Hard right? no. Because that's, I don't think that's a good thing. Not really into that situation. But again, I damn near guarantee this will disproportionately affect African Americans. I damn near guarantee it. And then they'll say, oh, we fucked up. We're not racist. Oh no! No, 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 no! Call them racist. No, they they do that knowing full well that it'll have that because that still gives their argument against systemic racism more. It gives it more weight by the policies that they put into place sets up their future arguments against systemic racism <clears throat> when it's their policies to begin with. 
This last one is for a greener transportation package. Fuck no. you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm <laughs> just... <laughs> Oh, lawmakers okay. approved a $17 billion transportation revenue package that will invest in the state's highways, transit, and bridges over the next 16 years. <sighs> Democratic leaders hailed the plan as the greenest transportation infrastructure package the state has ever approved. Wicked green. Citing how it would put more than $3 billion towards transit, $1.2 billion towards bike and pedestrian improvements, and additional money toward electrifying ferries and reducing carbon emissions. <laughs> I wonder if an electric ferry will have more or less problems than the ones that we have. Because uh, there's almost always one that isn't working. If it's going to make them worse, don't do it. I don't care about Mm – I love the environment. I care about green – converting to green energies. If it's going to fuck them up more, don't change the ferries. Just keep running them on diesel. I don't even want to talk about it. You know what I really want to – I think about this, right, when it comes to green ferries. Um, You're talking about electric – an electric motor, right? Yeah. You're talking about electric engines fighting against, you know, the currents of essentially the ocean um, In the and the wind. Northwest. Yeah, word. So good idea. You need a lot of horsepower there. That's cool. How many batteries is that going to take? And, and all those precious minerals that, that that have to be pulled from the ground in these conflict areas. That's going to disproportionately um, affect black people. That, <laughs> that is going to disproportionately affect A lot of POCs going to be dying to get you those minerals so oh, that you can have God. those batteries on that fucking ferry. And then how are you going to charge it? It's woke as fuck. What kind of, what kind of power system are you going to use to charge those batteries? How often do you got to charge those batteries? That's None of this makes sense. That's for the next green spending package. That's for the next green yes, spending package. Don't true. worry. Sorry. We're I'm getting ahead of myself. We're not going to look at the private sector. <laughs> we're not going to no. let somebody innovate. We're going to pay someone to innovate after it's too late it's and we just, realize that we made a mistake. I'm so tired of the, the <laughs> stupidity around this green bullshit. Yeah. Just go out and buy an electric car. Don't worry about what it actually takes for you to have your electric shit. And and the, the coal power and the oil power that is powering that, that battery that lets you drive around all highfalutin where you're smelling your own farts. It just, none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. And I'm tired of these people acting like they're the, they're God's gift to humanity and future generations by saying we should do arguably more damage to the planet now so that we don't have to possibly maybe do it in the future, but also we don't account for population growth and the need for more and more energy. Right. So it's nonsensical and it pisses me off because they are bad people. This is going to make you really happy. Okay. The package is paid for through a mixture of funding sources, including a transfer of more than $2 billion from the state's operating budget. Even though we need more money. We We need need to increase our operating budget, right? Um, $1.4 billion from increasing state license plate fees. Let's take one second, right? Because less than two years ago, Tim Tim Eyman passed. He got a resolution passed that the state then fought literally to death to bring our $90 licensing fees to $35, right? The state, after an initiative by the people, was (laughs) passed by a majority. The state fought it until it died, only to pass a $16 billion, $17 billion transportation package Mm -hmm. that would easily have filled that in. Yeah, and these these are new taxes on people. That are not called taxes. These are required spending for citizens that occupy this area, that live here. The entire cost of living just got more expensive now because otherwise you're going to jail because you haven't registered your car. You can't drive your car at that point. You have to pay 
the tax if you want to participate in this society. I had to, much less the sales taxes and all that other shit. That's, yes. that's not that. I had to pay the state. Jordan and I paid the state $300 almost two months ago because she had to renew her license and we both had to renew the tabs in our car. Oh, yeah. God help you if it all to, comes at once, man. To continue to drive. Yeah. To continue to operate a vehicle that I am paying another party for. I am paying a separate party for my vehicle. Yep. To have a license that says that I can drive so that I can also buy alcohol, so I can do all these things that I should be able to do as a regular adult. Yeah. The state or the license. Except state, for voting. The license. <laughs> except for voting, yeah. The license that you mandate that I have, I have to pay you almost $90 for. The tabs that you mandate that I have, I have to pay you mm-hmm. 90 It's going to be more now. It's going to be over $100 now for our oh. tabs when this fucking kicks in. Oh, yeah. Every God help year. you if you've got personalized plates. Every it's even more expensive year. then. And. You said that the state fought against that 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 card tab bill, right? Tax, yeah. They fought tooth and nail. And how did they win? They won on a fucking verbal technicality yeah. because the phrasing was wrong, or it, it was a word that wasn't right. It was some bullshit that the people of the state had voted for, and they said, "Nah, you guys didn't know what you were voting for. Sorry." Yes. And then the last part of it is um, five point four billion from the state's new cap and trade program. So, and I don't know that much about cap and trade. Um, mm. I'm sure you know more about it than I do. I'm not going to ask you to explain it. Um, not today, baby. But, no, no, no. <laughs> and, I, I don't, and I don't know enough about it to – I would want to be able to check you on it yeah. um, if you weren't correct. That would be a good convo in the future, so, though, one day. Cap and trade, that would yeah. be worth looking into. Yeah, I've heard the term a lot, but me, I don't me too. know. Yeah. It would be worth having Larry on to talk about cap yeah. and trade. I'm sure he would fucking love to talk about cap and trade. Programs, Larry, you know? listen. Yes. Let's talk. Larry, um, my my one thing that no was passed tax. no gas tax so at least the, the democrats have bragged about how the package doesn't increase the state's gas tax which they say benefits drivers all around the state it's actually one of the highest in the entire nation <laughs> by the way just so you know yeah we yeah we saw 599 i, I saw 599 diesel a week ago yes this week magically all the prices dropped i don't understand how that happened it was yes. 50 cents overnight all week i guarantee you on monday it's going to be a different price but uh, what did you notice? What it was at the the place as you drove out here? Four thirty nine at the for regular corner. Yeah, regular. I did not look at diesel. Okay, over five for sure. No, that makes sense though, because yeah, that's that's about right where they've been at this week. But. Yeah, four thirty nine. Yeah, they dropped fifty cents from Sunday to Monday last yeah. week, which was very interesting. Yeah, and I paid I almost five dollars for regular yeah. gas last week. Four sixty something. Yeah. I filled up my truck because I was doing so much driving around and stuff last weekend. It was over a hundred dollars. Yeah. Over a fucking hundred dollars to fill up, dude, and that right there—that's another fucking tax on people. Yes, yeah, we're Jeez. going to—we're going to Leavenworth next weekend for our Jack's getaway trip. Yeah. We have to take the truck. Oh yeah, I have to drive my truck to Leavenworth. Yep. So. Oh yeah, you got to—you got to go up. Yeah, Highway Two ain't something yes. to fuck around with. No, and you never know. Yeah, you never know how yeah. what it's going to look like. You know, so you never know if there's going to be a fucking bike race. Exactly. So yeah. last time I was coming back from Chelan, we were taking Highway Two coming down that way and there was a fucking bike race going on and so this this super narrow two-lane fucking pass through the mountains which is already treacherous on a good day in yeah. the sun in the sunshine has filled got with a cyclists filled with cyclists <laughs> and you know what those people can't i don't mm, i hate it here i hate it i will say I hate it here one good I love it here and I one good here. bill that got passed this last legislative session which i'm super happy about is the Washington State adopted pickleball as the official state sport. Yes. I know here on the Celtics Podcast, we love pickleball. So we're going <laughs> to yeah. take that small W 
as we close out uh, 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 part one of four, yes. we'll take the small W, yes. I think. Yeah, that is the last part that we have here. So, um, I, was like, I was looked at we're like an hour and a half. Like, we got to close this. Yeah, no, this is perfect. <laughs> this is perfect. No, I've been looking at it too. Um, so with that, I just want to remind everyone again, thank you for watching us here. So the streets, YouTube, we're going to take just our short break here. We have our Instagram, obviously, so the streets. We have our... <laughs> Facebook.com, fuck Facebook.com slash Salt of the Streets. Um, salt, of, salt of the Streets.com for all this information. You can also find our Patreon there, patreon.com slash Salt of the Streets. You can go sign up there, help us make more, better content. Excuse me. Patreon. YouTube. Patreon. Salt of Streets.com for this. Oh, we also have our personal social media. I burped and lost everything. It does um, happen. We it just escapes. You yeah, know? <laughs> we also have our own personal social media. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Collins at Big Bird Offy on both of those things. Swablin if you need a haircut. I think he's going to come back very, very soon. Location Skate Shop if you need a skateboard. Lexi Kyle on Twitch if you want to do some gaming. She's going to be back here very soon. And then leggings and aprons on Instagram only for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Not that much. Fucking racked in like eight cake jobs this week. She is Yay! crushing it right now. So pay attention so, to that Instagram, people. That's right. There's going to be lots of floss and ass cake. So with that, we'll be back in three minutes for part two, Russia and Ukraine. Hot dog. Oh, wait. I could probably pull oh. up actual OBS so OBS. I can see what we're doing. There we go. There it is. Oh, welcome. Everybody, back to part two of four. This is all the streets podcast, yes. episode one twenty four. Um, if you are just joining us, then it's Wednesday next week, which means uh, we just finished up with part one of four. And you should go back if you haven't seen that yet. Go back. We released it on Monday right here on the channel. So go get you some part one of four. We talked lots of pop culture and all sorts of fun stuff. And I talked a little bit about hunting, and I got really passionate for a minute. And then we talked about some local legislation. And, yeah. So if you haven't seen that yet, go back and check that out. And get excited because we're going down over into, I don't know, we're going east to Russia and Ukraine. <laughs> you can find all of that over on our YouTube at Salt of the Streets. We also have our Instagram.com slash Salt of the Streets. We have the Facebook. Fuck I Facebook. should just leave it. You're the professional the here. No, no. This is good. The mixture is good. Um, you're, you've been setting me up really well, so it's really good. Um, obviously, good our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Salt of the Streets. If you want to go there and help us make more better content, you can find all this on saltofthestreets.com, including our personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Offy on both of those things. Yee. That is it. If you need a haircut, go to another swell blended. He'll be back in the next few weeks. If you need a skateboard, go down to location skate shop. If you want to watch some video games, go to Lexi Kyle on Twitch. And if you need a cake over the next few weeks, find leggings and aprons on Instagram. Yeah, let's try some of that shit out. Um, yee yee. What comes next is inevitable. What comes I don't care about the elites. <laughs> I love it. Um, God, can before we dive into it, I don't want to remark on the content of it, but what a solid convo having with the with the the brothers Geta. Yeah. Over the last couple of days, man. On Those Signal. cats are smart, dude. They are. I the really, are really smart. enjoy every conversation we have that, with them. I would love to sit down with them. We should just we'll just try and get them both over the. I wish that they lived together because we'll I don't want to do two different. You know. Yeah, we need the brothers streams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, because you can even Skype two people at one time from a different location, you know? Yeah. But I wouldn't want, like, a three-way Skype podcast. I think that would be – people do it all the time. I don't yeah. Know. It might be a little little difficult in, in you know, with people stepping on each other, the slight right. delays and stuff right. like that. Skype that would, podcasts themselves are not my preference. No. They're um, not – 
the greatest, but you know, yes. we do pretty well with one-on-ones um, to, as long as everybody's got decent internet. But yes, you know, with them, with them get a boys. I don't, I don't know how that situation is. Because yeah, every sure. time we've done it with Zeke, it's just been uh, through through like a phone call over the phone, just an yeah. audio deal. I don't know, and I don't know where his brother lives. Um, I don't. I've yeah. never met yeah. his brother before, so I haven't Joel met either of them, which is really yeah. fun. <laughs> Zeke, I went to school. I think we started going to school together in the seventh grade. So seventh through high school, we went to school together. So I spent every day with them for six years. And how age difference? Nope, we're in the same grade. Yep, oh, we're in the yeah. same. Yeah, so we both graduated. That's dope. 2013. We're both. <sighs> 2013. Yep. Fucking yep. Young, yep. Young folks. Yep. Bro, I cleaned out my pipe last night. Or not last night. Was it like disgusting? On, earlier this week. It was real bad. I'm sure. It was real, real bad. I'm sure. It's been a while. I, I didn't realize it. The chunk of shit that you can pull out of a little pipe like that. And go, oh, that's why it hasn't been. It's been like sucking it through a straw. Yes. Ay, ay, ay. So in this part two, our topic is Russia and Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to do, I have some cards here. We can go just kind of like a rough timeline and we'll hit some major events and then we'll come back to them and we'll discuss them after we run through the timeline. Just I kind like of get it. everybody got up. Yeah, we got um, two weeks of a lot of things that happened. Exactly, so. yeah. So right after we did the show last time, the weekend of the 5th to the 7th, um, multiple days in a row of Russian forces shelling evacuation routes after agreeing on ceasefires, there's... To be completely objective about it, because this, that's what this is right now, um, there is some question over – the Russians definitely bombed the roots, but there's question over who it was that broke the ceasefire. There's a lot yeah. of militias out there. There's individuals. There's very unorganized fighting. It's chaos. We'll talk later about some reporters that were killed, some American reporters, and they were saying when they're there, there is no front line. There is not a defined front line of this is where the fighting starts and this is where it stops. Nope. There, you're just an area in which people are fighting. Nope. So, it's guerrilla warfare, really. It's guerrilla warfare, exactly. Yeah, and that's what, a, yeah. yeah there's, there's no real def- like front lines. What has essentially happened since the invasion is populations have coalesced have concentrated around big cities and big towns and then now that's where most of the fighting is occurring is in and around these areas and you know obviously with guerrilla warfare tactics and things like that it's happening all over the place because that's how guerrilla warfare works right but yeah there's really no i watched the video it's bad i've become that dude that i don't like i've been watching a lot of these like head cam videos and things yeah. like that on YouTube of people in firefights. I saw it's some only... dude get shot in the chest the other day. Yeah. My head body armor ended up being fine, but it's a fucking foxhole in the middle of the woods, and it's just fire everywhere, fire everywhere. Right. And that's now, you don't even know if that stuff's real or not, it's... honestly. But it's important to remember that the Ukraine is largely. Not all, but largely agricultural. Yeah. We're talking about they're the breadbasket of the world. Mm-hmm. So that's they're growing an insane amount of wheat mm. and different agricultural products. So yeah. that's that is happening. There's a huge amount of small villages, little tiny towns with a few houses in them, some people. Like that's that is happening all over the place. And so if the messaging is difficult to get out. And so if you even if you don't know that there's a ceasefire, but the ceasefire is happening, you yeah. know, and then you take shots, that's gonna end the ceasefire. So yeah. um Especially you you're sitting there and you think these people are are coming here to kill you right. and you have no idea what's going on i mean yeah. you heard stuff like that a ton about in world war one and world war two when there were ceasefires and peace treaties and things like this people don't know sometimes the fighting is over the war is over the japanese dudes hiding in the forest in deep in Dude. the 90s you know yes like that because they yes. were like no unless the emperor or my general tells me that i'm not fucking mm-hmm. leaving yep that it, type of shit happens everywhere dan carlin's last series of hard 
hardcore history of the very first part of uh, I think it's called something in the East Supernova in the East. He, he talks for like an hour about like all the the last Japanese soldiers that were found in like the mid to late 90s, still fighting World War II, thinking they're still going on. Insane. That's it. Just goes to show you how do you expect to get the word to somebody in a foxhole right. in the middle of a guerrilla war in Central Europe? They don't know what's going on. No, they it's just fog of war, man, trying to defend themselves. Yep. Um, there was some talk around this time of EU trying to get some fighter jets over to Ukraine, right? Yes. And so at first it was just like a direct, or the Poland wanted to do it. Poland, Poland originally brought it up, and they were going to send some fighter jets over, and then they didn't want to send them directly, and America was supporting the idea, and so America said, oh, you guys should definitely do that. Like, that's totally fine. Poland said, well, we don't want to do it, but we'll send them to Ramstein Air Base, which is an American air base in Germany, and you guys can then send it to Poland. And America was like, oh, fuck, you guys were absolutely not doing that. So this whole deal with the airplanes fell apart, um, but it was around this time that the Polish fighter jets... The early report of the Polish fighter jets were denied. The U.S. is now working with Polish, were working to get Polish jets to Ukraine with NATO. There was at this time concerns about sending weapons that are too complicated for Ukrainians to use, yeah. um, technological capabilities and things like that. There was a close the skies protest in Chicago, um, uh, like a parade of people walking through the streets. A close the skies. Oh, a pro-war yeah, pro protest. Interesting. Yes, a pro-war protest in the middle of Chicago. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, huh. Yeah, calls for U.S. lawmakers to stop import of Russian crude and petroleum products and all energy. Um, and then on the 8th, the U.S. Uh, decided they were going to end oil imports from Russia. Talks were happening at the time with Iran reports of talks with iran and venezuela about yeah. potentially opening up oil trades with them nuclear talks with iran have also been ongoing um oil delays means dropping sanctions on iran or oil deals means dropping sanctions on iran obviously um jen Psaki says when she was asked on the 10th about meeting with venezuela she said that the u.s doesn't recognize maduro as leader over there but we met with him over u.s detainees and not oil there was you know mm -hmm. we were talking about oil we we're just talking about the detainees that were released um on we, the we 9th, don't recognize him russian global credit rating was downrated to junk status and has happened multiple times through different sectors um and that's due to the sanctions right there's an enormous mm -hmm. list of sanctions that we have from individuals to their central bank to many of their other banks there are the institutions that the russians owe money to are now demanding that they pay their debts in dollars and whether that i don't remember that was original stipulation or that's what they're saying now either way Russia doesn't have access to that amount of dollars. They said, we're going to pay our debts in rubles. Their debtors have said, absolutely not. You no. cannot pay it in rubles. It has to be paid in American dollars. If they miss their deadline, they have a 30-day... Fucking money is so is so stupid. It doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense. They're like, oh, it looks really bad when countries lose their credit rating or miss their debt payments. Whatever. None of this is real anyway. None no. of this is real. You're talking about billions and billions of dollars that Russia's paying back in dollars, rubles, None of this makes any sense, and not because, like, it's so confusing, but because it's fucking stupid. That yeah. That is stupid. Either way, yep. this is the world that we live in. So if Russia misses their payment date, then they have a 30-day grace period in which to make their payments in dollars, or else they are going to go into default, and everything's mm -hmm. going to be terrible, I guess. There's supposedly a <laughs> uh, 7% contracture of their economy, their GDP this year. Um so we'll see what happens with that on the 9th. Venezuelan, Venezuela released two U.S. detainees that fucking breaking points, right? They're, I almost guarantee that they support 
uh, Juan Guaido at the time, right? I'm sure they were like, oh, this is what the people want and all this shit. And now they're talking about how the U.S. is over there. Oh, they're war making. They're fucking around with things. And, you know, and they tried to support a military coup and all this shit. Mm. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Fuck you. I. That's the problem with the left to take on foreign policy. Bullshit. You can never, um, you can never carry through because it's just too complex. Too complex. You can't have a... An ethical stance like that, right. necessary moral stance. It was on that same day that Venezuela released the two detainees that Saudi Arabia and the UAE both declined not only phone calls but meetings with Joe Biden. And they said they were going to maintain standard production. They literally declined phone calls with the President of the United States, supposed to be the most powerful man on the planet, and they declined to even take his fucking phone call. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. On the 10th, Russia bombed a hospital. The Russian Federation Army bombed a hospital that supposedly was a maternity hospital. Lots of people that died. Um, the UAE, UAE said that day that it was going to push OPEC to produce more oil after, um, after the Russian oil blockage uh, because there's all this going on you know with the mm-hmm. with the russian oil supply now but we don't call it an embargo because embargoes start wars it's a blockage yeah it's yeah. a blockage. yeah yeah um it's totally different on the 11th there was a new slate of sanctions leveled again further sanctions um on the 13th and this is when i wrote down i told you this is when i wrote down in the corner axios wants war yeah and on the corner in this card on the 13th i said axios wants war and it was just the tone of the reporting they're talking about um you know we've seen this from joe biden we saw sanctions but you know we haven't seen this literally what they said you know we haven't seen the no fly zone that that vladimir Zelensky has been asking for and it wasn't like that that's exactly it you know we haven't seen you know yeah. isn't it weird that we haven't seen this the inflection it. on it like it should be expected like this is the way to go yeah right and you you had sent me that that morning and you were like, dude, you have to listen to this. Axios wants war. And I was like, and that was it. It was clean, right? So I went yes. into it. I didn't ask why or anything like that. And that's the exact thing I picked up on. It was because it, it wasn't the actual words that were said. It was it was how it was said. It's like, yes, you fuckers are thirsty, yes. aren't you? It yeah. was it was scary. And it was a few days later that it got really, really bad. And went to text you again. And I was like, they're warmongering. Yep. Like, this is straight up warmongering. Yep. And we'll get no, to that. I was like, oh, wait, wait till my commentary, folks. Yeah, this was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, on the 13th. Russian airstrike on Ukrainian military training center. 35 people killed. This was like 10, 12 miles from the Polish border. So yep. this obviously people were all up in arms. They're like, oh, that's right next to a, an EU country. What are we going to do? Breaking points. They're fucking shitting on the EU leaders that are going to go to Ukraine. They're like, this was very stupid. You, If something happens to you, then America gets run into war. This was very irresponsible. It was very dangerous. They're just clutching their pearls that people yes. are having the fucking balls to try and go to Ukraine and go and see what's going on. Yeah. Joe Biden is like, oh, I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to go there. I would not do that. You know, We're not even going to send Kamala Harris. We're going to send her into an adjoining country with Ukraine, into Poland. And she, she we're not even going to send Kamala. Fuck off mm-hmm. i'm so not to mention that did not go so well i don't let me put this stake down right now i don't want war with russia that's a terrible idea it's the mm-hmm. last thing that country needs but i'm so the sick world needs of the pearl clutching the pearl clutching and the weakness and the the fear that is being exuded from people they're like oh we can't anything we can't anything to do with that you know nothing fuck off i mm-hmm. i'm just i'm sick of that you know i i'm not i'm not for I don't know. Maybe it's the last strands of like my deep patriotism to the state, you know, of or whatever. But I'm just tired of this 
putting out the message that America is weak and scared and we just don't know what to do. You know, there's nothing we can do and we're weak and scared and that's just it. We're just, we're waiting to see and hoping that Vladimir Putin makes the right decisions and that he gives a fuck about what anybody else thinks, mm-hmm. even though he's proven by this point that he doesn't. Yeah. I'm just tired of that. I'm very tired of that. It really doesn't make sense after a while because the, the stance becomes, well, we are, we are just, we're just, uh, we're, we're aghast that this is happening. This is, this is so terrible. How can this be happening? Well, it is, and unless you, unless somehow you stop it, it's going to continue to happen. Right. So this whole, oh, a, po- a pox on you, Russia. Putin is bad. The, the, the world, the global community is, is going to look down on you for this. We're going to sanction you. He's, I don't care. I have China. I got my homie. And we're going we're gonna to trade in, in the Chinese yen or whatever it, we have it is. More than it. an alliance. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. You're going to have to stop it if you want to stop it. Otherwise, it, it otherwise he's not going to stop. Right now, the only thing that is stopping him is the actual fighting that's happening on the ground with Ukraine. Right. And that's and obviously we have our own kind of opinions and thoughts on that, too. But that's what's stopping him right now is like the, the fighting. I don't think the sanctions and all the things are really doing anything. If right. you want if you want to take the moral stance and say this is truly bad. You need to do something about it. Right. Or we should have a different conversation. And from the show, so it may have been in the same episode that Sagar was expressing that he was upset that when Donald Trump was on the Nilk Boys podcast, they called him Donald and didn't call him President Trump, right? He's it's like that made me very irritated. He didn't like that. It's yeah. disrespectful, right? He's trying to act like a conservative again. But but then when they're talking about these the leaders of Poland and like two other countries that went to Ukraine, you know, mm-hmm. like I think you could have done that over Zoom. Okay, so it <laughs> You could have done it over Zoom because doesn't that it delivers the same exact message, right? If you have a soldier walk around with a camera to show me what I can see on Zoom, mm-hmm. as opposed to if I go there myself as the leader of another sovereign country in the EU, showing you I support you, we stand with you, along with the dollars that we are giving you, I am here to show you that I stand with you. That messaging doesn't matter at all. No. That doesn't matter. That's not lost through Zoom, but. A pox on the Nelk boys because they're just the bastion of conservatism and patriotism. A pox on them for not calling Donald Trump President Trump. A pox on you. What are we doing? Honestly. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't know what that is. I will say this. <laughs> Up until that controversy, I guess, happened. I've never heard the Milk Boys. The Nelk Boys. Nelk Boys. Nelk Boys. I'm going to call them Milky, just like Brad Milky on I, what, ABC. I NBC. had heard NBC. of them. Um, just because I knew that they were like YouTube guys, but I don't know anything about them. I don't know. All we know is they're the type of podcast that Mm -hmm. Donald Trump will show up on. Apparently I've I've heard Tim Dillon talk about them and that's how I know who they are. So YouTube guys, I've heard the phrase full send. And that's like, apparently where that came from. Apparently the milk boys are the ones that the full send is from the milk boys. Okay. Yes. So full send. I only even saw a picture of them when the screenshots of their podcast with Donald Trump were pulled down. And I'm like, oh, these are the Nilk boys. Yes. I got to Google them. So, <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. So we'll, we'll continue on now that we've taken this little break here. Uh, it was also on the 13th that Russia had asked China for aid in the Ukraine, undefined aid. They just asked for, asked for aid. Eventually they asked for more specific. They asked for like defense and weaponry and things like that, that they don't necessarily, they're, are suspicions or whatever assumptions they don't necessarily need that equipment but they're asking china for it just to make it a stronger alliance because they're given the military equipment mm. um there was also 
the day Jake Sullivan said that the U.S. will not allow other nations to supplement Russia through sanctions, right? The U.S. won't allow. We're, we don't want to play police. We don't want to be the babysitter for the whole world. But we're going to tell China straight up, we are not going to allow any other nation to trade with Russia. But we don't want to patrol the world. We don't want to police the whole world. But we're going to tell a sovereign nation what they can and can't do with their dollars. And not just any nation. That's China? China. I mean, in and she's going like yeah okay yeah i yeah. just don't yeah you could tell me that that's fine sure we'll see how well this goes for you this is idiocy this is idiocy and warmongering disguised as peacemaking and it's frustrating to watch and it's difficult to be gaslit on a near daily basis by an administration fucking talking to jordan's dad last night right he's talking about the examples he gave was during the syrian war and oh, he said yeah. He's sitting in a base, watching TV, watching Hillary Clinton say there are no U.S. troops in Syria. And he says, I'm here. I'm in Syria right now. So as we sit, and as I've said for two episodes now, as we sit and watch the federal government, the United States government tell you and swear up and down, there are no United States boots on the ground there. Not even advisors. We don't even have advisors on the ground in Ukraine. In Poland, maybe, so that they can oversee the distribution of the aid. We don't have American boots on the ground there, and we're not going to put American boots on the ground there. Shut the fuck up. You are lying. You are lying to the American people actively right now. And when American soldiers are dead, what are you going to do? You're going to send more over there and break this same lie that you're telling right now. I, I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. The idiocy it, it's it's lies it's not even gaslighting it is outright lies and people believe it they push forward with it like oh we would never do that we don't have american boots on the ground there we're just sending you know defensive weapons over there that's all that we're doing that's all we, we we would never do anything like that do we remember uh during the during the time period at which uh, donald trump was uh was looking at withholding aid congress had had already allocated to yes. ukraine you remember that and then and then there were if I recall correctly, uh, there were U.S. Congress people over in Ukraine. Um, it it might have t some, I believe, might have taken a little bit of fire or something like that. I remember something about that four or five years ago during the Donald Trump presidency when they were over there to kind of and they, we had we obviously had U.S. military folks on the ground there because i remember seeing them on fucking television yep. with the trucks and they were talking about the weapons and all this because donald trump was bad and he was trying to stop this these weapons from coming in here and they're fighting against belarus and russia and yep. all this stuff and i remember that was not that long ago not now though we pulled all no. those guys out yeah we, there's we, yeah we obviously must have pulled oh, everybody yeah. out oh yeah because things have changed over there greatly sent they have gotten better i should say they've, they've obviously changed for the worst but they have they they didn't get any better why would we have pulled the troops out since then i don't like it doesn't make any sense of course there's fucking troops there there's idiocy. troops in almost every single country around the world it's idiocy it's it's lies yes it yes. is and it's it, it's and it's for stupid people stupid people yes. that don't remember fucking a year ago or two years ago when we were there already we saw this shit and it didn't just stop. They did not bring them home. That's no. They, they rotated them out mm -hmm. with a new battalion. Exactly. Because that's how it works. I'm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I don't want to get. Yeah. If we were withdrawing, if we were withdrawing all 
troops from Ukraine, we would yeah. have heard about it. Yeah. We would have heard about it. Let me ask you a question. Is, do you think that there are any American soldiers in the nation of Afghanistan right now? Oh, no. No, no, no. Never. Of course not. Why no. would there be? We don't need we, there to we be. We pulled them out, right? <laughs> All of They're them. not in Afghanistan. There's no American citizens there. There's no uh-uh. servicemen there. Nope, 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 nope. No. Not a bunch of guys in badass Mm-mm. uniforms with their long-ass beards. Mm-mm-mm-mm. None of them. None of them. Nope, nope, nope. Um, on the 13th, this was also when the U.S. reporters were shot and the cameraman was killed. There were two different reporters that were killed, one that was shot, um, Fox News reporters. I actually don't remember this. Yes. In Ukraine, they were traveling through the city, maybe being led by someone, and to my recollection, they took sniper fire through their car. Mm. And... Um, oh, I might have vaguely. Re- it's kind Something of up be- in the air yeah. who shot at them because there's also been, you know, stories, stories, quote unquote, because yeah. they're it's first person accounts. I've seen videos and stuff like that. But again, it's just they're just videos. I'm not saying that they're real American servicemen saying that they servicemen, people who volunteered to go and fight, who mm-hmm. which, as we said, they then are subject to the Ukrainian government yep. and they're given shit ass weapons the they're given shit ass weapons and no ammunition and when they're too scared to go out with that the Ukrainian soldiers say get the fuck out of here then or we're going to shoot you yep so Imagine again, that. again i support the sovereignty of the Ukrainian people the Ukrainian people are not perfect people they are not totally innocent in this entire scenario no, right no. to act as though we should just totally and un- unquestionably support ukraine is stupid that's a dumbass thing to say dude it would be l- the equivalent of if we had a particular army battalion that was nothing but kkk members <laughs> yes like literally they have a battalion of nazis special forces Majid Nuaz talks about this all the time he's very on this and it is not unreal. Yeah. That does exist. They are literal. There is a battalion of literal Nazis that are in the regular pay and regular service of the Ukrainian army. They're called the, the Azov, Azov battalion. But yes. That, that's not wrong. Yeah. Um, on the 14th, J- Jake Nazis. Sullivan, national security advisor, he had a seven-hour tense meeting with the Chinese officials over financing support for Russia. Um, on the 15th was... We found out that Zelensky was going to appeal to the United States Congress. 15th was the day that he appealed to Canadian Parliament, I believe. And he called, called Justin Trudeau Justin. He just called him Justin. I wonder how, I wonder how Sagar feels about that and just calling him Justin. <laughs> it's highly know. inappropriate. Is it still inappropriate because he's the president of the Ukraine? Or is it appropriate or is it not? I don't know. No. I'm interested. Justin, does it matter because he's not president? Is like, does it because he's prime minister? Does that, does it matter? Yeah, is it right. because it's not America? Is that a racist What's thing? Because it doesn't on? matter if it's Canada or Ukraine? That seems weird. Maybe he knows that stupid Justin Trudeau has a like a part-time job doing blackface, so he doesn't want to give him the respect <laughs> of calling him prime minister. He just wants to call him Justin. Justin. Um, that seems real apt for Ukraine. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. U.S. officials warn of possible chemical weapons attacks on part mm. of the Russians. We are going to get into this yes. a little bit later for sure. I have some really good articles here, some good reporting. That I'm trying to be good just so the audience board. knows I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to withhold my comments yes. during the timeline, and I'm writing notes to come yeah. back to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Oh, when ABC started here, they were talking to a U.S. volunteer, a doctor, um, and said, what's happening to Americans in Kiev Oh, what happens to Americans um, there if Kiev gets worse? Exactly. Exactly. What are we going to do if there are Americans there? We're going to be fucked. You're going to send more Americans They're going to die. Yes. That's we're, what's going to happen. You're going to send more Americans there. You're going to send troops there, just like you're saying you're not doing. 
fucking stupid. Um, the UK yeah. sanctioned more Russian people, um, some more oligarchs on the 16th. And we also, that was the day on the 15th. I'm sorry, it was a little bit earlier than that. It was the 13th that we sent $200 million of arms and equipment to Ukraine. And then on the 16th, there was some type of announcement that Biden was expected to send a billion dollars in aid to Ukraine, which is not from the initial spending package that was already signed, that was $16 billion. The EU and the U.S. In the U.S. increased sanctions for banks and individuals. There's a 35-hour curfew in place in Kiev because the bombing was getting so intense. Zelensky addressed Congress that day, and it was later that day that it was $800 million that was actually sent in aid. So that was $1 billion in a week on top of the $16.5 billion that we already sent in spending to Ukraine in military and humanitarian aid. But we're definitely not at war. <laughs> 17th, Russia has been accused of bombing an occupied theater. Um, they deny the allegations, obviously. It was a missile that dropped on a theater that had fucking children on the outside. Seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, it was um, one of those. You, they say that you could see children from space, yeah. like from satellite imagery. That yeah. was the whole concept. Um, Biden heard. Biden was heard calling Putin a war criminal. So we're talking a little bit about that, obviously. Um, Putin yeah. acknowledges financial troubles they're having and is saying, you know, we're going to have to figure some shit out. On the 18th, Biden met with Xi Jinping. Um, regarding real support for a Russian war effort, like financial support. Um, and I have not personally seen anything come out of that yet, um, other than, you know, it was a tense conversation and strong yeah. words were had, but no, like, substantive details to come out of that. Um, the International Criminal Court is expected to charge Russian officials with war crimes. Anthony Blinken said that he agreed with that and with Biden when he called him a war criminal and is said to be collecting evidence for the International Criminal Trial. Um, the Washington, the Wall Street Journal, What's News, said that when you're talking, about, and this was in regards to war crimes, they were saying that militia fighting blurs lines because war crimes often, they refer to civilians, obviously, a lot of that type of stuff. And so when there are militias and there are civilians fighting, there are some blurred lines here and things like that. It makes it difficult to decide. Um, Russia claims that civilian buildings have been used for military operations, and so that's part of why they were doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. On Well, yeah, it's the old, uh, like, Gaza Strip. Yes. Uh, conflict. Yes. That's the same type of thing we always talk about. It's, like, it's easy to grade the lines that way. Um, let's see. That's just Axios parts. I'll read that. On the 18th, Russia's seeking help from its adversary. Um, Russia's seeking help from China. They said that this is when they were more specific about um, their needing military equipment and stuff like that. And this is from ABC Start here, right? Their, their coverage on it was so fucking terrible. They said that Russia's seeking help from its adversary, China, was difficult for them to comprehend. And I don't, I have an article wait, wait, here. Wait, say that one more time. Yes. That Russia seeking help from it's their adversary, adversary China. China. That, yeah, that's nonsensical. That's right. not real. No. That's not, that China and Russia are not adversaries. No. Um, and I have an article here that even outlines that, and I'm just trying to find, the, yeah. I got fucked on my computer. Pay so. loose attention for any period of time over the last 10 years and you will you will know that there is not an adversarial relationship between Russia and China like i don't understand how anybody can uh, anybody who has an who attempts to have a conversation around foreign policy can say that China and Russia are adversaries on the world stage that makes zero sense right. at all they're actually the only two world superpowers that are like-minded compared to the rest of the world superpowers yes interesting um but they're adversaries according yeah. to fucking milky was that on milky start here yes yeah, okay yes brad milky 
I lost this article, so I'm just trying to find it now. Um, ba, ba, ba. I'm sorry about this. That's okay. That's okay. We can look at my pretty face for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just an article, and this is what it is, um, where China said that that their ties are deeper than military connections, is what they said, or deeper than financial. Yeah. Um, no, they're ethical. They're moral. Yeah. I'm trying to find. I'm sorry. This is... Yeah, I got fucked with my articles before this started. I had yeah, to my, like I right before the show, you were just trying to wake up your laptop, man. You yeah, got here, and all of a sudden, it's like, let's open it, and it's like, I'm not going to work for you. I know I'm your brand new laptop, but fuck you. You can re-pull up all your articles that you had. Yeah. I, I had a slight panic attack this morning because I also did – I do that before every show is I pull up all my articles, I pull up all that stuff, and I leave it in a separate window off to, on one of my screens – and um, then I set the, the sleep mode on my computer to don't shut off. And I keep it on all night before the show because I'm fucking paranoid about losing all my tabs. Right. And then this is also me vamping right now. You don't have to actually listen to me, by the way. No, I wasn't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't do that. And I, I walked in here this morning. And I turn the studio lights on, and I'm getting ready, and I go over to my computer, and it's black. And I'm going, oh, shit, I forgot to set it, you know, put it off sleep mode. Luckily, I had bookmarked all my tabs, and I spent, you know, 15 minutes going through pulling all, all right. of them back up. It's a pain in the dick. Okay, so this is, I'm sorry, so this article is from Tuesday. I finally found it. Perfect right? timing. still, Beijing does not have a long, this is an MSN article. Do you want me to send this to you? It's just for a second. Sure. Um before the invasion, Beijing and Moscow announced a no-limit strategic partnership they said was intended to counter U.S. influence. China's position has been ultimately has been to ultimately blame the U.S. and NATO's eastward expansion for the conflict. And on March 7th, its foreign minister, Wang, called Russia his country's most important strategic partner. Yeah. Um, Quote, no matter how perilous the international landscape is, we will maintain our strategic focus and promote the development of a comprehensive China-Russia partnership in the new era. Okay, so why, how are we going to classify them as an adversary when this was just... Makes zero sense. This was just before the invasion. Oh, it's an MSN article. Yeah. Huh, this, yeah, this was just before the invasion. This article's from Tuesday. That actually makes a lot of sense. Considering... And while China's government has expressed concern over the conflict in Ukraine, it has refused to call it an invasion or condemn Russia, largely pushing Moscow's narrative of the war on its state news outlet. China and Putin have a clear interest in working together more closely. Holger Schmeidling, Holger Schmeidling, Schmeiding, chief economist at Berenberg Bank, wrote in an early March research note: "China is happy to cause problems for the West and would not mind turning Russia gradually into its pliant junior partner." So, what are we talking about? How are they possibly an adversary when they've just announced these things, right? And this is this good. is the coverage that was so weird about yeah. it. They then immediately start here, right? This ABC start here. They then immediately turned to saying, we're very confused by this. It doesn't make very much sense. And then they explained about how China needs food and energy, and Russia has a surplus of food and energy because no one will take it. So... So you've just said it, it doesn't make any sense why they would team up together, but then explained why they would team up together. Because the things that you need, food and energy, when, when, when the world war breaks out and we start, you know, we'll talk later about the teams that are being drawn, you want to make sure that there's a breadbasket that could feed your troops. Yes. And so you have an ally like Russia that has excess food. And this starts to feed this into is, the... This is tactical board gaming 101, dude. It doesn't take a fucking no. rocket science to understand this. And this starts to feed into the theme of today of propaganda. This is propaganda. Yes. They are spinning it. They're, they're forming it. They're, no. One of their very next sentences, this is a quote, China and Russia have joined forces essentially against democracy. But they're... 
But they're adversaries. <laughs> but they're adversaries. You just told me they're adversaries. But I don't now, understand. But now they've joined forces essentially against democracy, right? They're, we're going to spin yes. it that they're trying to topple democracy because so, every day is January 6th now. Every day is January 6th. Is that the, is that the timeline? <laughs> that, okay. Uh, because, yeah, pretty much. Okay, because I was going to say it's not because democracy attacks on democracy now. Yep. If Russia and China are going to uh, 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 join forces to attack democracy, that's code for New World Order. That's what that is. That's, they're fighting against the New World Order, which to us in the West seems like a decent idea because it's it's liberal, it's Western values, supposedly. I mean, we mm -hmm. can talk about the Marxist influences that kind oh, of corrupt the will. whole fucking system, which kind of gives people like you and me a really bad spot because I'm going, well, I get it, China. I get it, Russia. You don't want to be a part of this fucked up club because neither do I. But, but yeah, they're, they're attacking democracy. That's... They also that's what said, it boils down to, to, and that's how you create the propaganda yes. that can be easily sold to every single American out there. Because every American, not every American, Americans in vast quantities believe that we are democracy, and democracy is the way, and that's the only way. Yes. If this was the Mandalorian, we'd say, this is the way. This is the way. Um, so let's see what I have here. The push for war is insane, and it doesn't seem to matter what the political leanings are. Axios, half of commentary, Russia, Zelensky, three-quarters of Congress and Senate for various reasons. They're talking about no-fly zones, jets, more aid, cyber attacks, assassinations. Lindsey Graham is calling for an assassination oh, of Vladimir motherf Putin. Yeah. All these, this is all propaganda. All of this is propaganda. And it started there, right? These are all further escalations of the war, and some of them are simply veiled as aid or as moral responsibility. We've heard a lot of the last two weeks, you know, it's your patriotic duty to pay higher gas prices so that we can aid Ukraine. This is your patriotic duty, right? Mm -hmm. So it's grown quickly from there and from simple things kind of like the ghost of Kiev. And I don't want to diminish them because it's all propaganda no matter what, but they're relatively benign things like the ghost of Kiev, Snake Island, things like that, right? And it then quickly turned into, and we're going to kind of go over some of these things. Um, we'll just go over this list and we'll break it down a little bit. Um, dead journalists, right? Dead mm -hmm. journalists is another thing that's it's a, it's propaganda. And it can be used as that, especially because they're like, oh, the Russians are, are, are attacking American journalists, even mm -hmm. though it's still up in the air who actually shot them because yeah. we don't fucking know, right? But if it's our journalists and they're dead and or it's Americans. a war zone, so it's yep. easy to say... The Russians did this. And to underline my point, right? I believe it was breaking points that evoked the name <laughs> earlier this week of James Foley, who was a reporter that died in the Syrian war, which is what... I was like, it sounds familiar. It is really kind of the, the breaking point of when we got into that and when we involved ourselves in that. When we had American journalists there mm -hmm. and one of them was killed in the fighting, he was, his head was chopped off on a video, actually. He was taken captive and he was beheaded on a video. That's what Noah Rothman's always about. Yes. It's, you give one American journalism on TV getting their head cut off and you go to war. James Foley. Yep. Yes. That's how he, that works. Yes. That's the so, connection. And so that's, what the fuck have I been saying this whole time? What have I been saying? This is what you get. This is my concern, right? And they're using it, like you said, as fuel to get us into that fucking war. Um, bombed theaters, you know, this is a war crime. This, these things are war mm -hmm. crimes. So I want to take a moment and I want to talk about this, right? Who, who defines what a war crime is, right? And Technically, 
in it's a, the Hague in a legal sense. Yes, yes in a, the Hague, in a, the International yeah. Criminal Court, the International Criminal Justice, whatever the fuck, right? Legally, yes, those are the people that define what it is. Pause button. Now, that alone, the International Criminal Court, yes, the the Hague itself, these these this loose body of international legal scholars and minds and things like that that come up with this concept of war crimes and you can't do this during a time of war, you can't do that. You know what you can do during a time of war and what you can't do in a time of war? Anything you fucking can get away with. There is no such thing. This is part of the, the quote-unquote new world order that Putin and, you know, in general, Vladimir Putin and President Xi and people like Iran and things like that who have common interests together are fighting against. It's the fact that a group of nations that control, that even if it's 60-40, if they're the ones that control the globe overwhelmingly, then they're the ones to put in that system of international justice. Right. And now foreign citizens, sovereign citizens, whatever, of Russia or China are now subject to this this legal body that you have no say in you didn't want to be a part of anything like that you're totally divorced from you don't believe in and now we're sitting here talking about war crimes and it gets our side of this conflict all frothed up and all worried about fucking war crimes this war crimes that war crimes happen every single day in war right that's i don't care war crimes the idea of a war crime is essentially the same you watch the movie the patriot you love the movie The yes. Patriot. Mel Gibson is a very strong... The the British General Cornwallis in that one. And he, he's very highfalutin. He's very he's a rich British dude, all right. this stuff. He has, Big old dogs. he has expectations of officers in war and how warfare should be conducted. And it needs to be civilized. Officers, of course, need to be spared from the violence as much as possible. Because, I mean, we're only fine gentlemen here. Right. Those people come up with the concept of fucking war crimes. Mel Gibson, the American guerrillas that are fighting against this this invasion from the 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 empire of the United Kingdom, they're committing war crimes. Right. In in Cornwallis's view, this is no different. We make the rules for what we decide are war crimes and then we expect our enemies during wartime to obey those rules? Right. Are you high? Do you have any idea how insane that sounds? One well, and, and- to that point, let me posit this, right? What is the difference other than scale, which I feel is very easy to ignore, it is. between it is very some of the easy. shit that we have seen that's being imme- directly blamed on Vladimir Putin, mm-hmm. right? These missiles being dropped, people dying. What is the difference between that? And do you remember, not you, do you remember America when we were leaving Afghanistan? We had to withdraw there and we launched a missile that killed a man and his fucking family because we said we were pretty damn certain that he was a terrorist and then come to find out that he worked for a fucking non-governmental organization? Mm-hmm. What's the difference between that and this? That's actually technically a war crime. Oh, so there is no difference then. Yeah, actually... The only difference... Other than Joe Biden said, yes. we're sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh we're no. sorry. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We were pretty sure at the time that he was a fucking terrorist. Now that we found out that he's carrying water jugs and not fuel, we're sorry. It's the- that guy's a war criminal. Are you fucking kidding me? What, what is the difference between the drone records of Obama yep. and George Bush and Donald Trump and what we're seeing right here? Nothing. There is no difference. There is no difference. Nope. All of the American presidents of my conscious life are war 
criminals. Yes. And they stand in the White House and scream and stomp their feet at men like fucking Vladimir Putin who are doing the same goddamn shit with more balls and less care in the world about what the fuck they're doing. There is no difference. This is propaganda. Joe Biden killed 10 people in Afghanistan with a fucking missile. They were all innocent. He killed children. A whole fucking family. And no one was punished. And all it was was... No one. Oops. We didn't mean to. No one lost their job. No No one was brought down in rank. Nothing. Nothing happened. There is no difference. This is why... This is what people like Glenn Greenwald have been preaching about since the Obama years. This is like Abby Martin, the formerly of RT, who would, you know, you can't go to RT anymore. Thank no, God. and now you can't even fucking watch yeah. her on YouTube, apparently. And I, Yeah, because now she's going to be thought of as a, what did Hillary Clinton call Tulsi Gabbard? A, an asset. Uh, a Russian a, a asset. Russian asset. Yeah, people they're assets now. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it totally makes sense. Because you can't control whether or not you're an asset. Right. But you can control whether or not you're a... I don't know the difference there between like a willing participant and then somebody that just happens to while you're living your life, the way you're living it, the things you're saying happen to, in our opinion, be more advantageous towards somebody we view as an enemy. Right. And Glenn Greenwald has been all over this shit since the fucking Bush years. And there's a reason he lives in Brazil. We'll put it that way. He it's, don't live in America no more. It is. And dark, I think though. good reason because he's probably afraid of being fucking Ju- Julian Assange probably. or Edward Snowden. Or I mean, what's where the guy Seth Rich fucking Seth, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Seth Rich. Any number of these journalists who've shot themselves in the head twice, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? <clears throat> so no, it's this is bullshit. This this is propaganda to yep. bait the American people into support for a war. One hundred percent. War crimes do not exist. No, on that all note, war, all war is a crime. If you're gonna if you're gonna lay it down like that, war, no matter how which way you slice it, is gonna be a cold, bloody, terrible situation period full stop the worst of humanity is going to come out along with side by side the best of humanity nobody really talks about that much most most of the otherworldly acts of bravery and humility always happen during wartime right alongside that of the worst of humanity Um, but the war crimes that you hear about every day if you're somebody that's plugged into this situation is it is propaganda it is meant to get you emotionally I don't know the right word here but like angry at somebody like the Russians get y'all wooed or, up yeah you gotta get all whoop whooped up you gotta get all frothy in the mouth and be ready to go fucking kill those guys you know we need to invade and stop these these psychopaths he's basically Hitler by the way but war, the concept of war crimes is created in whole cloth by the west yeah and it is only seen through the eyes of the west and anybody who does not see through that same exact lens they're not going to see those things as war crimes it's just war to them right we're existing in a time in which vladimir putin has already said that he considers our actions our our support and our actions in ukraine war crimes or not war but acts of war yeah right acts of war. which which is what has opened up for him the willingness to to attack some of these facilities right again i'm not yeah. justifying it i don't i'm not going to continue to do this but we're not justifying it we're not supporting russia we're not necessarily even no. supporting ukraine we're supporting common sense thinking i support in this conflict 
the only people that I stand in support with is the sovereignty of the free people of Ukraine. Yeah. That is who I stand with. I I support the liberty and sovereignty of the people of Ukraine. Amen. That 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 is all. I do not support the United States government. I don't support the Ukrainian government. I don't support the Russian government. I don't support any the EU, any of that shit. This is all wrong. This is all wrong. I support the people who are there fighting to save their lives, their families, and their home. That is all. That's it. That is all. So, and I am glad. I just say that because I don't want to continue to qualify. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, we're not supporting Russia. That's it. I've been asked several times about this since all this started, and that's how I've answered every time. I stand in support of the sovereignty and liberty of the free people of Ukraine. That is all. Mm -hmm. When I say glory to Ukraine, glory to the Ukrainian people. Mm -hmm. That 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 is what I mean. Those are the people that I support in this conflict. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to think about because I remember years ago watching. Um, I'm a big fan of Anthony Bourdain. Should be no surprise to anybody on the podcast. Huge fan. Um, there, he did a couple episodes over in Eastern Europe, and I'm going to have to do some work to find out which episode it was. But they did this thing where they looked at he was in a nation bordering Russia, and I want to say it was Belarus. Could be wrong, but uh, at night. He'd be right on the border, basically, right? And there's this bob wire setup along the border between this nation and Russia. And what would happen is there's this little town right on the border, and they would go to bed at night. And then when they woke up, the border would be another foot closer because the Russian troops would come in the middle of the night, pick it up, take a step, put it down, and then walk away. And they would do that every single night. And eventually, entire towns found themselves sovereign russian citizens and not citizens of the former country right that's how you get with the that's how you get or whatever yes that's how you end up in yeah with uh luansk i'm not even pretending but the eastern provinces in ukraine Um, most days when i'm not on the podcast i could say them because i listen to noah rothman say them like that every time and he's a beast mode but it's it's problematic because you can understand the need for help from ukraine right I fully support more or less the West's involvement in getting them munitions and weapons and help if they can fight. I'm down with that because, again, glory to the sovereign people of Ukraine. Right. And a pox on Russia for trying to, you know, infringe on another nation's sovereignty, man. For whatever reason. Yeah. For whatever reason. I don't care. Whether it be Nazis or whatever the fuck the real reason is, nationalism, whatever the reason is. Whatever. I mean, that's their shit, you know. Uh, property ownership is very important to us, right? We are, we are, pro- the right to own property is very important to us. It's, it's liberty centered, I believe. And I believe you can make that argument over in Ukraine. The Ukrainian people should, as at least as a nation, should have sovereignty own, over their own shit. I don't care how the lines were drawn, but we, we didn't draw the lines. I don't care. We are in a world now where lines are drawn and we all have property corners as nations. If you need, if you want to exchange those, we can we can talk about that. Let's draw up some agreements. The minute you start invading people, you're throwing all that away, and now you are infringing on somebody else's property rights. In my mind, and that's a serious I issue with I me. Can't I can't do that. Yeah. But at the same time, I can also make the argument that if the entirety of the Western nations are funneling money and weapons into a single proxy war, when Vladimir Putin says those are acts of war, I don't disagree with him. Right. What else is it other than 
It's like it's not a it's not a hot war. It's not a cold war. It's a real fucking. It's simmering. Yeah. It's simmering. It's it's American exceptionalism. It's just it's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. Like, yep. No, we're fine. It's not a big it's deal. Not, we're not doing it because no, we're doing we're, we're doing what's weapons. morally right. Yeah. We're just doing what's morally right. You know. So I want to talk about the Axios podcast mm-hmm. for a minute, right? And this is the one. It's from the 18th. Yep. It is called "Does Biden Need a New Putin Playbook?" If you want to go and listen, the interview starts just the very first thing. So it's like a minute in, right? Yep. Um, yeah. After a minute of ads. Yes. For also, a 15 minute podcast. Let's take a second, right? Because the same day that I wrote Axios Wants War, I also realized that their number one contributor is Morgan Stanley. <laughs> so yes. your number one contributor is one of the biggest banks, financial institutions in the United States. Which you're means telling, in the world. You're telling me that you don't have any financial interest in us going to war. Morgan Stanley doesn't hold any dealings with any defense companies or any energy companies or agricultural companies. They don't deal any money in that at all. You so you don't you're not making any money if we go to war at all. Mm. Right? That's that's what you're saying, right? Yep. Even though Morgan Stanley is your your middle ad and also your ending ad, interesting. But you're not making any money off it, right? You don't have any interest in us being actively involved in warfare in Europe, yep. right? Not at all. Not directly. No. 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 Not directly. No. 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 <laughs> no. We get paid by Axios, and Morgan yeah. Stanley just pays ads for us. We just pay for ads. Yeah. You know, it's no big deal. They definitely don't send us a letter indicating how they feel about certain issues. You know. Never. Yeah. Yeah. There's, that's not why things like hedge funds and uh, shell no. corporations exist. No, 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 no. Sure you just either. invest in a hedge fund and they're the ones that make money off of Raytheon and right. Boeing when we go to war. It's not, and then you just happen to profit off that. It's not that you are directly supporting war and you have zero interest in, right. in lobbying for it. No, 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 no. It's just, it's these other bad people. Like the same deal with ABC Start here. They are running ads for a company that they're saying handles trillions of dollars worth of investments. Yeah. So you're telling me that you're going to gain from this is what you're saying. You are directly going to gain from pushing the propaganda that you are pushing on a daily basis yes. during the week is what you're saying. And so, I, I want to take a quick second to just yes. add this caveat because we do talk about – we have been especially talking about these podcasts a lot. Uh, like the Start Here podcast, now we're talking about Axios. Just because it's a podcast doesn't mean it is alternative media. It doesn't no. mean it's new media. <laughs> no. This is corporate legacy press. Yes. Trying to weasel in on our territory in the internet space. These people are corporate shills who owe nothing more to than allegiance to the government and to the almighty dollar. That's it. Yes. So... I just needed to make sure that we, we caveat that stuff because it's no different. Listening to the Axio podcast no different than watching CNN. It's just a different 100%, type. 100%. Yeah. Um, so on this podcast, right, they are making the claim, questioning, is this really about defining what a hostile act is um, or is it about defining what uh, – like, sorry, let me restart. Is this about defining what a hostile act is, what offense or defense is, or is this about fundamentally – having to protect the world from a biological, chemical, or nuclear attack. What? What are you talking about? This, our involvement. Why did you bring up chemical weapons? What are we talking about here? Is it, I don't, Do we but, find some factories? Are, are we really talking about what's offense and what's defense, or should we really be framing the conversation as, you know, should we need to protect Europe from, a, from the potentially biological, chemical, or nuclear attack? What are we really talking about? Isn't that fundamentally what we're talking about? Yeah, I feel like... <laughs> 
I feel that's like what these... she said. Or is this about fundamentally having to protect the world from a biological, chemical, or nuclear attack? That Isn't is that... so insane. Isn't that fundamentally what all of because this is about? This means either you are in defense of... I, I don't even know where you begin with the other one. Or are, are you in defense of russians start nuclear war yep that's what we're equipped this is we have two options do you want nuclear armageddon brought to you by vladimir putin or do you want uh defense of people and this justification for starting world war three fundamentally isn't that really what we're talking about fundamentally it is yeah um they're also saying that biden can't get too far ahead of congress or the eu um but public sentiment is shifting you know towards increased involvement of american troops or of american military in the ukraine um they're saying why does we're just i'm just i'm gonna stop there because i don't i'm gonna pause there because i want him to hear the rest of this and it was after this first part of a biological chemical nuclear attack that i wrote they want war this is war they're talking about redefining what is and is now what is offensive and what is defensive what are you talking about there are defensive weapons and there are offensive weapons it's it's pretty cut and dry are you defending yourself or are you attacking first pretty cut and dry um one of the next things that they said was again that biden can't get too far ahead of congress or the eu but public sentiment is shifting towards more increased american involvement and they said why does putin get to define what an active war is i don't know because he's on the other side of the goddamn conflict yes because he's the other person that's involved in in this fighting here his definition of a war crime and war an active war maybe matters a little bit yeah. because if you if you don't think you're at war, but the other person does, that's that's going to shift the paradigm of what's happening. Yes. It matters how they are interpreting what is happening. That matters. And that problem is, I think, a lot bigger than – I don't know. I don't want to say the West is realizing, but like at least the elite power centers in the West. I don't think they realize that Vladimir Putin might feel like the entire world is at war with him other than – his few allies, because when you look at the dollar amount, on when paper. you look at on paper, you're at war, dude. Yeah, and I don't care if if your if your legislative body has gotten together and went ahead and declared war on a nationals. I think we've had this before. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. We we're going to start World War Three, we and no one's ever going to go to war again. We never declared war in Afghanistan. No, but. We 20, call it forever 20 war, fucking years. And we call it a forever yes. war, but we never declared war there. That's right. And right now, to Vladimir Putin, World War III has, it's in full swing. It's commenced. It has begun. I I have argued that same point, I believe. Last week, that was the, let me ask you this. That's Are right. we at war? Yup. <laughs> I, this, this drives me nuts. Yeah. It's, it kind of, it feels like gaslighting, but like. If you cranked it up to 11 instead of, like, 10. Oh, well, I don't know. Like, it's it's so insane. Oh, no, no. Let me add to it. Because the next thing they said, um, the next thing I wrote down, is can't a no-fly zone be – we've talked about no-fly mm -hmm. zone, right? A no-fly zone, that's war. Because that's war. you have to enforce it. There has to be some – whether it's Americans, Poland, someone has to be in the skies to enforce the no-fly zone if it's going to be there. Yeah. So in the Once vein – Once you slipped over to the demand side of war, it commences. In the – vein of redefining what is offense and what is defense can a no-fly zone be a way to defend a humanitarian pathway out of the country 
It certainly Sorry. could. So it's only a no-fly zone just over just this road. Just, just this strip of road the is the only no-fly zone. Yep. And if you fly a plane over it, then you're fucked. Yeah. You're just going to need some surveyors to come in there and mark out where right, that exactly right, property right. line is. Right. That way we can we can know this corridor. Can we just safe. redefine what a no-fly zone is so that it's really defensive mm-hmm. and not offensive and that it's only, you know, just this small part. So if Russia does come in, then they're definitely violating it. It's not an accident. Fuck you, you are, you, this is propaganda. This, is, this propaganda is propaganda to shift Americans towards war. Yeah. How is this any different than General Cornwallis talking to Mel Gibson saying, like, we don't, we don't shoot officers during to, wartime, all right? To, what is the fucking difference here? Nothing yeah. other than perspective. You're not going to convince Vlad, Vladimir Putin that he is in the wrong here, man. You're just not. You need, you need to find a way to end it. And the, the more you dick the dog on this one and you, you kick the can down the road and you fuck around with it, there's a reason we're here now. Because right. we didn't handle this 20 years ago. It, there's a reason. We're not going to get into that. That's a whole other conversation right. for another day. But there's a reason we're here now. Pretending that you don't have to do something to stop this is insane. You have to do something. And the, the more withdrawn you try to act the more hands-off you try to be at this point gets us closer and closer and closer i need to rephrase this we're running out of options yes the longer we wait the the less options we have to avert a world goddamn war we're here. damn near tapped right now there's yes the amount of sanctions and everything that we've i done, don't know we what's going to stop it no, at this point I, I can't say for certain because i don't work in the government i don't know exactly what all of the bars and we know what all the levers are mm-hmm. we are damn near tapped on non-military options in intervening with yep. russia if they again i'm not gonna qualify anymore i'm done doing that shit if Russia is able to form an alliance, a stronger, more involved alliance with other countries, these sanctions will not matter. No. They will not matter at all. They don't need their entire 7% brought back. They need no. their country to sustain the next few years until they figure out whatever happens next. Yes. That's, they don't need to replace the 7%, especially Vladimir mm-hmm. Putin. He don't give a shit. He don't give he two needs, shits. He needs the Kremlin to operate for the next few years. Yes. That's what he needs. And if that he needs a certain amount of the population to be comfortable for that to happen because shit goes bad in Russia. But if he can hold down the 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 Kremlin, if he can hold down the capital of Moscow, and he can hold down his military fronts around the world, that is all that fucking mm-hmm. matters to him. Yep. In in the end goal of whatever his final goal is, I got no goddamn idea. That's all that matters. Yeah. Can I quell the rebellions here and can i maintain the fighting over there that is what matters and in my opinion when we talk about the chinese russian relation yes uh, the russo oh i can't remember what they used to call it back in the day but anyways russian china relations the united states is going to we're going to hurt when we cut off trade with russia obviously with china or with i have russia? a video from jen Psaki telling me that you Vladimir Putin is responsible for our, our high gas prices. Biden, too, when he gets asked yes. about it, he's oh, not much I can do right now. Yep. Vladimir Putin's fault. Exactly. Bitch, Putin did it. It's so, Vladimir Putin's fault. Yeah. It's the Putin gas hike. What the fuck? Amen. <laughs> what the fuck? Now, with that being said, you we can do that and be okay. We can cut off Russia from international trade, and it'll hurt. But we can survive, right? It's a thing. We Right now, we're looking at massive food shortage, shortage possibly in the future, because 
who makes most of the world's fertilizer? Russia does. And yeah. and then we have our little our, our gas energy problem with them, which is something that I think we can add collectively as a Western culture survive. Not that worried about it. But you know what we can't get cut off of? China. China makes everything. We found that out during the pandemic. There is not going to be a trade embargo with China. There's not going to be a problem trading with China. So, unless, well. It would uh, fuck China as well, if, just, to, just it would. to put that in there. It's not like it would only fuck us, because China also makes shit for the rest of the world. If no one's mm-hmm. buying anything from them, they're not making very much money. Yep. But when it comes time to draw the lines in teams, right? Yes. If this is World War Three teams. Which are being um, drawn. Yeah, which are being drawn. We are talking about Russia and China and Iran and a and possibly India, India. which would be a fucking game changer. Especially because they've been warring with China on their borders for yes. like the last two or three years. Yes. They've and been like, ramped up over the last two or three years. Weird shit, too. They're, with like Weird stuff. Rocks and, and shit. shit. Yes. Yeah. Because the minute you Fox, fire a gun, batons. things become more real, but go beat each other to death down by a river. Nobody cares. Literal gangs of dudes. Yeah. It's Literal fucking weird, dude. Beating each other <laughs> yes. to death with clubs and barbed wire bats and rocks and shit because yep. they can't have military warfare, like you said. Yeah. In that modern fucking... day military fatigues, they're you can watch them on YouTube right now. Vests. It's <laughs> weird as shit. body armor and they're getting hit with clubs. So, sorry, to bring it back to the, the serious notion, we uh, we have a mu- kind of a similarly mutually assured destruction between China and the United States as far as trade one. is going. Yeah. Exactly, right? But I don't know if China would hurt as bad as the United States if, if we blew off because they have other trade partners that have lots of money, generally funded by the United States, by the way, um, that but, aside. If it's, but if it's that the aside. U.S. and Europe, because it's not just the U.S. It's yes. the U.S., the EU, whoever the fuck else mm-hmm. is going to jump on with that if it starts yes. to come down to that. And then we right? look at the Belt and Road Initiative and how many African nations that do a lot of diamond exporting and mining and things like it, precious metals, precious metals. things like that. They're going to fund green energy, all that shit. And it's all going through China. Phone. Yeah, everyone Amen. in America loves iPhones. Yes. You and pay $1,000 for it. Will you pay $5,000 for it? Yep. Nope. Because guess what? You can't afford it now yeah. because there are... Our fucking currency is shit, and if if the entire world quits trading dollars for the petrodollar, you know, buying oil and selling oil in dollars, our currency is shit. And now you're without the embargo, your cell phone is now five thousand dollars. That's we, just inflation alone. And we now you money to China. yes. So that being said, China and Russia team up, obviously. If let's put it this way, if China had to sever its trade relationship fully with the United States, Russia would have a problem. Because economically you have these world banks and this new world order and shit where he owes money to these people and they have yeah. to do that otherwise default on a loan and then there's world, there's world War Three anytime. But right now, if Russia can do all of its trade with China in China's currency... China does enough business with the U.S. and the rest of the world in dollars that it can easily funnel the dollars Russia needs to Russia in the exchange to make sure they don't default on their debt. So that, again, this is propaganda. You hear about Russia defaulting on its loans and blah, blah. It's not going to happen. Because China's not going to let it happen. Like, because China, has, China owns more debt than we make in GDP. Yes. They own more of our dollars in debt. 
We owe them more money. They're going to get those dollars to Russia if they need it. They're not going to allow... Whether their, we like their, it or not. Yes. They're not going to allow their World War III training partner to get cut off like that. No. It's not going to happen. They're going to put their hand out and say... Yeah. Here. Money, bitch. Do it. Where's the dollars? Yes. This is why I don't... Literally, dollars. All I do is see that, that argument about Russia defaulting on their loans as propaganda. Because that's all it is. It's not real. Yeah. China will get around it. All this is propaganda. Amen. Um, we I'm, doing, about... I'm doing good at like hammering topics to propaganda this week. Because all of this is propaganda. <laughs> right. um, one of the last things, this is the last thing I have on this card, um, okay. is we talked about the Zelensky virtual tour, right? Mm-hmm. He went to the EU and yeah. Lonesome Lenny. Lenny's here. Lenny's here. We're talking about Ukraine, Lenny. We're out Woo! here. So Zelensky made his speech. He did one in the EU. He did one in Canada. He did one in America. All mm-hmm. to his credit all historically accurate for whatever he was talking about, right? So mm-hmm. he's an entertainer. He's an actor. He's a public speaker. He knows what he's doing, right? So when he's here, he's talking about 9-11, talking about Pearl Harbor, em- evoking the emotions of the American yep. people. He half in Ukraine, a, half in English. He plays, yeah, exactly. He, so he speaks in English. He plays videos, the destruction and violence that's happening there, Rough right? Rough video, by the way. So you I did try not, not to cry. I did not watch it. I've Good. not watched the speech um, it, I, not it, po- I had I just had so much fucking content that I was trying yeah. to get through. I got the gist of it in what it's, I was listening to, and that's it's all just I'm, propaganda. And that's what I needed to do this show. Yep. So I will candidly, I have not watched the the, the the Zelensky speech. I've heard clips from the ninety fucking shows that I watch every day. Yeah, you don't need to. Um, but one of the last things they brought up was Zelensky's address to Congress, mm-hmm. right? And they said, and I paid very close attention to this, so I guarantee you this is what happened. They said that Zelensky challenged Putin when he asked him to be the leader of the world. They did not include the part where he said, and the leader of the world me- means being a leader of peace. Now, you said Putin. You mean Biden? Um, yes. I, did, talking, I wrote yeah, down yeah. Putin, but he did say Biden. Yes, no. when Zelensky challenged Biden to be the leader of the world yeah that's all they said the leader of peace conveniently left that part out Hmm. conveniently left that part out when Zelensky said and being the leader of the world means being the leader of of peace peace. yeah conveniently left that part out interesting because as so just in perspectives I got the raw deal where I heard that and then I heard the leader of it's in the same fucking sentence yep and now you as somebody that did not watch that right away are getting fed by the media Something that tells a complete and utter, completely it's a, different it's, story. It's they are selling you propaganda yes. versus getting it from. It means two different things. Conveniently left out the part where he said, "Being the leader of the world means being Be- a leader of peace." peace. That conveniently is conveniently left that part out, and then ran an ad for Morgan Stanley. <laughs> what are we doing? What is going on here? So I love it. There's just shameless shilling, man. Shameless war shilling. Yes. Uh, one of the things I want to hit on is you mm-hmm. said that Putin is worse than Hitler, right? We've heard that, that Putin is Hitler now. Yeah. We it's, heard... a, it's a point of view from that. I don't want to have you put that in my words, but no, no, no. Like, it's, it yes. is. I, I was speaking for others. You referenced earlier. Indeed. Yes, I should, <laughs> yes, I should correct myself. You referenced earlier. I'm not going that, down for no, this no, one, no, bro. No, that people are claiming that Putin is Hitler. We yeah. heard this week, I don't remember the man's name, but there's a clip that we could find if we really want to, who worked in the Obama administration, who said that Putin was actually worse than Hitler because Hitler didn't kill uh, ethnic Germans. 
Wow. Yes. Not only is that That's the a whole other level shit I've ever heard. It's a lie. It's yeah, a lie, and it's, it's a propaganda. Total lie. Yes, okay. Because there was no German Jews at all. Right? Not there at was all. No, there was no gay Germans. There was no fucking yeah, black yeah, yeah. Germans. There was no Germans that ended up in a camp ever, or shot on the street, or hung up, or any of that shit. Never. He would never do that because Putin is worse than Hitler. This is to invoke, and I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down when you're fighting this, right? This is to invoke. In World War II, we had no choice but to be involved, even though. Even fucking though, when we got involved in World War II, we didn't know about the camps. No one knew about the camps when we went over there. We discovered the camps when we were over there. As we were liberating people, we discovered the camps. Towards the end of the war. We did not know. There was a really good episode on that about or uh, about that on Band of Brothers. Yes. Fought the whole fucking war. Yes. Had no idea this was happening until this, they got there. This is to invoke the war crimes, the humanitarian struggles, the torture that Putin is putting these people through. He's worse than Hitler. He's killing his own people. He's killing his own supporters. I'm trying to find it. There's too many. This is propaganda. Putin is worse than Hitler. Ukrainians vent their fury as you families. They see, that's not right. Putin or Hitler didn't kill ethnic Germans. Hitler didn't yeah, kill if you ethnic Google that, Germans. then we'll yeah. find that clip. This, this is propaganda. This is propaganda. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This man who worked in the Obama administration is telling you. And that's not like fuck Obama. That's just to say mm -hmm. that he worked in the government, right? Just that he held an official position in the government. MSNBC delete deletes Michael McFloss comment that Hitler didn't kill, quote, ethnic Germans. I guarantee you he was somehow or other involved in the Obama White House. I'm just going to do a little read. MSNBC, MSNBC propped up the and then scrubbed former U.S. ambassador to Russia, Michael McFowl, McFowl's he was false the suggestion on Friday that Adolf Hitler did not order the deaths of, quote, ethnic Germans during the Holocaust while the while he condemned Russian President Vladimir Putin's actions in Ukraine. He Good Lord. was the ambassador to Russia. Yeah. What are we talking about? And then so and he's put on uh, MSNBC to be held up as look at how legitimate he is. He was the ambassador to Russia. If anyone knows about Russia, it's this fucking guy because he was the ambassador during Obama. Yep. We love Obama. Obama's the best. Look at this. He's telling you Putin's worse than Hitler. Okay, okay, okay. So in his defense. He was on a Rachel Maddow show when he said it. Oh, fuck him. So. <laughs> well, fuck him twice then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to toe the line here. Otherwise, they're not going to let me back on next week because now she's down to doing once a week from what I hear. No. And two, two, I will, let me be as objective as possible. He did, he was quoting someone from a Ukrainian television show that he had done earlier. That does not excuse you from presenting that as your point and defending it. That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard from somebody who was once an ambassador to the country that they are now shitting on. Yeah, that's, what are you talking about? That's crazy. And then he's trying to—he's <laughs> tweeting about it. And he's like, "Oh, uh, I didn't, you know, thank you to the people who commented and informed me that I was wrong about the killing of ethnic Germans. Okay, thank okay, you okay. for people who've sent in reading recommendations. Here we go. Here we go. From yes. oh, this is from the oh, I didn't realize what website I pulled up until just now. What is it? Um, it's the Daily Beast. I love. So it. that's how you know it's good. Uh, he said right there, "Quote: I slipped." I slipped late, late last night and violated an unwritten taboo. Never compare Hitler to anyone. Quote, he tweeted, quote, I agree. He was uncomparably evil. I 
won't do it again. So he made a really, really bad Twitter apology is what I'm hearing. Yep, and then thanked people for sending and reading Wow, what a piece of shit. You low-level, If you have gone through high school history, you know that Hitler killed ethnic Germans. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) And why are you going to restate the point from a Russian propagandist? Right. He was quoting someone from Russia who's like, well, well, at least, you know, Vladimir Putin never killed. Yeah, you got to be joking me. Do not put me in a position to defend this man. It is an excuse. Do not. It is so (laughs) bad. These people, how do you, how do you put yourself in a position that where anybody that's willing to do a five minute Google search, even you don't even have to go to DuckDuckGo to find a shit out. You just go to just go to Google. Spend five minutes on Google, yeah. and you can find that the arguments these people are making are so disingenuous and false. It next thing you know, you you find yourself apologizing for bad arguments against Vladimir Putin for real life arguments against him. Yeah, the, but they're not making those arguments, which is the problem. But. The last point that I want to hit, and then we can move on to mm-hmm. our next part, um, is about. So the- far, you've done good. I only have two things on my list we haven't hit yet. Excellent. Um, so, and that's I have on here that we like we could talk about oil and stuff if we have time. I think that's yeah. like, it's kind of a large topic. If we so, have time. so um, I have that here. I just it's a very large topic yeah. because there's history of like there's a lot. we talked about it last week that I don't think that it begs that much. If you're watching this show, Mm -hmm. then you are not a fucking idiot. And you know that the Putin gas hike and this, all this shit, it's not not real. We've been watching gas prices go up for over a year now, right? I think we both agreed a little while ago that if, for some reason, all trade with Russia was completely cut off tomorrow, we'd have a black eye, but we'd be fine. The vast, vast majority of that is oil and energy. And we can we can take a deep dive at some point and talk about, you know, we talked a little bit about the oil war last time. We mm-hmm. talked a little bit about the refineries that had gone under. There's a lot going on with people who invested in oil and lost out on their investments when all when these things happened. And yep. now they're requesting the profits from the companies, from the oil companies. And so the oil companies... Whether it's the right thing or not, I'm not defending them, are not reinvesting their pro- their profits to lower gas prices or to drill more. They're staying stagnant because for multiple reasons, they're afraid they're not going to survive. And the people who already invested mm-hmm. money want their money back before they don't survive. Yeah. So There's been very little conversation around the the, the conversations regarding energy, energy cost, oil. Right. With There's very little talk with OPEC. Yeah, and the cart, the international cartel of oil purchasing nations, or whatever it's called. Yeah, so um, we should, and it, so that's a problem because they still have sway over these things. The next time we're here, if all this is still going on, we should try and we should consider having a deep dive, or maybe we'll do an impromptu live or something like that, mm-hmm. a, a doubleheader style thing where we can talk about. We'll figure something out because it's important to understand, and it's, it's too big to go into now, that yeah. the long and short of the oil thing is it's way deeper than Vladimir Putin. Way it's deeper. not just about what's happening in Russia. It involves, like you said, OPEC. It involves yeah. oil investments here, the hostility towards the oil industry from the Biden yeah. administration. There are many, many, many elements to this yeah. that are being distilled in a disgusting way down to be able to blame Vladimir Putin and, again, a renewed effort to spin propaganda to turn people against what is going on here and increase American support for military involvement 
in the Ukraine. Yeah, I didn't realize it was something that we should do a deep dive in until we're sitting here talking about it. Right. So I think that's a great idea. Just because it's so we'll, we'll come up with some kind yeah. of thing because, yeah, the context matters. Right. Because of the arguments being used from, unfortunately, our side of the conflict. Yeah. Blaming everything on like Vladimir Putin. It's so much bigger than that. But um, we should sit down. Mm -hmm. You get back. I don't know, weird, like a like middle, six. middle yeah, like, of the week. Yeah. So maybe we should try and sit down and just do a short live like that Friday or Saturday. It would not suck. And just have a few beers, have a just an yeah. open conversation. We've gone for two weeks. We're going to have to see each other. Exactly. Just have an open conversation that we can just kind of flow about the different aspects of the oil industry and what's going on. Yeah. I think that would be a good way to do that because uh, I want people to know that information, but we can't. We don't have the time for it today. Yeah. Um, we just went over our, our schedule in part one. Right. Monday to Friday is booked right now. Right. So the chemical weapons thing. Right there's yes. been lots of discussions. There Another was some chemical biological research facilities in Ukraine that were discovered. The existence of which was brought up in a house hearing this week. Oil was thirty dollars a barrel less, and gas prices remain the same. I'm telling you, it's it's it's, not, a, it's, it's deep. Yeah. It is deep. Yeah, and so so much of it is we will is get into set that. on speculation and shit. Yes, but yeah, we will get into that. I promise. Um, so there were biological research facilities found in Ukraine. There was mm -hmm. a lot of hullabaloo about this, but like, oh, they have biological weapons. They mm -hmm. have this. They have this. There's no. I was going to say up until just then, right? There was one word you didn't say, and right. that was weapon. Right. It was biological research facilities. Yeah. And level two. Oh, I don't mean the biological um, protections right. status or whatever. Like the Wuhan lab. Biological four. level four. This yeah. is these were only level two. And so there isn't evidence thus far that there were weapons there. There also isn't evidence that there aren't biological weapons there because that's how man works, right? Also, you don't do know what you don't know. Right. So Marco Rubio brought this up in a congressional hearing in which Piece he thought he shit. was gonna get a much simpler answer, and then he quickly tried to turn it to other things, in which the whoever he was talking the woman that he was talking to said, Oh, there's definitely facilities there, and we're definitely concerned that Russia is gonna find them. And so that exploded right into a discussion mm -hmm. like you talked about about chemical weapons attacks well, and in in defense of the explosion yes the next line out of rubio's mouth was yes. so let me i'm running out of time here so let me let me ask you this if there is a biological weapons attack or a chemical weapons attack in ukraine would you have any doubt whatsoever that russia would be behind it and she says no <laughs> what the f we're not talking about propaganda. biological weapons, you fucking warmonger. Yeah, it's propaganda. It's all yeah. propaganda. No, 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 no. I, I'm no, usually a fan of Rubio in many aspects. This, not so much. You piece of shit. Why don't you go fight? How about that? Let's sign you up to the Ukrainian battalion tomorrow. Right. Piece of shit. So after, no, that's very Make important. that fucking very, jump. Very important. Um, so after that happens, right? Like yeah. you said, it, it explodes. There mm -hmm. are everywhere russia is then saying america is going to use chemical weapons or ukraine is going to they said ukraine is going to use let me correct myself they said ukraine is going to use chemical weapons and say that it's us they're going to launch a false flag and say that it's us america then says right that's how the, this just so, ukraine would use chemical weapons and then say that it was us that it was russia 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 okay. is russia saying, is saying that that ukraine is going to use yes. chemical weapons biological weapons and then blame us yeah so right? they're blame saying russia yeah so there people are setting up flag. multiple false flag scenarios yes. now with these unconfirmed chemical or biological weapons that may or may not exist at all yes okay the united states 
then says, and I'm going to send you this article. Um, the United States then says, well, this is a classic Russian trick that because they're saying that we're going to do it, they're almost definitely going to do it and then blame us. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay. If they said it, that means that they're going to say we did it. Their justification for this is, well, this is what they did in Syria, right? In Syria, they launched chemical weapons, and then they said that it was us. The gray Or they zone. said that we were going to, um, the reporter is what matters. The mm -hmm. outlet is not Aaron, necessarily. Aaron Matei. Aaron Matei. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the guy that was on Jimmy Dore. This is the reporting that he did that they were talking about, the clip that I sent yeah. you, right? So No, I usually like his reporting. Yes. So this is just, I think, just where he was working at the time. Yeah. Um so Independent like journalists, they got to work everywhere, baby. Exactly. Yeah. So I wasn't yep. Yep, yep, yep. going to give credence or take away from that because his reporting is what I trust, right? Yeah. So this article. 2020. Wow. This, this goes article back. is about the OPCW Syria whistleblower and ex-director attacked by US, UK, and France, right? There were whistleblowers out of the OPCW, which is a chemical weapons uh, watchdog, right? Okay. The whistleblower from there when he's investigating the chemical weapons attack in Syria. Let me provide a little bit more context, right? This was a while ago. Yes, a long time ago before we were doing the show. According to the United States, this was 2018, I believe, that these yeah. chemical weapons attacks happened or that we said that they happened, right? This is just because I think the reference to taking down of Tulsi Gabbard's legitimacy for her involvement with talking to... Assad. Syrian President uh, Assad, yeah, yeah, about this was the last time this was really in the news. Yes. was during the debate, so that's what this is in context to. So, in 2018, Donald Trump launched a shitload of missiles at Syria because it said there were chemical weapons attacks that happened there. Right? A lot of missiles. It is mm -hmm. then found out, quote unquote, that the Russians are the ones that really use the chemical weapons. Right? Mm -hmm. That's what the Americans said. That's what. The OPCW apparently said, you know, yeah. that was the main story is that Russia is actually the ones that deployed the chemical weapons. They dropped canisters from planes. They exploded. It's horrible. There's a yeah. CNN reporter there who smells the canister of a chemical weapon, smells the canister of a chemical weapon, sarin gas, chlorine gas. She smells it and says, oh, there's definitely something that stings the nostrils in it. Fucking oh, maybe it's the chlorine gas, you dumb, dumb person. She would die, okay? Yes, so, she would. <laughs> so it's the mainstream perspective that it is actually Russia that launched these chemical weapons. Yep. There are then... And that's what got Tulsi hemmed. Yes. There are then whistleblowers that come out that say, actually, two of these four canisters weren't even dropped out of an airplane. Right? There's no evidence of that. There actually isn't chlorine or sarin gas evidence of those things in here. Right? We then find out, again, from the reporting of Aaron Matei, this one is just about the whistleblower and his interactions with... Um, the United States and these people in the UN, right, when he's testifying there. So there is much more reporting that goes behind this. This is just the story I pulled to just kind of give context to it, right? We then find out that actually these chemical weapons were launched by militias in the area that are backed by the United States. <laughs> yes. So we found out, we knew that these militias had a chemical weapons manufacturing facility that they were operating through. We knew about that, continued to fund them, and then gave them the green light, maybe with or without acknowledgement, gave them the green light to use these chemical weapons and then immediately turned and said, oh, but it was Russia. It's almost like we're getting real, real good at false flags these days. So 
I'm like almost getting emotional. I'm so frustrated. It's, it's literally the same thing that is happening right now. And they're going to use chemical weapons on people in fucking Ukraine. There is a civil war happening in Yemen. And we are giving fractions of the amount that we are funding. Yep. We are also providing humanitarian aid to fix what we are fucking up at the same time. Our government it's is circular. going to use, fund people to use chemical weapons against innocent civilians and blame it on the Russians to send our sons and daughters to die in Europe. This is dark. This is some of the darkest shit I have ever seen. There's evidence of it on the fucking screen right now. This is happening. There is no denying it. They have done it before, and they're going to do it again. And they're lying to you about it right now. Yep. And I can understand you being emotional about it because it's, it's fucking, it's a travesty. It's a travesty, and it is something that they have been doing now for, I mean, I don't know how long it's been happening, but it, it's been greater than our lifetime, and it's, it's fortunate now. Journalism is dead. That's what Lonesome Lenny says. 100%. Hey, fucking men, dude, it definitely is. This is, I swear, man, I read Kitsap Sun. As often as they allow me to for free. and <laughs> Six times a month? Uh, yeah, something like that. It's not that much. But this is something I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this in right now. I've got it written down. We're going to talk about this during um, our Patreon exclusive five of four um, today. We're going to talk about uh, free press and the, the paywall press. We're going to talk about that a little bit because I want to I have some of those discussions. But... Um, but yeah, this is, this is the same narrative that has been happening since the cold war began. Yes. This is, is the same deal, except now this is the first time that the, the corporate press doesn't have the upper hand. We can see farther than they can see. They, we have been looking through the telescopic lens of mainstream press, the corporate press for decades at this point. And this is the very first time in history where the plebs, the populace as a whole, can actually, with without investing a ton of money, they actually have an opportunity to see around the 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 lens that we've been forced to look through for the very for the very first time, and we're seeing these things happen. And it can be emotionally devastating to realize that, like, at the same time, we are both we are making money selling Ukrainians weapons. We're going to make a hell of a lot more money if we commit a false flag and actually get the rest of the world involved in this joint. Them profits going to soar, baby. People and have then to pay us for weapons and for else, materials. How else is the United States going to remain the hegemonic superpower of the entire world the unless way. we can get everybody to go to war with each other again and rely once again only on us and our almighty dollar? If we don't, it's the only commodity the United States has anymore that's worth a damn. IP doesn't matter because China can steal it. We make really good weapons and our dollar, we make such good weapons that if you don't use our dollar, we'll take over your country or we'll have somebody else take over your country. So you better take our dollar because our other mainstream trade good is the U.S. dollar as a currency. Dollars and war. Those and, are the two things that we can win that. And when, when the sanctity of the dollar on a global stage is threatened, that's when the United States will go to war. It's because we, can't, we cannot afford to lose out on that. If we, 
are not the mainstream international currency anymore, we don't have a country anymore. It's over. All of the vi- all of the division that's been seeded over the last six, we'll go ahead and say thirty years, just to play it safe. All of that's not gonna. All of that's gonna come up. It's gonna boil up, and the global conflict that's happening is not gonna matter because yep. they have officially taken the United States off the chessboard because we're gonna turn amongst each other and then it's over. We're not gonna be participating in World War Three because we'll be per- we'll be fighting Civil War two point Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah, we think we're close now. (sighs) Yeah, wait until we go to war. Then it's really going to happen. And then we're not really going to be at war anymore. Because we'll be at war here. Fuck, man. You said it was going to get dark. It got dark real quick. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, and the next topic is not a whole lot better. Um, No, it's not. I I think that's the last. I had one one point from the very beginning of the timeline. We were talking about the the MiG situation, the fighter jet situation. And why that is not going to be a thing. And why right. that will be the catalyst to kick off World War III, and that's why we avoided it. The mix. One way or the other. You need to fly them into Ukraine. Someone has to. Someone has to, ideally, right? To take them on a train would be stupid. You'd have to come up with a whole new airplane, I'm pretty sure, to be able to design to throw them in the back of a plane. We don't have time nor resources to do that. The fucking MiG whatever it is, MiG-22, MiG-35, fucking I don't care what it is. Yeah. The MiGs aren't designed to have, they're not designed to do that, period. It's a Russian aircraft. Um, the complexity of the weapons is something else you brought up. Yes. So we can't get MiGs in, we can't get MiGs into Ukraine. We have to get MiGs in because the alternative is to say, send them F-35s, F-22s, F-A-18s, something American made. We can't do that because... The Ukrainians are not trained on those platforms, and they are much more complex. They're much more computer-focused and all this stuff. It's not so much that— We make shit fancy out here. Yeah, the Ukrainians aren't dumb. They're not too dumb to use our weapons. It's just they're not trained on them, them, so we can't send it to them, so we rely on the Russian-made MiG. Now, we can't get the MiGs in because you'd have to fly them in at some point. Somebody has to fly them. And it's going to be— And it doesn't matter if it's the Americans or not, which is the problem. The Polish can't do it. Why? Because they're a NATO power. The Estonians can't do it. Why? Because they're a NATO power. Go down the list. You cannot get them into Ukraine because Vladimir Putin has said any violation of the airspace from a NATO power, this is a a territory in dispute. That will trigger World War III. You cannot get, you cannot fly the MiGs into Ukraine, period, without taking off full-blown war. And at this point, I don't know. We're just kicking the can down the road here at some point. World War Three is already upon us. We've already, the entire world but the government has said. an interest. But the government said the entire world has an interest in what's going on right now. All the major powers are funneling money and power one way or the other into this single war. Yeah. We're already at war, man. There's just, we don't have, we don't all have boots on the ground yet. Do you think it's inevitable? We don't. We don't have public boots on the ground yet. There you go. We don't I have. Would, we don't have publicly known boots on yeah, the ground. No, yeah, no. I, yeah. I like I said. I would bet every dollar I have that there are green beret or special forces of some variety yeah. on the ground right now as we speak. Yep. I know for certain. For certain. There are ex-special forces there. I know that for certain oh, because yeah. I fucking follow them on the internet. I see yep. the pictures they're posting. I see what they're doing. I know what their careers are, and I've seen what they're doing right now. Yep. So I know that there are Americans over there. Whether they are American active duty service members is a completely different discussion. Whether or not they're 
average Joes who walked off their couch for the people that are actual fucking operators at one point in time is a completely different discussion. Lockheed Martin and Raytheon stocks are going up. Isn't that weird? So weird. I would never have expected that, Lenny. I'm surprised by that. I'm surprised by that. (laughs) Fuck these people. It is horrible. It is horrible. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah, I don't know. And you trying to figure out a way to end it on propaganda bring it all the way back to propaganda but it's all propaganda it's all propaganda it's all they're propaganda not talking man. about the lockheed martin and raytheon are making money they're talking to you about putin raising your gas prices yep they don't want you to talk about this they're talking about how terrible russia's economy is doing and Ooh. that joe biden is saving our economy yep. that you know we're listening we're listening to pod save america and they're like you know joe biden's just not getting the credit for what he's doing I could not if, believe. If people only understood, they said. They really said that. Yes. If people only understood what really was happening, if you were only smart enough to get it, if you could only comprehend, but your brain is too small, you just don't understand what's really happening here. Yeah. It was the most condescending shit I ever heard. <laughs> we're going to talk about PSA and commentary in four. part four. Okay, good. Yes. I need to save. I got to keep my powder dry for that one yep. because Hold I was to it. fucking furious that why did you a, why did you make me go back to it those was people it was bad <laughs> that was just a spin us out i think we're gonna call this the end of this part yeah. right as everyone knows lenny you know we're back in three minutes to the next one i want to thank you again for watching us here on our youtube.com slash salt of the streets we also have our instagram.com salt of the streets facebook fuck facebook.com salt of the streets you can find all this on salt of the streets.com including our Patreon, patreon.com slash salt of the streets. You can go there, become a patron. You can help us make more, better content. We also have our newsletter that drops at the end of the month. We have the part five of four that drops at the end of this episode here. Excuse me, actually, maybe tomorrow because we're having dinner tonight. But um, nah, it'll still be up tonight. <laughs> I'm an OG, bro. Don't worry about you it. You guys are crazy. Um, we have all those things going on. Saltofstreets.com. Find all this information. We also have Lexi Kyle on Twitch. That's right. Swell Blended if you need a haircut. Location Skate Shop if you need a skateboard. Hey, thanks, Thank you very much, Lenny. And leggings and aprons if you need a cake. With that, we will be back. What are you looking for? I was say, do you have YouTube up too, or are you watching it on the big screen? No, I'm watching it on that. No, <laughs> there we I have, go. No, just a bunch of shit up on here. Um, with that, we'll be back in three minutes. And, oh, wait. No, I got to hit the wrong button. Where is the button? I don't ever use my fucking thing. All right. Boom. There we go. Timing. Three minutes. We'll be back. We'll be back. Picking topics. We just love picking. This is, I mean, out of all the topics, this is the cancelable topic. The most cancelable. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I thought I was just going to have a nice, relaxing six hour recording session talking about news and the politics of the day. And then Ron DeSantis had to create the. The don't say gay bill. Yes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, he didn't. I forgot. He didn't create that. They didn't create any of that. And we're going to go over that and so much more during this part three of four. That is correct. Yes. And so I do <laughs> want to thank you, anyone who's joining now. For um, I do want to thank anyone who's joining now. Lenny, thank you for being here for our YouTube.com slash salt of the streets. We also have our Instagram, Instagram.com slash salt of the streets. We mm-hmm. have Facebook, fuck Facebook.com slash salt of the streets. You can find all this on salt of the streets.com, including our Patreon, Patreon.com slash salt of the streets. Go there, become a patron. If you want to help us make more, better content, $5 for access to the newsletter at the end of the month. Oh, bro, and there's so much more to it than just us making more and better content yes if you want to be cool at all come to the patreon and join our patreon the lowest tiers three bucks a month three bucks a month three bucks a month and you get all sorts of access to us and our brilliant brilliantly 
obscure arguments about things and stuff about stuff. Yes. Yes. Uh, also, location skate shop if you need to skateboard in the local area. Swell blended for a haircut. Lexi Kyle on Twitch. And, of course, leggings and aprons on Instagram for some kicks. So, with that. With that, I've decided I want to do Like, thing. comment, subscribe. Sorry, go ahead. Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah, we need to be saying that all the time. We never say yes. that. We never ask people to give us, like, stuff. Don't give us some love. Give us all the love. Give us all the likes, all the comments. The comments are honestly... Very important. They're... They're almost, they're actually really exciting part of my day. I, every day I come home, I post most of the content for the channel on YouTube. And the very first thing I do every day when I come home from work is hit on that notification bell because somebody leaves a comment in some capacity and it's always really fun to interact with you guys. So keep them coming. It's a great time. I love all that stuff. And all the comments really help out the channel and get, and get more and more people involved. We can start to build a bigger community. And so you guys don't just have to talk to us. You can also talk to, like, all of our other friends and stuff in the community. It's going to be a great deal. But to do that, we need your help. So get in there, show some support, tell your friends, the whole nine yards. And I've decided I want to do a soccer, or if we're in the U.K., a football-style clock for when we take our breaks, where it's, as soon as we shift over to the, like, starting again soon screen, it starts a three-minute countdown. But then we go into what they call in soccer world stoppage time, where it's negative time. So if we go over three minutes, by the time we come back, we go, oh, fuck, we, we, we owe you guys two minutes. Ooh. You know, the stoppage time clock, you know? I like that. Word. I like that a lot. Sometimes I have decent ideas. So. Sometimes. <laughs> you cook up a lot of good stuff. Um, so, oh, like corned beef hash. Did you, I, I totally, I to before that, we yeah. dive into it, I just want to add, do you guys do anything food-wise special for... Did you drink a Guinness? Did you drink a dark beer? Did you do any? No? Okay. No, I stopped drinking beer during the week because it makes me sleep too hard. And then I don't wake up when Dax comes to the door. And Jordan has to do it all the time. That's my problem. So I, yeah, so I don't drink beer during the week anymore. That's healthy. Um, just because it makes me sleep too hard. Okay. But you, yeah, so you guys didn't do anything for St. Patty's? We okay. had burgers for dinner. It was delicious. Burgers? Yeah. Weird. Well, <clears throat> if you guys didn't see it, you could see it on our Instagram. I think I posted it on the Instagram, yes. too. On our Salt of the Streets Instagram. I did a little uh, cooking video on St. Patrick's Day where we went over cooking some corned beef and cabbage and boiled potatoes. It was a good time. Yes. Mm. Um, That's a, officially the last of all my housekeeping I forgot earlier. Yeah. No, I meant to bring up the actual text of the bill. Oh, yeah. This is this is definitely the segment where bookmarks are going to be a thing because – I really want to actually dive into the pure text of uh, this seven-page bill yeah. from Florida because it's so easy to just comprehend if you want to actually comprehend it. Seven pages, double-spaced. We've said this in we said this earlier in the first part of the show, but do not if you refer to this thing as the "Don't Say Gay" bill. You better only be referring to it that so that somebody, the person you're talking to, will understand what it is that you're talking about and then tell them the real name of the bill. Yes. Because it is so frustrating because the bill has nothing to do with saying gay at all. I believe the word gay is not mentioned in the bill at all. No. Not like, even not, even, not even at all. There's, no. I think it's sexual and gender identity might be the only thing close to those those terms there that are in the bill. Uh, but the bill in question here is the Parental Rights and Education Bill yeah. is the proper name for this thing. 
So okay. I original don't. file mm -hmm. version. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm just trying to. I'm just you got to pull up. And, and in the meantime, I'll show the people. Here is our from the Florida House of Representative. The I, I don't know. They say CS and HB. HB is pretty standard na uh, nomenclature for bills. Yeah. House bill. Do you have the text of the bill? Can you send me the text I of the bill? I do have the text of the bill. I you will bookmark it right here. Copy pasta. That's all that oh, no, I here. said copy pasta. That's like a thing you're not supposed to say anymore. It should just be. It's, Why are it's, you not supposed to say that? I've never heard that before. Oh, it's because it's too. It's it's too cringe. Copy pasta. It's oh. too cringe. Now you got to say like copy pasties. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know because that's even better. Right. Um, okay. There it is. Thank yeah. you. Indeed. Welcome. I like the fact that I can send you stuff too. Yeah. I feel like I really do feel like Joe Rogan and Jamie now. I, we can send each other little things like that on the fly. Um, <laughs> Shout out signal. So what we're gonna do is I'm just gonna read. I'm not going to read all seven pages, okay? I'm going to read the first two or whatever it is, that two and a half that break down what the bill does, okay. right? And not the verbiage, like the actual codes and things like that, mm -hmm. right? So. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and we're going to follow along yes. um, for all of you <coughs> YouTube viewers. And so if you're an audio bill. viewer, you can watch this on the YouTube yeah, this is the bill that is being called the Don't Say Gay Bill, right? Yep. So we're going to start at the beginning. An act relating to parental rights and education, because that's what it's called, the Parental Rights and Education Bill, amending 101.42, requiring district school boards to adopt procedures that comport with certain provisions of law. Actually, I want to take a second before we start this, um, and I have something that I would like to read so that we do not qualify anything and just kind of get this out of the way. Sorry okay. to distract you. Before we start, let me be extremely clear that this is not about trans people, our discussion, right? Mm -hmm. This is not about trans people. This is about children. I support the freedom choice of every human being, and I know and have had trans friends. We are talking specifically and solely about the health and safety of children. When we expand, we are not blaming trans people or the general knowledge and acceptance of their lifestyle. We are solely and specifically blaming the Marxist activism and the, and the defense of that behavior that allows it to spread and grow in our schools. Okay. It seems like a, a legal caveat almost there for a minute. It kind of scared me it's here. It's a Who's watching social us? caveat just it to is. be so unequivocally clear that yeah. we could not care any less about your lifestyle. This is not about your lifestyle. Mm. This is not about how people identify themselves. This is not about people who have gender dysmorphia. This is not about trans people. This is not about any of that. This is about trans ideology, trans activism, and the way that it is being implemented in our schools to effectively create a new red guard within the united states that is what this is about okay just to be because i don't want to go this whole time and like well mm -hmm. i'm not talking about trans people i love trans people i'm not going to do that i'm laying it out right here in the beginning so that we don't do that throughout the rest yeah. of the time okay and just to caveat right up front as we read through the bill from florida anyways none of that nomenclature will come up which is, which is going to be funny to you. It's going to be mind-blowing to you back there that are thinking of, that have known this as the Don't Say Gay Bill, because it has nothing yes. to do with any of that. So, sorry, I just so wanted as we to continue. preface yeah. with that so we don't have to worry about it in the end, just like we did with the Russia, yeah. just to get the one out of the way. And you know, As much as I hate doing that, I'm, I'm, I'd rather only do it once. You and know what I mean? So that if so anyone gets to a point yep. or, or we get clipped or something like that, we're like, actually, yep. if you pay attention five Here's the fucking timestamp. Said this. So yeah. Way to go, Media Matters. 
Exactly. All right. So let's do it. Requiring school, school district boards to adopt procedures that comport with certain provisions of law for notifying a student's parents of specified information. Requiring such procedures to reinforce the fundamental right of parents to make decisions regarding the upbringing and control of their children in a specified manner. Prohibiting the procedures from prohibiting a parent from accessing certain records. Providing construction. Prohibiting a school district from adopting procedures or student support forms that prohibit school district personnel from notifying a parent about specified information or that encourage or have the effect of encouraging a student to withhold from a parent such information so what that says the first part right is um, requiring we, such procedures to reinforce the fundamental right of parents to make decisions regarding the upbringing and control of their children in a specified manner Parents get to control the way that their children are raised, yep. regardless, in a whatever specified manner it is. Prohibiting the procedures from prohibiting a parent from accessing certain records. This stops schools from stopping parents from accessing records about their children. <coughs> we, County. we have evidence of this, mm-hmm. right? We will talk about this trans activist later, LZ Granderson or whatever his name is, saying, is there any evidence of this? Is there even a single shred? Because I haven't seen it. Yeah. It exists. This has happened, Right. The next part, prohibiting procedures from prohibiting a parent from accessing certain records, providing construction, prohibiting a school district from adopting procedures or student support forms that prohibit school district personnel from notifying a parent about specified information or that encourage or have the effect of encouraging a student to withhold from a parent such information. What that is saying, there are examples of teachers identifying or choosing to identify students a certain way and then even when the parents call, using their birth name. Mm-hmm. lying to the parents about the way they are identifying and allowing their children to operate at school, deceiving the parents about the reality of their children. The schools, your tax dollars are paying for this. They are taking your property taxes and paying for this. Your tax dollars are paying for this. I also want you to note one more thing as we look at this bill, and I'm not going to turn back for for the viewers because we've already been there. But you'll notice all this text is not underlined. It's not crossed out. Nope. This is existing, existing law in this bill. What is new is in uh, Section 8 under Student Welfare, Category C, which we will get into as we work this way down. But yes. we haven't even gotten to the new legislation that was added to this existing code. So we're, we're, this is, has been law already in Florida, which essentially means that the school cannot tell children to not tell their parents what happens in school. That's about what I got out of that. And they can't prohibit parents from accessing information about what their kids are listening to school. That's it. Very, very transparent, if you will, to the parents. A parental transparency bill. Carry on. Uh, prohibiting school district personnel from discouraging or prohibiting parental notification and involvement in critical decisions affecting a student's mental, emotional, or physical well-being. Again, that's referring to allowing children to identify something else at school and not telling their parents. Having no involvement at all, do your parents know about this? Have they been told? Anything uh, along those lines. Prohibiting classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in certain grade levels or in a specified manner. Requiring certain training, so what that means, and that's very vague, right? And that's why Uh there's additions to the bill, right? Prohibiting classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in certain grade levels. All it says is certain grade levels. 
as a parent, this is again a personal, this is a personal portion of this. As a parent, there are certain, I'm uncomfortable with some of the content that's on Disney because I don't understand why my three-year-old needs a story specifically about a gay man falling in love. I don't think he needs a story specifically about straight people falling in love. I told Jordan yesterday, I said, I find it odd enough that at the end of every Disney movie, they're kissing each other. This is made for children. I understand that's like part of the jam. It's weird to that's me. It's love, right? It's weird. But yeah, when you when you look at it objectively like that, right. it, this it is seems made for strange. Children. Why do they need to kiss at the end of every yeah. movie? Shouldn't Why? we just be like popping balloons and confetti that, and fun times? I think yeah, through yeah, the yeah. context and the way that the two characters interact, it's pretty straightforward that they're interested in each other. You know, you can tell the story of the movie that they got married. Mm -hmm. It's pretty straightforward what happened. They have a close personal relationship. There doesn't together. need to be a kissing scene at the end of every Disney movie. Mm -hmm. But there is. Right? You can have a kissing scene without having a Disney movie, but can you have a Disney movie without having a kissing scene? Not with a princess in it. Oh, no. God, no. Requiring certain training develop. Requiring certain training developed or provided by a school district to adhere to standards established by the Department of Education. So, again... The legislature doesn't craft the curriculum. The Department of Education does. Yeah. Okay. Requiring school districts to notify parents of health care services and provide parents the opportunity to consent or decline such services. That is saying if you're going to do something different with your school, with a child, you need to tell the parents about it and they have to have the opportunity to decline. Yep. Providing that a specified parental consent does not waive certain parental rights means you still have rights of a parent even if you waive certain ones at the school requiring school districts to provide parents with certain questionnaires or health screening forms and obtain parental permission before administering such questionnaires and forms you need to see the things that your children are going to fill out requiring school districts to adopt certain procedures for resolving specified parental concerns you've got to have a way to handle what the parent what the parents have an issue with requiring resolution within a specified time frame it needs to be handled within a reasonable time frame requiring the commissioner of education to appoint a special magistrate for unresolved concerns. You got to find somebody else requiring the state board of education to approve or reject the special magistrate's recommendation without specified time frame within mm -hmm. a specified time frame um, requiring school districts to bear the cost of special magistrate. You got to pay for the guy that you find requiring the state board of education to adopt rules. You got to get the rules going, providing requirements for such rules, authorizing a parent to bring an action against a school, Jesus Christ. Bring an action against a school district to obtain a declaratory judgment that a school district procedure or practice violates certain provisions of the law. Okay. Authorizing a parent to bring an action against... If you fucked up, the parent gets to sue you. Yep. Um, providing for the additional award of injunction, relief, damages, and reasonable attorney fees, court costs... Uh, to certain parents, requiring school district to adopt policies to notify parents of certain rights, providing construction, requiring the department to view and update as necessary special materials by a certain date, provided the effective date. Everything needs to be up to date. Everyone needs to understand what's going on. You guys have to pay for the cost if you fucked up. It's a bunch of fancy language to say you as the school, as the government, you need to keep all the parents, all the parents informed of everything that goes on at that school. Okay. This is the added portions of the bill. Right. Section one, paragraph C is the added subsection powers and duties of the district school board. The district school board acting as a board shall exercise all powers and perform all duties listed below student. So this is the school board. Yes. Now the school board, not the legislature, yep. not the parents. I will. Parents are part of the school board. They get to be part could of be. They could be part of they could be board members. Yes. Yeah, but are not necessarily right. Parents at the school. And it has to be in line with what the health the Department of Education has lined out already. Yep. So almost to, like it's a closed system, almost like you can't have a radical ideology immediately penetrate what is going on and infect what is going on. It has to be a slow trickle 
to do what they're talking about. Mm. So all this shit about, oh, these people are going to insert themselves and no trans right off the bat, it doesn't even work that way. No. That's not even how this works. This has been building for decades. Yeah, so I mean, even, like I said, even on the other side of like trying to claim that some radical conservative is coming in so they can instantly change this, that's not how it works. No. It's not, it literally isn't how it works. We are reading how it does not work like that. Okay. In accordance with the rights of parents enumerated in these two previous sections, adopt procedures for notifying a student's parents if there is a change in the student's services or monitoring related to the student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being and the school's ability to provide a safe and supportive learning environment for the student. Same thing as before. If something changes with the student, the parent needs to know about it. The school needs no. to tell them to ensure that they know what is going on. Something involving the way the school is interacting with them on a mental, emotional, or physical level in regarding their health and well-being. The parents yep. need to know. If anything, this is basically saying that not only if anything happens on the school level, but now if the school notices anything that happens within your particular child, they have to tell you about it. Yes. <clears throat> The procedures must reinforce the fundamental right of parents to make decisions regarding the upbringing and control of their child by requiring school district personnel to encourage a student to discuss issues relating to his or her well-being with his or her parent or to facilitate discussion of the issue with the parent. This is to say the teacher should not be the first line of not defense but comfort for the student. If they're having an issue – the parent or the teacher needs to encourage the student to discuss it with their parents. Mm -hmm. You should really talk to your parents about this first. Do your parents know about this, right? That seems very reasonable. Your teacher should not be the first person you go to unless your parent is a total piece of shit. Yeah. If your parent's a total piece of shit, this is a completely different discussion. All parents aren't pieces of shit. Nope. So that shouldn't be the basis that we're operating off of that you immediately assume that parents aren't safe mm -hmm. to tell these things to. And so I should be the one that is working with a student. Yeah. That shouldn't be the basis that you're operating under because people aren't just across the board prejudiced and bigoted. It's not how it works. Not even in Florida. Yeah, not even in Florida. Believe it or not. The procedures may not prohibit parents from accessing any of their students' education and health records created, maintained, or used by the school district as required by the previous section. So that means you have access to all the records, and it seems to me that it also says you have access to the course materials. Yes. Right? Because there's been a huge issue with that. In places across the country, parents being denied course materials that their parents are, or that their students are going to have. Mm -hmm. And the simple, if you have an argument against allowing parents the ability to comment or even just see the curriculum and the course material that their children is being taught in a government facility. That their taxes are paying I for. I want you to understand how wrong you are and understand that, no, as a parent, if you believe that, you are fucking wrong. Yes. Because you need... I'm not a parent. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to die on this hill, okay? I don't have kids right now. But if you, as a parent, feel that you do not have the right to know what it is the government is privately teaching your child while they are away from you eight hours a day, at the very least, I would, I would question your ability to be a decent parent. Whether or not you should even have fucking children. Period. Two. A school district may not adopt. I can guarantee you. I'm going to stop right before we go on. I can guarantee you we've already essentially decided that Dax will be homeschooled because that's just the best way to handle what things at this point in time. If he was to go to public school, I would look at every sheet of fucking paper in that curriculum. I would read every goddamn book. I would see every fucking form. Mm -hmm. If there was anything that was sus, I would. there would be a goddamn hailstorm at that fucking school. 
And you know what the really sad. And if I was denied course materials, can you oh, fucking imagine? Buddy. Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> you would bring the legislative fury of the combined gods to that school. And let me just say, as I think how would we put this? We need to get somebody like you on a school board. We need a few of you people to be on a school board so that we can get things back to normal. And that's that is kind of the sad thing. Is when it when it is so bad, when it is so far gone, that the good parents that should be on the school board choose to not even participate in the system and do homeschool. Like it's it's a double edged sword, right? Right. Obviously, you don't want to expose your child to that shit, and obviously, and in my mind, why if you don't have a, I feel like a a parent that has a child that is homeschooled and not participating not participating in the public education system. I feel like they should be able to have a seat on the board if they are, if they're able to be elected to it. Right. 100%. And because if that parent has their kid in homeschool, because they don't trust the school system. So they are trying to get on the board to change the school system so that they feel like they can build a public school system that their child should go to could go to. So basically, I guess I'm advocating for homeschool parents to run for school board. That seems like an apt thing to do. Well, and I would imagine you'd be able to because your homeschooling still has to be like regulated by the state. Oh, yeah. Your kid still has to show up for standardized testing and like all that bullshit. So I would imagine. It's weird. You can't just. We talked about this slightly before, but you can't just have a kid not in the system. Right. Like they have to participate somehow. The state knows your child exists and can monitor their educational process. And yeah, they get real weird about that type of shit. Yes. Um, That's just, anyways. Uh, yeah, it's fucked up. I used to be like, yeah, they get real weird about that type of shit, like, like ironically, but now it's like, yeah, no, they get real weird about that. Like, so I don't weird. know. Why, fuck you. It's I like, don't. Why do you? Why? No. Why can't especially, I just yeah, especially like with, you know, not having a moment shit. I'm just like, I just don't. I. Super weird. I used to be very self-conscious about it. I think it's the first time I've ever actually said it on the show. Like, I used to be very self-conscious about it and like, it made me very scared. And I don't. I no longer acknowledge the state's fabricated authority to decide when I have reached an arbitrary level of education to get a fucking job. Word. Fuck you. Exactly. I don't. <laughs> At what point did you decide when I'm smart enough to have a job? Yeah. Fuck you. I, yep. I don't I, care. I yeah. saw some shit on Twitter. Um, before, as a quick aside, I saw some shit on Twitter this morning. It's like some nonprofit group about uh, uh, education in Washington. Yeah. And they were fucking shilling about like, you know, in five years from now, like it is projected that in the Washington state economy, 76% of the jobs will require some form of post high school credential. And they're, so they're pushing college on shit. And I'm yeah. like, you people right now are the ones advocating for like school debt relief, all the shit, but you're pushing more and more kids in right. and not even based in the current projection or I mean the current landscape you see, you're looking at like five year projections. Oh Yeah. Yeah, you better go to college and, and get yourself in a lifetime of debt because we're gonna need you to have some credentials. Eat my ass. I can't divide oh I can't divide on paper. I've had the same job for seven years. <laughs> I, I think I'm doing okay. I not that math is not beneficial. I I think I'm doing I okay. You it know, just, it, the, no, way, no, no, the you. way it put it though, it's, it's just great. That it's great. stupid. It's uh, stupid. What like, happened to teaching little Johnny and Joanne how how read? 
Yeah, how exactly. How how to read or write for this? Matter. Yes, because <laughs> we'll get into the ages that are in here. Yeah. So number two, yeah, a school district going, yeah. may not adopt procedures or student support forms that prohibit school district personnel from notifying a parent about his or her student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being, or a change in related services or monitoring that encourages or have the effect of encouraging a student to withhold from a parent such information. Not only must they encourage it, the school district is not even allowed. Not even. They're not allowed to adopt procedures that would in any way indicate or encourage a teacher encouraging a student withholding information from their parent. Yeah. Right? So I have, and this is from... This bill, is, it, it is more aptly named like the, the school can't tell your kid not to tell you, Bill. Right. Like, there's so much more extra language about this that... that makes it illegal for the school to tell your child not to tell you something. Yeah. And it is enumerating multiple different ways at which the school might find itself in a position where they're not informing you about an, a, something they are telling your child in school. And, it, and then it is making that illegal, which just seems so far where, I mean, I know we're only on bullet point two here, but we're so far, like everything is basically about transparency to the parent. And that's it. Right. And I just sent you an article from the Heritage Foundation, actually. Um, it is Heritage, so that's fine. But it's, that doesn't take away That just away lets that us know where is, we're at. Right. Yeah. Um, and the two people that wrote it are from the Mises Center, which is like a like the, libertarian the anarchist. Mises? Yeah. Like the Mises Caucus, Mises Center? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they're pretty legit. Um, anyway, oh, this is. article is really – the article and the key takeaways are really the most important part, and we can go through the article later if we want. School districts but are hiding information. In Montgomery County, Maryland, educators are actively keeping information about something as critical as students' gender identity preference hidden from parents, an action in direct contra contravention of legally guaranteed parental rights and in violation of the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act. So this is, this is actively happening. There's a lawsuit in 2019. This article is uh, – or there's a lawsuit in 2021. This is from March 24th, 2021, that this was actively happening. So to say that there's no evidence, to say this isn't happening is a lie. That's gaslighting. They are lying to you. Yeah, it's right? happening all over. They're 100% lying to you. This is one article from the Heritage Foundation. One article. Uh -huh. I think this was the first one that I pulled up. If you Google it, it ain't hard to find. It's one article. Again, you don't even need to, duck, to go to DuckDuckGo. No. You don't have to do that. You can just do it on Google. You will find what you are looking for within 30 seconds. School district personnel may not discourage or prohibit parental notification of and involvement in critical decisions affecting a student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being. Means that if your child is going to identify or something like that, something to that effect, anything that is going to be a critical decision affecting a student's mental, emotional, or physical well-being, the parents have to know. Yep. The parents need to be told. This subparagraph does not prohibit a school district from adopting procedures that permit school personnel to withhold such information from a parent if a reasonably prudent person would believe that disclosure would result in abuse, abandonment, or neglect as those terms are defined. So that even allows there, if you, yep. if you know or reasonably assume, if a reasonable person, a reasonably prudent person would assume or believe that that child is going to come under abuse or some type of neglect, then they can withhold. And... To add icing onto the cake of that, if your teacher is an activist in that particular realm, what would say that they don't think that it's reasonable to assume that if they, if they are going to enter these realms of conversation, that the parents might be, that might put the child in harm if they were to tell their parents, and so then they can 
use their reasonable assumption that this child is going to be at harm if they tell their parents. So I'm going to say you can't tell your parents. And if something other than that happens, if there is no evidence of that, then the parent can sue the fuck out of this teacher yep. out of the district. And it comes at the cost of the district. As it should be. Yes. If you have hired somebody who is trying to... Ooh. Who is trying to groom my child, you owe me money. Go fuck yourself. You should pay for this. You allowed someone under your employ that is trying to groom my child. Fuck you. Where's the money? Where's the money? I like that. I like that that aspect of things. Because you could go so much darker. But to, to just end it at where's the money, pay me. Not to mention get my child out of this fucking system. Thank you very much. But that's up to the parent. Thank yep. goodness. They could just pull their child out of school. But yeah, and then pay me for it. That would that would be fantastic. It might help offset my cost to having to homeschool my child now because I don't want them to be indoctrinated and groomed at school. With my tax dollars. <laughs> Work. <laughs> Number three, yes. classroom instruction by school personnel. And this is like a the, where the big controversy came in. And if yeah. we when we read number three, the controversy will be immediately alleviated. It is a single paragraph. It, it's like two sentences. So stupid. Number three. <laughs> Classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. So, period. Let me refer to the interview that I have here from ABC. Start here with with this very lawmaker. DJ? In which he says, this is Joe Harding, his name is, in which he says. This is the author of the bill? Yes. Yes. The Board of Education will craft the curriculum and decide what is in it. The legislature has no control. Mm -hmm. The Board of Education, who is under control, under the foresight of the Federal Board of Education, will the Department of Education will decide. All this, con this conservative activism they're talking about, about putting down trans kids and now you can't even discuss it. I'm sorry, are there a bunch of fucking radical conservatives that are on your board of yeah. education? Is that what you've allowed to happen when you're so progressive? You've allowed this radical conservatism to just run rampant across your board of education? Then fuck you. This is your own goddamn problem. If you have allowed, your board. if you don't agree, and you've allowed rampant conservative activism to take place on your board of education, this is your own goddamn fault. Yep. You did this. I struggle to see a world in which that is possible. But if that is the reality you are claiming exists, then you did this to yourself, and no. I don't care. The state, <laughs> the state Board of Education will decide. What are we talking about? Yep. What are we talking about? This is insanity. This is lies. They are lying to your face. This is propaganda. All of this shit, right, from LZ Grammar when he's talking about directly or indirectly telling kids there's something wrong with their sexual orientation, right? Um, well, I mean, and to be fair. I think we should hammer out the rest of this little bill yes. real quick. Yes. Because it's this is literally, like you just said, this is the only part that talks about this yes. at all. And this is where all the arguments are stemming from. So they're not real. They're just made up, and they're yep. trying to blame it on something. The rest of this, we'll go through it real quick just so you that you know, as, you. as viewers and listeners and all that, that we're not just going to stop this and, and, and tailor it to our own argument here. We'll... We'll hammer out the rest of this thing, and then we'll get back into why all of the arguments and why everybody going out, like George Decay going on Twitter and saying, gay, 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 Mark take Campbell. that. I mean, everybody, yeah. it had nothing to do with that shit. Yeah. Nothing at all. So we'll, 
We'll hammer out the rest of this, and we'll just keep rolling. Number four, student support services training developed or provided by a school district to school district personnel must adhere to student services guidelines, standards, and frameworks established by the Department of Education. Pretty straightforward. The federal government that is now under the auspices of Joe Biden. Yep. It's under whatever he says. Or is that really what we're concerned about? I thought that Joe Biden was the shit. I thought that mm-hmm. he loved, you know, all trans people, yep. and I thought he was about equity and all this shit. So what's what's the concern? Yep. Right? AKA the Federal Department of Education. The Federal Department of Education. At the beginning of the school year, number five, at the beginning of the school year, each school district shall notify parents of each health care service offered at their student school and the option to withhold consent or decline any specific service. This is if you don't want your kid to go to see the sex ed training. If you want to do that yourself, mm-hmm. which you've always had the ability to do, you can decline that service. And on right? top, it's it's more vital than even that. Health care services. Service. If your child is allergic to aspirin. This is what we're talking. It's the same process. This is what we're talking about. It's just if you do not agree with any of this, you have a chance to tell the school that you can't do this to if my you're child. A Christian scientist, yes, yes. I don't want my kid to take exactly. Tyler. I don't want to take fucking nothing. Yep. If you're Jehovah's Witness, if you're fucking whatever, if there's anything that's withhold that you want to withhold, you can do that. Amen. Thank you. That's very important. You made that point. Parental consent to healthcare service does not waive the parent the parent's right to access his or her student's educational or health records or to be notified about a change in his or her student services or monitoring as provided by this paragraph. Again, transparency. Regardless of what you waive, you have access to every record that regards your child and their mental, emotional, or physical well-being. Mm-hmm. Every record. This is the way, by the way, this is the way all government is supposed to work. <laughs> Yes. If I want access, I should be able to freely go get it real quick. Before administering a student well-being questionnaire or health number six, before administering a student well-being questionnaire or health screening form to a student in kindergarten through grade three, the school district must provide the questionnaire or health screening form to the parent and obtain the permission of the parent. And that just seems that even seems kind of overblown to me. Before we put out a health questionnaire. We have to send it to the parents. Mind you, I understand why, because I know what is going on that fucking health questionnaire in certain places. But you're asking permission to have your child take a survey with your parents. Cool. I don't care if that's what we're going to do. If we're going to get minute enough that as a parent, I have to micromanage you so much as a school, you have to. At this point, I don't have enough trust in the school system to not do this. But this is a way. And I just want to add this as like context to this because a lot of parents really do want this. This is another way to make parents who are skeptical of the public school system and who don't want to participate in the public school system anymore, who might be pulling their child into some form of homeschool at this point because they don't trust what they're hearing about public schools. This is a way to sell public schools to those parents because no matter what happens, me as the governor of Florida, as as Ron DeSantis, I'm telling you as a parent, you can trust our schools. You can trust us. Please send your child to public school. You pay taxes for this. Do this. We're going to make it as tra- transparent as possible. We want to help you in your life by teaching your children so you don't have to. Here's Here's an example of some legislation I'm going to put forth to be literally as transparent as possible so you can trust me again. Nothing but a good thing in my eyes. Right. Um, let's see here. Number seven. That's each a clip, district, by the way. No, that's excellent. <sighs> number, <laughs> number seven. Each school district shall adopt procedures for a parent to notify the principal 
or his or her designee regarding concerns under his under this paragraph at his or her student's school and the process for resolving these concerns within seven calendar days after notification by the parent. So if there is a concern about any of these things, the school needs to not only notify, but also have a resolution figured out within a week. Got to have it figured out. This goes back to the reasonable time frame they were talking about. A, at a minimum, the procedures must require that within 30 days after notification by the parent or the concern remains unresolved, the school district must either resolve the concern or provide a statement of the reasons for not resolving the concern. If they're not going to solve your problem, they have to tell you why. Yeah, or if they can't. Or if they can't. If a concern is not resolved by the school district, a parent may, one, request the commissioner of education to appoint a special magistrate who is a member of the Florida Bar in a good standing and who has at least five years' experience in administrative law. The special magistrate shall determine facts relating to the dispute over the school district per procedure or practice, consider information provided by the school district, and render a recommended decision for resolution to the State Board of Education within 30 days after receipt of the request by the parent. The State Board of Education must approve or reject the recommended decision at its next regularly scheduled meeting that is more than seven that is more than seven calendar days and no more than 30 days after the date the recommended decision is transmitted. The cost of the special magistrate shall be borne by the school district. The State Board of Education shall adopt rules, including forms necessary to implement this subparagraph. So again, a little wordy, but. You know, pretty if straightforward. If you have a dispute that isn't going to be resolved by the school for whatever reason, you have the right to request the commissioner of education to appoint a special magistrate, and they're going to handle that again within very quick. If they need to start work on it within seven days and have a decision to you within 30 days. And to just kind of game it out a little bit, I can, I can foresee the argument that a parent gets into a bind like this, the school says they can't resolve it, the time runs out, all of a sudden a special magistrate must be appointed. And now the plaintiff, I guess you'd call it in this in this case, would be would be complaining that the the person who's going to hire essentially the judge of the case, this special magistrate, is going to be the person you have a grievance with. I can I can see that being a problem in the future. But at the same time, these people don't come cheap, and I'd rather have the government on the dole to pay for that special magistrate than the the child's parent. Because parents shouldn't have to pay to have an to have a grievance with a school like that, but given the way this is worded, I could see in the future somebody might have a problem with that. But I can understand f the state of Florida's reasoning for wanting to provide that as a school district to provide that special magistrate to handle that that situation. Because if you're government, what are you supposed to do? You can't tell a homeowner that or not a homeowner a a, a parent that has a problem with the way. You run the school district or whatever it is. You can't expect the parent to pay for a special magistrate to tell you you're doing it wrong. You, as the government, have to put that money up yourself. So I can see some conflict of interest problems if it were to be a problem in the future, legally. But then again, I'm not. I'm also not a lawyer. Right. But that's also why I think they talk about the Florida Bar Association having that special magistrate. So they have some credentials that are outside the of current, the yeah, the educational department right, right. It's, it's just the the state legal system that, right because the state can't recognize a a professional system like like the legal system or something like that they can't recognize that unless they are state sponsored because otherwise you can't be a, a you know you can't be a lawyer unless you get the state bar to pass off on your you being a lawyer so they have to rely back to that so i the circular problem with government but anyways 
Um, number two, bring an action against the school district to obtain a declaratory judgment that the school district procedure or practice okay, violates this paragraph and seek injunctive relief. A court may award damages and shall reward reasonable attorney fees and court costs to a parent who receives declaratory or injunctive relief. Each school district shall adopt policies to notify parent of the procedures required under the subparagraph. It means they have to send out a form telling everyone this has changed. Nothing contained in the subparagraph shall be construed to abridge or alter rights of this action or remedies in equity already existing under the common law or general law. Section 2, by June 30, 2023, the Department of Education shall review and update as necessary school counseling frameworks and standards, educator practices and professional conduct principles, and any other student services, personnel guidelines, standards, or frameworks in accordance with the requirement of this act. So that just means that once this is patched, I believe that Ron DeSantis already signed this, that by yeah. June 30th, everything needs to be updated. Mm -hmm. It needs to be it going all takes through all of the procedures throughout the school, throughout everything. It's very interesting. I always, I'm always curious about their timelines when it comes to bills and legislation and when it is effective, their effective date, because it's so down the road every time it seems. <clears throat> but anyway, so there it is. That's that is the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Yes. Did you do you recall the word "gay" ever coming up? Not even homosexual. Um, or trans, or no, no, I don't remember any of that stuff coming up because it wasn't there. Um. So the next time you hear somebody talk about don't say gay bill, tell them the name of the bill, the parental rights in education bill, because that's what we're talking about here. <clears throat> so the, 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 so all, all of, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt all the things you've seen, because I saw so many of our friends, people that we know, you know, people are going to die. This stops people from even talking about being gay. LZ Grammar, this stops teachers from discussing any type of LGBTQ plus IA issues. Yeah. No, does not. The only thing that's discussed in here is instruction in curriculum. Instruction yes. is curriculum. That has to do with what is assigned to the students. That is what you're writing, writing out as a... <clears throat> um, as a lesson plan, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah um, lesson plan. So, and the, in the interview with Joe Harding... Um, who is the person who wrote this bill, yeah. right? He wrote the bill. He said the Board of Education will craft the curriculum and decide what they have. Um, he said that I want students to bring things up organically. This doesn't stop teachers from answering questions. They can answer whatever questions they want. Yep. Anything that the student asks, that's not, that's not instruction. Instruction is curriculum. That is what you have planned to teach. Mm -hmm. you, you don't have to say, oh, I can't answer that. I can't say anything about that. There's nothing in here that says that. LZ Granderson, the the trans activist who was interviewed, right, said... I'm, I'm really curious before you say the line. I have like three guesses as to what that line might be. Because I, there was a few of them that I think he was going to bring up. Because you're about to bring up an example right. of that he made. Says this stops teachers from discussing it directly or indirectly. Oh yeah, yeah. This says um, this isn't about harassment. This is about saying the Secretary of Transportation has a husband. Damn it! I was gonna go with the Santa Claus, the, the oh, Mr. The and Mrs. Claus. Claus. Yeah, that he was. Said, then he, he said, said, all of a sudden you're you're talking about sexual identity yeah. at that point because you said Mr. and Mrs. Claus. He says if he says I think most people recognize that even yep. if you say Mr. and Mrs. Claus, you're discussing sexual orientation yeah pete Buttigieg was like my number two choice yep. in that one yep he says <laughs> lz granderson right and isn't called on it there's no correction uh -uh. there's no anything 
He's allowed nope. to say this and perpetrate the propaganda yep. and is not called on it, right? He says you can't even reference that Pete Buttigieg has a husband or else the other example that he gave, the ridiculous example is if a student says, I have two dads, another student hears it and yep. goes home and says, Sally, as an example, has two dads. And the parent says, well, how did you know about that? How did you hear about that? What did the teacher say? And then all of a sudden, they're placing a call to the school district and mm -hmm. everything is going on. Yep. That's not real. That's a fabricated scenario. Not only is it extremely hypothetical, it's fabricated. That's not yeah. real. It and wouldn't that, work. That does, mm -hmm. It is not covered under this bill. That's a lie. That is propaganda to spin you against parents having the, the right to decline services and know what is happening in their K through third grade students' lives. We're talking about fucking eight-year-olds. Yes. When you're in the third grade, you are eight and nine years old. What are we talking about? In the third grade, eight and nine years old? Eight and nine. Okay. Eight okay. and nine. I'm still real bad. When you start kindergarten, thing. five and six, yep. first grade, six and seven, okay. second grade, seven and eight, third grade, eight and nine. Okay. That's, that's real young in my mind, isn't it? What are we me. talking about? Yeah. What, what are we talking about? And not even, I don't even want to say real young because that, that's just, that's an old, tired avenue of argument is the, well, these kids aren't old enough to hear this stuff. I don't, I don't like that as an argument because that it, there's no objective reality to what that age is. You know, if this was South Park, you could say 17, like Chef says, at 17, you're ready. That's when it all happens. In reality, it's up to the parent to decide when their child should learn these things. And it's going to be different for every single human being that goes to that school. Because every set of parents or single parent is going to have different opinions on when they should do those things. Or they're going to have different approaches to how they do those things or whatever. It is not in the realm of responsibility for the government to pursue this end of education. I... I hate to say it, but parents as a whole, sexual and gender identification education is not something the government has any has any business being involved in. No. And I, I, again, I question your abilities as a parent to rely to rely on the government to teach your child these incredibly important and incredibly delicate situations. Why would you trust anybody with that other than yourself? Other than yourself. I don't know. You can have the utmost faith in the government and the, the government education system and all this stuff. This is a very personal and individualistic approach that, that's required for something like this. And to, ha to, to think that a school board could develop a curriculum in which this could be taught on a universal level requires requires the ideological framework of of marxist theory which um, is problematic yes Elsie granderson sorry go ahead i was gonna say and that's that's something i don't at that point we've entered into the realm of ideology and by de facto should not be a part of the the education curriculum discussion whatsoever no. If it enters the realm of ideology, it does not belong in a school board meeting. Period. Again, I'm also not 
children are children. They should be able to ask. These are things we're going to bring up, bring up in this next part. So children should be able to ask whatever they want. I am not saying that a, a parent teacher should answer any question that is appropriate for a child at that age. And if yeah. you as a teacher are not able to, I think I said parent, but teachers should be open to answer any question from a student that is appropriate for that age. And as a teacher, if you're unable to discern what is appropriate for a third grader, then I don't want you teaching my fucking kid. Mm -hmm. I want you out of the school, right? If a child asks and you think this is fine for me to answer, then I find it okay for you to answer. And if you as a reasonable adult think your parents should answer this, I should say your parents should answer that, mm -hmm. right? The same thing happened when we were in school when it was about religion, right? Yeah. Our teachers would, would yeah. say, I, well, I can tell you what the school says, and I can tell you what my view is. Yeah. And that's what they would do, which even is questionable then if, when they're expressing their point of view. Yeah. Because, I and I was never in a position where I felt like a teacher was telling me this is what you should think because it was mm -hmm. always presented that the school tells me that this is policy, you know, that all religions are whatever, everyone can identify with whatever they don't. Yeah. I personally am a Catholic, or I personally am a fucking Jew, or whatever, right? They're not like... You had to add fucking in front of Jew, didn't you? I know. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I find that to be relatively appropriate in school. I don't think a third yes. grader would answer would ask a question like that, mm -hmm. and if they do, I don't find it necessarily inappropriate to answer with your religious affiliation. Yeah. Just like... If a student, if you're a fucking trans teacher, and if a student asks you about it, I don't find it necessarily inappropriate to say, listen, I'm a trans person. I don't want to get too far into it because your parents should really talk to you about it, but mm -hmm. identify as this. Whatever you feel comfortable yeah. saying that, again, you think is appropriate, I don't find a problem with that. If you're gay and you say, I have a husband, this is my life, I'm gay, I have a mm -hmm. husband, I don't really want to get too far into it because your parents should talk to you about it. I don't personally have a problem with that because that's who you are. That's Okay, but your line... To what is appropriate and what is not appropriate is different than what some people's is. One hundred percent. That's one hundred percent, and that's the problem. Yes, one hundred percent. Everything you just said, I think, is good and and would that's actually me. make more children more accepting of various sexual and gender identifications than you know some kind of hardcore proselytization or or the opposite of that. Just the fact that a teacher, like if if a child was to ask, teacher, you're different than my mom and dad. What? Why is that? What is that? What's going on? And they just said plainly, like, like there is no issue because there is no issue. Right. I live this. You know, this is how I live. Boom, boom, boom. Factual, objective. This is where we're at. Right. And then your guy's gonna be like, oh, that's interesting. And then they may come home and tell me about it. And then I'm gonna be like, my red flag is to go up. What did your teacher say? Well, nothing. He just told me that he lives blah 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 blah, and then I'm like, oh, right. oh, okay, okay. So, do you understand what that is? Like, no, but that's interesting. Or yes, and then me and him will have me and him or her will have a conversation or whatever it is. But yes, that level of objective information being exchanged at that level, I would have no problem with, and I think it would encourage more and more younger people to to be more accepting of different things, because if they're not being subject to propaganda at that level or in James Lindsay's mind groomed to that level, depending on what you're talking about. I, you know, if you're speaking objectively about what it is that you're doing, odds are you're a fucking school teacher, man. You probably live a pretty decent lifestyle. You know, I'm probably not going to have problems with you. You teach at my school. You live in my community. Right. I'm not going to have a problem with you living whatever lifestyle you have. Well, and if and I might... would be very comfortable with 
somebody that lives a different lifestyle than my own where my child has questions about if you objectively tell them about the things that you do to an appropriate level right i mean let's just bring let's just take sex out of it don't talk about having sexual relations with children it's inappropriate period that's other than that I feel like that's regardless of the age. You shouldn't be talking yes. to a to a senior in high school about no. the sex you have with your partner either. No, and no age regardless is that of the an age. appropriate conversation to have that with any a, student. Yes, that is a that is a right. Government government employees should not be talking about that to my children at all. No and, human being should be talking about that children at all. And you can answer a question about the way that you identify without going into trans ideology. Yes. You don't have to start talking about the spectrum of gender and all of this shit to say, I personally identify, even mm. if you identify as gender fluid, even if that yes. is how you identify, you don't have to go into the ideology of it. That in itself, I find appropriate. And I, I agree with you. That's my view. And that's why and I probably should, educational, by the way, on a personal that's why level, someone of my mindset and parents of my mindset should be at board meetings discussing these yeah. things, making this policy, informing the policy mm-hmm. that their children are going to be educated under. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, I'm sure that some of the TikTok, the TikTok teachers that are coming out to their students on TikTok, yeah. which, is, which is a whole other conversation, super weird, but I'm sure a lot of those teachers are great teachers. And then they're, they're not trying to indoctrinate children right. or anything like that. I'm sure that's, the odds of them being somebody that's proselytizing a the trans ideology, the woke, uh, the Marxist ideology behind critical theory and gender theory and all that stuff. I'm sure the vast majority of people that are trans educators are not doing that to the children. They're just being open about who they are as human beings. Right. I bet that is the vast majority of cases. Right. And to assume that the opposite is taking place, I think seems ignorant on both sides of this conversation. Right. You know, I just don't think people generally act like that, man. No. Except for on the internet because people are really fucking stupid on the internet and they say dumb shit. Right. But, um, and I want, so I want to address some of the, some of the concerns, right? Some of the points here. Um, so one of the things is, will the average person read that document, understand the content? Lenny said, about the bill well we just went through it um i think the average person can read it and understand it absolutely i think so it takes it would take time very informative show have to get going i'll tune in for the next program thank you very much thanks lenny Lenny. watch this no i think i it could take time yeah right but i think that you could you definitely could could seven pages you can digest it yeah there's a lot of things that um reading through government speak on its own is a challenge but right it's it's you do it a few times you you read this thing two or three times, you'll understand the gist of it. And, Lenny, um, to your point, one of the sections of this bill was that all of this needs to be explained in, in like, a newsletter, an informative mm-hmm. flyer. That doesn't say those things. Those are just the words that I'm coming up with. Some type of newsletter to tell the parents what the new policy is. Yeah. The school districts have to write one out and send it to the parents yeah. to let them know what the changes are going to be. So even if you don't read this bill, yeah. the letter has to obviously be in line with what the bill is because the Board of Education is is crafting it and sending it out yep. so it the i mean you as a student where you were told at some point like to to hey here's a handout for your parents you need to bring this yes. home to your parents tonight yes. yeah you know I'm, yeah I, and it i would remember be, stuff like that and that's that's what's going to happen that will break down what this is and i would mm-hmm. imagine especially coming out of florida it won't be ideological in nature that newsletter or that flyer it will be informative yeah. in nature of this is the new policy 
This is what it says. Probably mm-hmm. similar to the shit that we saw around the COVID policy and camps and stuff like that. Like a newsletter that's like, this is what the media is saying. And this is what the reality is. It would yeah. probably look a lot like that. Yeah. Um, is what I would imagine. So I want to address some of the concerns that were brought up. Some of the concerns that are brought up about this bill. LZ Grammer. Um, this was... Brad Milkey, when just discussing this with LZ Manor, poorly misrepresented the claims by Joe Harding and about teachers and indoctrination and about course materials that are being introduced. Brad Milkey said, oh, well, you know, Joe Harding laid out this whole scenario that said this was really about renegade kindergarten teachers that are trying to express their ideology. Joe Harding never said anything like that. He nope. said, we have districts that are using something the example he gave is the genderbred person for kids as young as third grade. Yep. Right? Okay. One of the things I sent you is the genderbred person. We have seen this in multiple locations. This is a real document. Children are actually being used. This is really being used in multiple locations. You can see on this form, it's in multiple languages, right? There are different versions of it. All of them at the top of the corner, it says that it's from, it's pronounced metrosexual.com. And I was like, that sounds really silly, right? So the genderbred person... <laughs> We can't. Well, oh no! I followed the pathway. I followed the pathway oh, because no. we're going to go through all of it. Okay. So, genderbred person. This just breaks down. This breaks down transgender and woke ide- or gender and trans ideology. Right at the top, your brain is your gender identity. That's woman, gender queer, and man. Woman on the left side, gender queer in the middle, man on the right side. Gender identity is how you, in your head, think about yourself. It's the chemistry that composes you, e.g., hormone levels, and how you interpret what that means. That's not science. Gender expression. Right, this has to do with your outside. This is the outside line, feminine to the left, androgynous in the middle, masculine to the right. Gender expression is how you demonstrate your gender based on traditional gender roles. What about what are I thought those I thought those are socially constructed. They are. I thought they didn't matter. Oh no. Oh wait. Okay. We can't make a rule that say something that we don't agree with. Through the ways that you act, dress, behave, and interact. Who is to define what a traditional gender role is? Fuck you. You're their teacher. Biological sex. (laughs) This is your private parts. Right. As you can see. There's a male symbol, a female symbol, then to the left, it's like a, it's both of them put together. Mm-hmm. Biological sex, female, intersex, male. Biological sex refers to the objectively measurable organs, hormones, and chromosomes. Female equals vagina, ovaries, XS chromosome. Male equals penis, testes, XY chromosome. Intersex equals a combination of the two, which is not, I'm not a doctor, but generally to my understanding, that's not a lifestyle or a condition you can uphold. You kind of have to choose one or the other at sex or at birth, right? Well, um, and, you, and then... At birth, you don't choose. It just is. Well, I mean, like, if you're born with two different pairs of, of sex organs, yes. you, you don't get to keep both, generally. You, you choose one or the other. Oh, I've never I have never heard of that. my understanding. That's my understanding. And I'm going to have to give that to you because I I don't know that much about birth That's and how that whole process works. I could be incorrect. I leave that open for that. That's my understanding. But right? I also understand that there are people that are born with Yes. Not just an XY or yes. an XX. I know that yes. there is a thing as asexual or yes. or uh, intersex. intersex. I know there is a thing called yes. that. Just like, and we'll get into this when we talk about the trans Texas bill, just like gender dysmorphia mm-hmm. is real. Yeah. That is a real thing. People and children do experience and suffer from that. As mm-hmm. young as one, two years old, it starts to express itself. If you do have gender dysmorphia, that is a real thing. That exists, right? Yep. The bottom section here, sexual orientation, heterosexual on the left, bisexual homosexual on the right sexual orientation is who you are physically spiritually and emotionally attracted to based on their sex gender and relation into your own okay so this is the document that is being used for children um what do you say as young as in third grade i believe is what he said um reproduction 
So gingerbread person in multiple districts. So I, don't, I didn't have the agent here, but you can see it's also, Colin, if you scroll a little bit, it's in multiple languages. There is one in French, there's one in German. This is being used around the globe. Interesting. Right? If you scroll down, you'll eventually start to see some that are don't, not that far. You don't have to go that far. Whoa. You just have to look at the words at the top. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're all really small when yep. you go through them. So there's ginger. Right ginger there, right bread. above. Um, let's go down one row. Down one row. And over three. One, two, three. three. Oh, there it is. There That's it is. In French. So we found the France. It's in multiple languages. Again, it says it's from it's pronounced metrosexual.com. So if we go to this website, I also sent you this link. Metrosexual.com. It's, it's pronounced metrosexual.com. It's pronounced metrosexual. Yes, it's pronounced metrosexual is your free online resource for learning and teaching about gender, sexuality, social justice created by Sam Killerman. Who the fuck is Sam Killerman? I also sent you that link. Yeah, I was going to say, who is I'm Sam SK, Killerman? I'm SK, an activist, artist, author, person. I create art tools and resources for global justice. My life's work is websites, book, curriculum, edugraphs, comics, courses, keynotes, and comedy shows that I use to tell a story about a world where everyone is healthy, understood, educated, and safe. Sounds utopian to me. Social justice minus dogma. Okay, this is the what? person. Well, you know, there's a picture of him being sponsored by a TED. So, the TED Talk folks that's, that's this is that real. sounds familiar lz grammar said this doesn't exist i've just shown you in five minutes that this is real <laughs> i've just shown you in five minutes that this is real this exists wow it is being used in multiple states this exists hey abc aye. news is actively spreading propaganda about these bills and they don't care the very next thing after this after person. after this interview with LZ Grammer, the very next thing was an ad for his show. Really? He's an ABC News contributor. So he's going to be super objective, right? Of course. He doesn't have any stake in this at all. LZ what? LZ, LZ, uh, LZ Granderson. I was going to say, let's just pull it up real quick. Yep, LZ Granderson. And in the ad for his show, um, in the ad for his show, Don Lemon was being interviewed. He's the an Los ABC Angeles News Times. contributor. Yep. They played an up his ad for his show after they interviewed him. Oh, bro. Let's okay, hear so everybody, you look at the thing. It says the letter L, the letter Z. And then I pull up his Wikipedia, and it's fucking spelled out L-Z, E-L-Z-I-E, L-E-E, Zil, okay. Right. L-Z Lee, and then, quote, L-Z granderson lz lee granderson is his name that is i mean i'm not gonna lie that's kind of a dope name your name is lz but it's actually spelled out phonetically anyways uh the american journalist and former actor who oh shit we're gonna have to imdb him after this uh, -oh. uh sorry buddy i'll do it <laughs> is an american journalist and former actor he is currently a senior writer and columnist for espn the magazine a co-host of sports nation on espn Afternoon co-host of ESPN LA 710. Is 710 just the AM station for sports everywhere? Maybe. Okay. Anyways, and a columnist for CNN, Granderson. <laughs> Bro, you're sports, but you also work for CNN. That tells a lot. Uh, Granderson was named the Los Angeles Times Sports and Culture columnist uh, in January 2019. Granderson is a former writer for ESPN.com, page two. And he has contributed to Channel Sports Center, Outside the Lines, Around the Hom, 
and ESPN's first take. The commentates for ESPN's coverage of the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament. He has also hosted the website ESPN 360 talk show Game Night. Uh, Granderson has appeared as a color commentator for CBS Sports during the coverage of World Team Tennis. So what network, again, is start here? ABC, right? So then down there at the bottom, Granson is a former fellow of the Institute of Politics at the University of Chicago and the Hetchenegger Institute of Columbia University, as well as a columnist for ABC News. So he's not just a contributor. He's a columnist for ABC News. For ESPN, which is also owned by Disney, ABC is also owned by Disney. Oh, so all he's all of these things. So he's a he's, Disney shill. He's a Disney shill. Yes. These things on his IMDb. Elsie wow. Granderson titles. Um Elsie Granderson being a black man, gay man, progress in sports world and athlete activism. Elsie Granderson, the myth of the gay agenda. That's his TED talk. Um Oh, so he's like not in movies and things. He it's just he is he, it looks like he was like documentaries in, and things. Um Zebrahead in nineteen ninety two and And that's a movie movie? I guess. <laughs> oh, close. LZ Granderson, if this the person that we're thinking of, um, to stir with love too, and Zebrahead. He's in Larry, or he's a Larry, and in to stir with love too, he plays Arch Carothers. Interesting. So self, he has twenty one self credits. Tamron Hall TV series this week. TV series. Good yeah. morning, America. Three. What you need to know. Good morning, America. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. The issue is the year 2020. Good Morning America mm-hmm. 2020. CNN News, Newsday, Spider-Man Far From Home, live credit, world premiere. This weekend. Whoa, he was Spider-Man Far From Home, huh? Red Carpet World Premiere. Oh, so he was at the TV special. Yes. Word. Okay. Yeah, Marvel yeah, yeah, yeah. Studios Avengers Endgame Live Red Carpet World Premiere. <laughs> Alone in the Game documentary. Sports Nation. Mike and Mike TV series. DAZ and Boxing. The Nightly Show with Larry Wilmore. The Wendy Williams Show and Crossfire. Isn't that funny that when you when you think about it, like you have to have these, you have to belong to these certain groups to have your appearances on things like the Wendy Williams show show up on IMDb when you go in there. I don't know if it's SAG or what the deal is, but like you have to have some kind of affiliation to something to show up as an accredited person on all these individual like daytime talk shows and shit like that. Strange. So anyway, he makes the rounds for sure. He's an activist. Oh, Carolyn isn't jet. And when someone is born. One cannot choose for themselves because they are babies. So it is up to what the parents want to choose for the baby. Amen. And that, yeah, and at that point, this, the, then you're dealing with the parent's decision. And so that must go back to that conversation we were having earlier about, like, the, the choice yes. at birth, which, again, like, I'm unfamiliar with. But. Yes. Um, and that's, a, that's as far as, like, your sexual organs, like, your actual yeah. physical sexual organs is what I'm referring to. Yeah. Um, the I don't know about the chromosomes and stuff like that. I just I'm just speaking specifically like if you have mm-hmm. a vagina and like also a micro penis and not like a large clitoris or something, then mm-hmm. it is not uncommon. To my understanding, again, to have one of them or mm-hmm. the penis. And I'm also kind removed. of moved. Wondering like soonish, I would imagine at this point, like CRISPR is a thing we know exists. Yes. They made they made the 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 the, the AIDS, AIDS immune baby. baby. Yeah, AIDS they made immune the AIDS. baby. Yeah. I forgot all about that. They did yeah, that in China. I mean, 
I'm not saying that it's not possible now. Maybe it is possible now. Probably. And it's just one of those things only in, like, the Ukrainian uh, chemical Excuse biological me. research facilities. <laughs> right. You know, maybe in, like, certain labs or whatever. But, like, if it exists and if it's possible, like, couldn't that be something that people could eventually, like, choose for themselves? Is At some point, we're going to be there sooner rather than later. I mean, the technology yes. already exists. It's just not necessarily implemented at this point. So... Like, really, is this a whole argument kind of just moot? Gonna, is, is it going to be moot in, like, 20 years when you could just pick whatever you want? If you want to have a child that looks like a foxkin, maybe oh, you'll be know. able to do that. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, I just have one more point that I want to hit on this, and then we can move on to the Texas trans bill. Oh, yes, um, yes indeed. I'm not inherently against this bill. Protecting the rights of parents and limiting the influence of tax-funded government organizations actually is the job of government. And it disturbs me that any government felt that this is necessary and the apathy of parents in our country have led us here. And makes sense when you put it in those terms. Do you have anything else that you want to say about this particular bill? No. Okay. Um, I'm so very we, interested to learn about the proper Texas yeah, bill. I'm so sorry. I was looking up um, Texas House Bill 25. Yeah, no, that's my it's bad. about trans, um, transports well, and stuff. So it's, it's a, ostensibly... In a similar vein of argument. I'll send this is a Washington Post article that actually um, it's just a good it's a good tee just up good, for it. Just a good uh, article. Because it's pretty straightforward. Um, and I oh, I gotta bring up the You gotta bring it up. Whatever it is. Yeah, no, that's my bad. Um, oh the Washington Post. The good old yes. democracy dies in darkness, huh? Texas History. isn't the only state denying essential medical care to trans youths. Here's what's going on. And from the layman, I'm just going to go, I'll just go ahead and pontificate off the headline alone while you're doing what you're doing. Yes. So this tells me, so in Texas, they're denying like essential medical care for trans people, for trans kids, trans youths. So that tells me that from that headline, uh, that the state of Texas is telling trans kids they can't have medical care. So what we're going to do is I'm going to read first part of this and then we're going to read greg abbott's letter okay and then we're going to read the attorney general's opinion and we're going to kind of go from there okay Okay. um so let's see here okay last month this is from the washington post um the date on the article is march 10th so this was nine days ago um Last month, Governor Greg Abbott, Republican, issued a letter to Texas state health agencies announcing that delivering gender-affirming medical treatments to transgender youth constitutes child abuse. Pause button. What does that mean? Uh, Gender-affirming medical treatments. Yes. Um, So that is anything from uh, colloquially known puberty-blocking drugs uh, to sex change procedures. Um, whether that is like top surgeries, double mastectomies, bottom surgeries, things like that, all of these things would be considered gender affirming medical sir. treatments. Okay. Right? So I actually have an article here that I pulled. Just because I, I understand that the nomenclature that these people use is so deeply. Yes. We're talking layers of doublespeak on top of layers of doublespeak. Yeah, and so the article they have embedded there is from a Columbia University Department of Psychiatry, and it is gender-affirming care saves lives. Oh. Um, and again, I don't... I have the power. I guess I want to say before this, I don't dispute any of this, right? Right. There, and that's why I was talking about gender dysmorphia earlier. People do have gender dysmorphia, uh-huh. and those people who do have gender dysmorphia can can 
benefit from both puberty blocking drugs and from sexual reassignment surgery. Yep. 100%. Right? 100%. So the grand truth the talking point again that like these don't help anybody that's dumb that's stupid so um, i guess I'll, I'll play my frag right before just was saying that i don't agree with this bill completely outlawing these these medical procedures is a fucking dumb idea because yeah. it says that no one benefits from them, which is stupid yeah. that's a dumb thing i also don't think that most people benefit from them but that's not to say that people don't yep. so the idea that parents should have their rights and abilities to care for their children stripped from them by the state is fucking ridiculous Fuck Greg Abbott. Fuck this law. This is ridiculous. Yes. If I... For the libertarians out there, this is a... Yes. Get the government away from my children's yes. like situation. Keep... The, no say in whether or not you should allow your children to have gender affirmation surgery. Right. Or care. Or care. And the idea that any parent who is caring and working actively with their child and also fuck i wrote something down about this right um i do not agree with this bill while the jury is still out on a lot of this stuff around the procedures and the pills and stuff like that the government has no right to interfere with the informed consent of a parent and child under the good faith care of a well-informed and honest doctor and psychiatrist fuck you yeah the issue comes in when you have a doctor who is scared to do their job, unwilling to do their job, and no psychiatrist is required, mm -hmm. doctors are doing things without any psych psychological diagnosis at all, this is when the issue comes into play. Yeah. If there is active and informed cooperation and consent between all four parties, the parent, the child, a psychiatrist, and a doctor, there is no problem here. Yeah. Doctors should not be implementing these without the express diagnosis from a psychiatrist of gender dysmorphia right that's a horrible fucking idea if a mental health professional has not diagnosed your child with gender dysmorphia you should not be giving them these drugs mm -hmm. you should not be doing these procedures that is a terrible fucking idea terrible idea you look like perfectly evil in that sorry i was watching the audio levels because yeah. you were getting passionate and you uh, you got a good look right there and i don't disagree with you because i this reminds me of the, the old conversations we used to have around plastic surgery with yes. with other forms of body dysmorphia, with saying, like, I'm not happy unless I have my nose this way, or I'm not happy unless I have my chest this way, yes. or my chin this way. Yes. That's what the conversations we were having when I was growing up, and now it's morphed into something that is drastically more right. impactful. And but sometimes that does solve the issue. Exactly. Sometimes it does. Sometimes, sometimes it, does. it does not. Sometimes yeah. it makes it fucking way worse. Yeah. Right? And I don't want the government to give me, you must have this person sign off, you must have this person sign off, you must have this person sign off, and then you're good to go to do this thing. I don't want the government involved in this thing. And if there is zero government involvement in it, I feel like the doctor that I'm going to will be less pressured to to fall in, in, in line with some form of ideology, and they yes. won't have any regulations coming from the government telling them which way to go the psychiatrist will be much more apt to tell me their honest educated opinion on what is going on and their diagnosis to what's going on the surgeon this all the way down the line versus once you add government infringement and government informativity or whatever it is you want to call it into the situation now all of these individual people have pressures on them to bias their decision one way or the other right um, so this article here from Columbia Psychiatry, right? This is it's very legitimate. It's from fucking Columbia University, right? Um, Under state law, research demonstrates that gender affirming care, medical and psychological health care, designed to affirm individuals' gender identities, greatly improves the mental health and overall well being of gender diverse, transgender, and non-binary children and adolescents. No shit. 
Yeah. No fucking shit, right? Of course. That's stupid to think any, anything else. That's stupid. Yeah. If you have a child who does have gender dysmorphia, helping them conform to the gender that they believe that they involve in, of course, is going to help them lead a happier life. No fucking shit. Mm-hmm. No fucking shit. It seems about right. Anybody, and then there's an argument, Stephen Crowder uses it all the time, right? Transgender people, statistically, transgender people who transition still have higher on average suicides rates than the general population, mm-hmm. right? It's often twisted a little bit by conservatives. It's like, oh, it doesn't even make a difference because they still have high suicide rates. Yes, right? There is a difference in the suicide rate. It is not unreasonable to fucking logically logically arrive at the conclusion people with mental health issues that's not denigrative that's not anything Mm -mm. you have generous morphia it's mental health just like depression anxiety and that shit have a higher level of mental health issues they have a higher level of subsequent mental health issues like anxiety depression suicide ideation no shit. Mm-hmm. No shit. Yeah. Just because... kind of seems you, like it makes sense. And just because you're working on care to... I don't want to... To appease your gender dysmorphia, right? And that's not denigrative. That's just the words that I'm using at this time, right? I don't... Appease seems like the right thing to do. If that's what you're doing, it doesn't surprise me. You will still have some fucking mental health issues along the way. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. It does not surprise me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that that's a weird... Because I wouldn't say that it does the trick, because mm-hmm. a lot of times it doesn't. Benjamin A. Boyce has an entire series of detransitioners on his fucking YouTube. A Yo. whole series yep. just about yep. detransitioning. It's not always the solution, right? And I have some some charts here that go over the difference in the rates that children, youth specifically, are identifying as transgender compared to the rest of the population. That doesn't make any sense. There's no reason that just youth would be identifying at trans at higher rates than every other age group. That doesn't make any sense. In reality, no. Right. But and when you that's take what we're into account, yeah. here is what we're dealing yes. with is reality. Yes. And that's where we're destroying Not narratives. Not externalities. No, we're destroying narratives. Yep. That doesn't make any sense. Logically, and I'll, I'll bring them up and I'll send them to you. Um, LGBT populations. I'm so see. in love how my Google's going to be after this. Um, let's Google search see. history. Okay. My okay. And this change. one is LGBT. It's, it's difficult sometimes to decipher because the polls are usually grouped into lgbt populations and so you can't really decipher if someone is identifying as gay or trans they're identifying as lgbt right so lgbtq yeah nope no just lb this is a gallup poll it says lgbt so um what this says i even have one for trans youth Oh, I, I don't know if I've ever been to the Gallup website. This is, this is website. interesting. Yes. So this is uh, in U.S. Estimate, estimate of LGBT population rise to four point to 4.5%. Okay, okay. And if you scroll down a little bit more, scroll down a little bit more. Little bit there's more. that it. Right oh, there. there we go. So that. Millennials. Yes. Gen that shows Xers, you the different age groups. Traditionalists. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, 1913 can, to 1945. They're all dead. You can see the disparity in that there. That doesn't make any sense. That's a big that disparity. That it would just all of a sudden jump, right? It, even social acceptance, all this stuff doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense because you can follow the rates oh, at which Gen people Xers. identified as homosexual. Wait a minute. This is only follow... from 2012. Okay. Okay. I'd be very interested to see the difference before 2012 as well. Yes. Because... 
youth population in the United States. Whoa. Okay, there's total U.S. LGBT, 1,999,94,000. LGB, okay, and then it breaks Go it down. Go down to the very down, bottom. Breaks it down. Okay. okay. Wyoming. Oh, here we go. Very bottom. Oh, oh, Wyoming. Where are we at? The very, very bottom. It says, sorry, I was looking at a different. Um, <laughs> Am I on a different website? No, 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 no. no. I was getting there. I was, I'm getting the next document ready. Okay. At the very bottom, it says this estimate represents 9.5% of the population of youth ages 13 to 17 oh, in the United is. States, right? This is LGBT youth populations in the United States, September 2020. The estimate represents 9.5% of the population of youth. We just looked what? at the other one, yeah. right? 5.4%. Right there. Okay. We 5. just 4. saw it. 4.5? 4.5. And I actually have a different one that I'll send you. And 9.5. So there's is, a difference of 5%. I think this is actually a newer poll from Gallup. So that's my bad. This one says 5.6, right? So even that, the population broadly identifies as LGBT at 5.6%. But we have this youth one that shows that it's 9.5. There's obviously a disparity here, right? Yes. There's obviously an issue issue in the very general, vague sense that if you... Um, I opened one and still have beer oh, here. So I've been you. talking. Um, so do you go for it? Um, it shows an obvious disparity. Obviously, some of these children, as children, the youth are identifying as trans, and when they become adults, they find out that they're not. It's very mm. common for people who are identify as trans as youth to grow up and find out they're actually just gay. And that's not like, oh, you're really just gay, but there's a difference, or right? There's a difference in ideology. There is a yeah. difference. There was right? a, and I don't want to equate this, right? But like, there was a, a time in my life where. I, I played with, I played with Barbies as a child. Sometimes, you know, I played house and shit. And I had a Ken doll and I had a bunch of Barbies and shit because we had a daycare and those were the toys I had around and it was nice. And I had a good time with that shit. Like there's, I didn't have that I can recall any anything that that translated into gender dysphoria or anything like that. But I'm just saying, like children can do, they can go through phases. They can they could do things like that where they're not necessarily. They might be, you know. In the youth category, they might contribute to that 9.5%. But then as they grow older and then they, they grow out of whatever phase they're going in, they kind of settle into whatever um, sexual and gender identification lane they end up in long term. And they kind of settle into that. And then that's where they're at. I think trying to measure the differences in youth is very strange to me because children go through a lot of strange phases all the time about every aspect of things. There's right. there's phases of where child thinks sometimes they're superheroes or you know, weird shit, man. Kids are fucking weird. Dax human tells me young humans that he are has weird. A giant blueberry. He tells me regularly he has a giant blueberry. Word. So is is, is that his transhumanist my, phase? My no, point, he's just being a kid. My point to underline what you are saying is because this is happening, because we know and we can see just based off of this simple data that there is a disparity in the idea. You don't want to do this one yet. You want to oh, go yeah. with the first one yet. The gender gp.com slash puberty blockers. Do that one first. Um, <laughs> we can see in this simple disparity, right, that because children are unsure, because they're going through phases, whatever you want to attribute it to, right, mm -hmm. we should not be providing them with drugs or surgeries that could and do permanently alter things about them right this the, is based off of this article here um World? no this is nope um are we, this still are we still back this, on this is gendergp.com slash puberty blockers 
right? Oh. I sent you three articles yeah, just you, now. Yeah, you sent me third, and I went to the yep. second. There we go. So this is the first one. <laughs> there right? we nope. go. I am, I'm sending you a lot of shit. There is nothing wrong this with this. This is good. we got a solid feed going this on This is there. probably the most articles we've run with on one day. But yes. this is the easiest way to just fucking blow this shit apart in about five seconds, right? So we just saw the disparity. We just saw that on an average, based off of this, 4% of these youth that are identifying as LGBT are not actually going to be identifying as LGBT when they're It was adults, five. Right? It was five. Right. So 5%, 4%, however you want to round it, some half of those kids aren't actually going to identify as LGBT when they get older. Yep. So we should not be giving them surgeries, definitely. You should not be. Children cannot sexually consent. They should not be able to consent, nor should your parents be consenting for you to permanently altering surgeries. If you're under 18, your parents should not be okaying for you to remove your breasts. It seems like a Even bad if, idea, man. I don't man. care if you are meeting all four of those things where your yeah. parent, your student, your child, your doctor, and your psychiatrist are like, yeah, definitely gender dysmorphia. Wait till you're 18. Make that decision Word. for yourself. I am not you. I should not be making that decision for you. I am no. not you. I am not you. No. You need to wait until you are an adult. I will tell you every day until then, I support you a thousand percent. I don't want to make this decision for you. Even if you, as a child, are telling me you cannot sexually consent, I do not want to do this. If yeah. your child doesn't understand, I I understand that. That's a difficult place as a parent. I'm telling you, I'm telling everyone here, America, as a parent, if Dax told me and his psychologist told me and his doctor told me there is no doubt he has gender dysmorphia, I would tell him, I want you to wait until you are 18 for you to make this decision because I, as your parent cannot ask you to consent to this if you cannot sexually consent to interaction with another adult so i don't want to do that and isn't that doesn't that speak to how personal you think that decision is the fact that you as a parent are not willing to make that call for your child until he is legally old enough to make that decision man i don't want to do that because and I can understand where that comes from because obviously when you are, when you think about your parents do you, and, and as an adult, not like when you turn 18, but when you're like 30, 35 years old, when you look back on the decisions your parents made for you as an adult, is that something that you as a parent want to, to settle your child with for, for life? Or should exactly. you in the grand scheme of life, man, if you live a full, long life, 18 years ain't that much. You can wait. Life is a fucked up situation and there's struggle and I don't care about the pain involved and all this confusion and whatever. You can make all the heartbreaking arguments that you want to me. But I'm telling you right now that generally speaking, it's 18 years, 18% of your life. I don't want to make that call for you. You have way more life to live in your own hands than you do under my legal hands as a parent where I lose I lose control over your life at 18. Right. After that, it's up to you. You might live to 100 plus years old. I don't want to make it a decision that is so impactful on your own life until I want you to suffer until you're 18 so you can make that decision for yourself because it's a lifelong decision. I only have you till I'm 18. And that's why it's so important that schools are not helping kids make these decisions. Yes. And that children who are under 18 are not allowed to make these decisions. I that's listen a, to We were making arguments. With, we were making arguments on a parental level. Yeah. Right. And now all of a sudden we have to we have to remember we're changing reference now right. to now this is not in the way you would handle things as a parent. This is how you're handling things 
as a government. So the impact is on an exponential level. And in Oregon, the age to consent for transitioning and medical decisions is under 18. I believe it's 15 years old. So if you're 15 years old, you can work with your doctor to begin the transition process without your parents' consent. That's a fucking mistake. That's that is a terrible goddamn idea. We've just, I've just shown you, we've just shown you in 10 minutes, half of those kids are not going to identify as trans when they get older. And that's not, it's not because they're fucking stupid. It's yep. because they're fucking children. They don't know. Well, yeah. And when you change it to talking about percentages of the population, like four and a half percent versus 9.5%, you're not, no, half, roughly half roughly, of the yeah. people. Half. That's a fuck ton. If if we are trying to say, you know, realistically, as a journalist, you're trying to show that like 4.5%, you're trying to write this article and you're going to write this headline that it's very impactful. It's a big percentage of, of yeah. youth. It's a massive percentage. We're almost 10% at this point. And now, as a journalist, again, you're going to say, like, I can't say half. I have to say, like, okay, the difference is, you know, it's 4%. It's whatever. That's fucking half, man. That's, That's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to be gambling with. Yes. Again, I'm not a parent, but I, man, you gotta be, you gotta be right with your Jesus in this situation. If you're gonna make that call for your child, that, or allow them to make that call for themselves at 15 years old, right? That's, and you know, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. Obviously, people should do what they think is right. But man, there's there's a lot on the line there. Right. And there's obviously something like sort of there's obviously something going on here, whether mm -hmm. it is social and emotional, like Abigail Schreier says, right? She yeah. wrote that book that's specifically about young girls in high school. And her deal is like these are the same girls that, you know, would be anorexic or would have issues with cutting or whatever. Like this is a psychological issue on this front. And it happens to be that there's an ideology that's lining up with it that pushes them in that direction, right? Um, or like James Lindsay says it is, that it's a political and cultural deal. Right. Yes. And that tends to be what I lean more towards. Right. And we'll get into that a little bit more, but I just wanted to lay that out there. So puberty blockers, right. Um, are not completely reversible. That is one of the things that is about that. No, it's completely reversible. You can start taking them and stop taking them anytime. And it doesn't make any difference. Mm -hmm. That's not true for a long time. That, so that's, so that's the first article that I sent you, right. Is puberty blockers, uh, the real side effects it's called. And this is the one that's, um, GenderGP.com slash puberty blockers. It's nope, uh, one over. There it is. That one right there. Okay. Boom. This is from GenderGroup.com slash puberty blockers side effects pros cons. And it says puberty blockers, the real side effects. Some people have claimed that puberty blockers are experimental or unsafe treatment or that puberty blocker side effects are severe, but this is not the case. The efficacy of puberty blockers in adolescents with gender dysphoria is adequately evidence, evidenced and no more experimental than other areas of science pediatric medical care okay we've talked about this of course they're going to help children who have gender dysmorphia that's yeah. not the fucking question here yeah, we're, we're not talking, talking about that who don't have gender dysmorphia that are still being given these drugs because they're being given to them by a doctor who isn't requiring psychological sign-off and let's add a caveat slightly to that and say diagnosed with yes as in a because you can't say diagnosed if you were a doctor i am diagnosing this child with gender dysmorphia is a thing other than parents going on to WebMD or whatever it is and saying, oh, my child has gender dysmorphia. There's a, there is a categorical difference here. Right. And we are talking about the legitimately 
the valid version of that, the credentialed professional diagnosing somebody with. And it's extremely important, this, this next section, right? GNRH analogs the medical name for puberty blockers are just blockers. They've been used to manage precocious puberty in children for many years and prevent pub- pubertal development in transgender children for many years. Puberty blockers are not necessary in pre-pubertal children. Many young children are naturally inclined to explore their gender identity, and this does not require medical intervention. Blockers are not prescribed to anyone unless... This is very important. They have a history of discomfort with their assigned sex at birth. They wish to prevent pubertal developments. They do not align with their gender identity. These feelings are worsened by the onset of puberty. Nowhere in there does it say a diagnosis of gender dysphoria. No. Nowhere. We're very subjective right now. Nowhere. And we're asking a child to make this call, right? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yep. So they can't drink alcohol. They can't drink alcohol, but they can change their sex or their gender. Yep. Okay. Puberty blockers, side effects. Some people are concerned about side effects of puberty blockers. You scroll down a little bit. Um, just so you know where I was at, I scrolled. Wrong mouse. Yeah. Um, some people are concerned about the side effects of puberty blockers. Go. The main areas of concern most widely referenced are that blockers impact bone density and fertility and that they promote a potentially increased chance of further medical transition. You hear bone density conversation a lot in, like, the UFC and the yes. fighting sport realm. Limited studies have suggested that where bone density is impacted in young people using blockers, it is due to the absence of hormones rather than the result of the blockers. Wait. The absence of hormones <laughs> other than the use of the blockers. We're not what do saying, blockers do? Yes. We're not saying we found the blockers. We're saying we found less. Okay. I see hormones where we're at. are essential for bone health. This supports yeah. the argument that the timely use of gender-affirming hormones in trans youth and not allowing prolonged periods without sex hormones. This is an active area of research. You can read more about bone density here. Okay, so that literally doesn't make any sense at all, right? Yep. Because this aligns with missing hormones, you should block them earlier. Right? They're saying hormones, and they're using it like it's some type of ambiguous term, right? Well, we're talking yeah. about in males testosterone and in females estrogen so if you're a male and they're blocking your testosterone and that's what's leading to the your bone density issues they're saying we should just block it earlier even though that's what's leading to your mm-hmm. bone density issues yep. that literally doesn't make any logical sense they've contradicted themselves in this same yes. paragraph what, the, what they're saying is that we we are not affirming the gender or the the hormone blockers are being found obviously but we're not finding anything in your system that's stopping your bone density from you know becoming like a full at an increased level if you're a biological male we'll put it that way right um you know we're not finding any reason why this would be happening uh, but we also can find positive affirmation of hormone blockers that are right. you know so we're 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 identifying the absence of something and not affirming that there's a there's something we can find that is contributing to your lack of bone density yes it's your bone density is low we don't we don't know why but you're also on hormone blockers but we're not going to talk about that that's what they're saying but we'll go over the study and it says actually the counter to that it says (laughs) that they're fucking wrong so um because it's only a study done on children who have are going through these puberty blockers as compared to their peers that's just, literally how the study is done. So it's, it's compared so... to your peers who aren't on puberty blockers yeah. and the people who are on puberty blockers. The only fucking difference being that you are either having your puberty blocked or you are not. Yeah. The variable here is the fucking puberty blockers, you stupid assholes. I don't I don't understand because the 
puberty blockers are not contributing no. to bone density loss. No. I don't understand no, what you're no, talking no. about. It's the hormones. They just said it's not contributing. Yes. No, no, no. It's the lack of hormones that are caused by the puberty blockers. These are the ones that have medical substantiation. On top of that, mm-hmm. if you go through Abigail Schreier's book, if you go through um, – what the fuck is her name? Uh, Deborah So, I think her name is. If you go through Benjamin Boyce's series on detransitioning, there are no shortage of anecdotal stories of when puberty blockers have had negative side effects ranging from – Mild discomfort to death. Mild discomfort, not to death, but to having to have a hysterectomy because of the cervical, uh, not cervical, because of the ovarian cramping, things like that that's happening there, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah. the uterine cramping, that's what I'm saying. Sorry, the uterine cramping that can be caused by these drugs, right, can be a side effect of these drugs. People have had to have hysterectomies. So if you're not really trans and you're going through this and then you have a fucking hysterectomy, then you decide... Decide, and that's not denigrative. That's if you then figure out that you aren't actually trans, you're actually a woman. Now you can't even have fucking children. You've been sterilized because you took these drugs because you thought it was mm-hmm. the right thing at the time. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Or if you had the procedure because you were on the drugs and it was so painful, you went in to have the surgery, and now all of a sudden, ten years later, that's you're what going, I'm "Oh fuck." That's what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. And that that is so disturbing people so that's anecdotal there's no science to support that that's fine here's a fucking scientific article this is the next article this is from wng.org right and then i also have the third one i send you is the study that is about that this article is about so we can even go through the fucking study if we want proponents of putting this the headline study effects of puberty blockers can last a lifetime data debunk a common rationale for giving kids transgender treatment this is december 18th 2020 Whoa. Proponents of putting gender-confused children on puberty-blocking drugs have long said there is no harm in pressing pause on their physical development while they take time to consider identity. It is completely reversible, says Stephen Rosenthal, a pediatric endocrinologist at the University of California, San Francisco, in 2016 cover story for UCSF magazine. You can take them off and they resume puberty. But a long-term study by the United Kingdom's leading facility for treating gender dysphoric children found otherwise. Contrary to common beliefs about puberty-blocking drugs, the majority of children who take them do not resume puberty. Isn't that fucking weird? So I love how they they say, here's one doctor that says it doesn't happen, and here's an entire UK, like, institute that says, no, it does happen. Not only in the leading (laughs) facility for treating gender dysphoric children. Yes. Their whole entire job is to make their lives better. Is to like, improve nah, the lives I know of better. gender dysphoric children. That's their whole job. Let's continue. <laughs> In a December two, Foundation Trust, all but one child treated for gender dysphoric with puberty blocking drugs went on to take cross-sex hormones to alter their sex characteristics permanently. The study also showed that children's bone density and normal growth flatlined with puberty blockers as compared to their peers, and participants reported no improvement in their psychological well-being. The findings support a growing body of evidence showing the harm and irreparable damage of experimental medical treatments for children with gender dysphoria. Interesting. Okay. What are we talking about? Ideology versus What, what are we talking about right now? That yep. there's no evidence at all? This is an entire fucking medical study from the leading child gender dysphoric facility in the UK. What are we talking about? They're literally lying to you. They yes. are literally lying to you. This is propaganda that they are spitting to you to... 
try and groom your children and shift you into their ideology. Yes. So they can groom your children. I was going to say, because the argument is into what ends, what evil villain is on the other end of this groom that is that is in receipt of the groomed masses and and really what it is it's it's ideology versus science that's what this is it is ideology and we can only get so far into it because Mm -hmm. neither you or i yet are well enough to break down this ideology the best thing that i can do we can do is recommend that everyone here listen to the groomer school's series of new discourses the james Lindsay podcast in which he does go over marxist readings and explains to you that there is i have a fucking paper here i have i'm gonna go ahead and pull it up on my spotify real quick because yes i do have it there we go take a look everybody you can find new discourses there james is a Lindsay. long and this is from groomer schools too there is a long-running ideological project to groom children out of childhood innocence right. so that they can become politically malleable that is Go so mess. Oh, it. it was right here. Yeah. Oh, you were yeah. showing. Okay. I was showing. And then there's groomer yep. schools. And, yep. then and then recently he did a groomer school three. Yeah. More I recent, didn't know back about in that. December. One, but I got. We're new. Yes. It's okay. So, I don't. I didn't have another hour last night to give to James Lindsay because yeah. this shit is rough. By the way, and just for everybody, so they know what they're getting into if they look at this stuff up. He is literally reading the papers, papers that were written. That pushes, you know, that that back up legislation like this kind of stuff that we've been talking about and all this. Like, this is the actual peer-reviewed article, you know, essays that they are referring to that are developing, that that are being implemented in institutions like schools and that are used, then being translated into your children. They're being used to inform the policy that your children and the curriculum that your children are being educated under. Yes. That's that's what they're doing. And so the teachers are reading yes. these. They're learning from them. They are then implementing those strategies into your children in government-funded schools. Yes. They are actively working to dismantle the innocence of your children to make them tools for the revolution. And that sounds crazy. That sounds fucking crazy. When you and have crazy, there are you? devout and admitted Marxists throughout our university system, right? There's no lie about that. There are articles from our government, from the different intelligence agencies that Marxists have infiltrated our universities. There is no doubt about this. There is no question. This is, this is a coordinated effort to destabilize. This is a coordinated effort to destabilize our society through youth. And it starts here. It can be seen in the outright assault on these bills and laws. From my learning thus far, I believe that this plot to be rooted in Marxism slash communism, and we we have covered before the pros- that the prosperity of that ideology will lead to the death of liberty, individuality, individuality, and potentially millions of people. Um, and I realize just how extreme this sounds, you know. Um, but this has been going on for decades. Yes. Um, this is... Since the 60s. A long-running plot. Um, and I can't... I said I cannot break it down too in-depthly because I don't want to bastardize it. I don't want to fuck it up. No. Um, I, th- I think that in the future, at some point, there will be scholars that spend entire lives, lifetimes researching what is happening. 
and it's stemming essentially from the Bolshevik Revolution um, at the end of World War One, all the way until now. We're experiencing the same. It, we're part of the same flow. This is all still part of the same issue from back then. Right. And so, that being said, there is a a lot, a very difficult to read and comprehend literature set as the foundation of these ideologies that people since like the 50s have been following and pontificating on and um and that writing more and more literature based off of these things it's kind of like philosophy it starts with plato and next thing you know you end up with kant and you got to go six seven eight layers down it's the same deal with this critical theory marxism type stuff involvement in the 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 educational institutions alone just in that aspect of it it goes back for decades and decades and decades and so it takes a long time to become proficient enough in it and right now james Lindsay is one of those people that we we kind of rely on because he has been so engrossed in it his entire life it it is and has been his entire passion his adult life to study this stuff and expose it for what it is. Yeah. Because and so we rely on people like that because he's already spent a lifetime doing it and he's only still scratching the surface. Well, it's, yeah, I, I wouldn't say a lifetime. His background is a, he's a mathematician. That's, that's what he went to school for. Just yeah. His just professional to, adult life in academia. Right. And it that's what I'm saying is, is just only that it's as yeah, he got older, that's that true. he learned about this shit. And that's why he's still learning is because he hasn't been doing it his yeah. entire career, you know, but yes. to your point, it's, it's only taken him, this amount of time to break down this ideology into what its true core is, right? No. That these ideals of, like when I was listening on the way here today, he was talking about this paper in groomer schools too, where they were suggesting that the way to best comfort and um, assimilate trans youth, queer youth, because that's what the paper is, it's queer theory, right, is to treat every child as if they're queer so that you can make room for the potential of those queer children, they can feel more comfortable. And that if in that process, you happen to turn more children, turn, quote unquote, more children queer, then it's fine because they were queer anyway. Yes. Yeah, it's queer affirmation. Queer affirmation. And the queer again is not a denigrative term that is the term that they are using right yeah and queer is anything other than the average that it's, is it's anything other than the average is what they are using yeah as. and i think what were its words when it's defined specifically towards gender it's like it's gender without structure or something like to that effect it's like gender without organization i can't exactly remember what it is but that's the way it's defined in i think that he talks about that in is it number two or number one? Number two. Number two, a little bit, yeah. And that's because it breaks it out into what their definition of queer is in those regards to these essays that he's talking about. Right. And you have to use their terms when you're reading and trying to comprehend these writings of theirs, which, to the layman, if you are reading these things, sound like a foreign language half the time. There's too many isms and ists, and you know everything is uh, you know fundamentalists. And, you know, it's all just this, uh, it's like layers of doublespeak from 1984 on top of each other. And that's right. And so they've developed their own vocabulary and all this stuff so Mm -hmm. that only their own, you know, cult members can read 
the text that they put out because it, it is right. code for other things. They start making words like futurity and futurity. things like that. Futurity. Oh, my God. James Lindsay is like, well, this they made it up. Like, yes. So that's what this word means. You, yeah. know, you have to read other papers to find out what their own terms mean so you can understand the mm -hmm. papers that they're spreading to other people. Yep. And James Lindsay best related this to like i said earlier a modern day red guard right because so yeah. much of this is based in the old generation this is what the previous generation is doing that your parents are putting upon you this assumed heteronormativity that is stifling mm -hmm. your potential queerness that we as your teachers and your mentors want to help discover and mine out of you right your parents are doing this it's the old generation that's doing this the four Let's look up real quick um, the four olds, right? Because that was yeah, that's part the of four it. olds is part of Marxism. That was part of the little red book that was given to all students, and eventually they started beating their parents and teachers to death because they had to remove everything old. Yeah, a little crossover problem with the, some of that uh, Yuming Park book in North Korea. Some of that ideology carries through into countries like North Korea. The four days. olds can be put into four categories: old ideas, old culture, old customs, and old habits. Items such as religious symbols, old scriptures, and traditional dress fell into some of these categories. Superstitious beliefs such as luck, any signs of advantage over others, children's respect for elders, and words for styles of clothing or foreign background also fell under the four olds. What are we talking about? We're talking about old culture. We're this talking about everything culture. that your came parents, before. Your parents are putting yep. that in you. Your yep. parents are doing that. Old customs. What is what is childhood innocence? Childhood innocence is something that is put on your children that will naturally stifle their ability to discover sexual pleasure at whatever age is natural because it's all socially constructed. Childhood innocence is a socially constructed idea yes. that you have put on your own children that is stifling their own happiness, Yep. their own discovery of pleasure. Because the underprivileged... Th their children do not they do not have the privilege privilege of safeguarding their children from those cruel harms of the world that truly exist and so again by those people not having to deal with that they are in a privileged position and this carries over into the realm of the the critical race theory which is also rooted in the same exact ideological writings that you're talking about right now this stuff it's all tied together critical gender theory critical uh, race theory critical anything theory stems from the the founding of the frankfurt school and the founders of that school that led to the marxism that led to what we're talking about right now it's cultural it's, marxism yes it all goes back and it's not communist this is something no. i had a conversation with somebody earlier communist uh socialist whatever it is democracy whatever it is that you're talking about these are Marxism. governmental systems yeah. that sound very much like ideological systems ideological systems breed governments governments do not breed the uh, ideology in this case marxism is the is the birthright is the is the ideology behind communism and socialism and in some cases um fascism but that's that's how you have to separate the two they one is a governmental system that is the irl version of humans expansion right. on the right. ideology marxism is the ideology that it is all rooted in yes yeah no 100 percent um 
This, this is just a little section about the Red Guards, right? The Red Guards were the young activists of the Cultural Revolution. In a way, they were Mao's henchmen who carried out his plans for China. They were the people who burned artifacts, destroyed landmarks, and beat up or publicly humiliated the non-followers. These people weren't just soldiers or adults. They were also made up of school-aged children and students who could be easily manipulated. Young children studied to become Red Guards and earned the title at the age of 12. The scary thing about Marxism is it's kind of like when people think about Hitler Hit Hitler youth and the kind of the innocence that was right. corrupted. Same thing. Except this is on, that's more of a, I guess, on a societal level, like a militaristic level versus this is more right. of a, society, a low level, everyday interactive societal level. Because this was at, at kids schools. Will, yes. They handed them out kids at, at schools. schools. Yes. Yes. Not government institutions outside of that being yeah. what a school is. But, uh, but also to, to illustrate the relationship between the two ideologies. Yes. Like the the fascism and the authoritarianism that that ran rampant in the Nazi Party in the 1930s and the 1940s has a lot of similarities with the Marxism ideology because it's all about control over these people. It's all tied together. The we'll leave it at that. Yeah, it's um, all tied together. Yes, and. Um, let's see, this is a tiny little section about uh, abolishing the four olds. General Mao Zedong was bent on destroying the way China ran as a country during the revolution. And that's, what are we talking about? We're talking about social norms, right? Yep. Social infrastructure, the things that we are instilling in our children. The, the language of run, revolution. The way that we run as a country. During the revolution, thousands of items falling into the four categories of the four olds were destroyed, much like the picture on the left, which is a bunch of statues, cultural statues. They raided the homes of people who were often referred to as the black elements and included former landlords, former merchants, former rich peasants, and persons who thought to be counter-revolutionaries, rightists, or criminals. Yep. Rightists. Rightists. Yes. Don't push to the right. Don't do it. And, you know, it's when I was listening to... I might have been, it might have been in the early stages of like the IRL on Friday. I got like the, the first, you know, half hour of it or so. But the, um, they made that they were talking about Maoism and communism, Marxism, yeah. right? And what was the difference between, say, like Mao and um, like Pol Pot and stuff like that? And it was like one of them was just like, it's super Marxism versus just regular Marxism. It's yeah. like, do you have a million dead or do you have five million dead? Right. And, and it's just various divisions on the same it's 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 all part of a tragic tragically flawed ideology that that has you destroying half the population every single time and i don't understand but anyways but these papers keep getting written with this same ideology regardless of how far you trace back and you see how yes. it works out every single time we continue the literature still continues Yes. That was the point I was truly trying to make. The same literature that, that drove people to wipe out millions and millions of people during during the rise of like Eastern communism, those same papers are still being talked about and pointed to and and relied upon in contemporary essays to prove the points that we're talking about today. The ideology is still as rampant as ever. And if anything, it's just evolved to a more sophisticated version yes. of the like. Yes, because it is it's harder. All, it's, it's 
finer and finer propaganda yes. is what it is. Yeah, it's harder to understand. Like we said, they're using words. Some of that shit that when James Lindsay is reading, I'm like, you're fucking making up words. Like, it's, that is not yes. real. And they literally are making mm-hmm. up words. And yep. it is to create a larger, to continue to muddy the waters yep. in the understanding of the ideology. Yep. Because, as you said, as it continues to grow, it gets smarter and smarter, like a fucking virus. It yeah. gets smarter and smarter and sees what the issues were in the previous implementations mm-hmm. of it. And it patches those holes and it moves forward. That's exactly what we're seeing right now. And it, it, we are in such a oddly perfect time for this type of ideology because the social framework is such that people are terrified to say something that their friends don't agree with yes they're terrified to be shat on they are terrified to be disagreed with they are terrified mm-hmm. to be wrong they're terrified to even be considered to be wrong mm-hmm. and that i don't know enough to say whether or not that is a side effect of the implementation of these various forms of marxism or if this is a natural point that we're coming to because our country is finally getting old enough or you know douglas murray has talked about that part of this is because our country is so old that this is kind of the natural history of countries that get this old i don't know i don't know especially at the scale i've not been able to i'm only 27 i've only had so (laughs) much time to research that shit yeah you know yeah um, and you're not a scholar who has so, had who has a golden opportunity ahead of them where all they need to do is learn things i am and though, read things side note i am though officially reading five books at one time right now you fucking bi officially reading five books at one time what five books are you reading donovan mm, so you're reading this is the wide window this is the okay. Indifferent Stars Above, which will be switched out with Rubicon this week, because yep. now that we did the review preview, this one's done. The Constitution, this is my bathroom book. You read that book. every day. Um, in my bathroom book. In it the just morning, rotates. I start the day yeah. with the Constitution. As soon as you get to Revelations, you're starting Genesis. Uh, exactly. So <laughs> this morning, I actually read Thomas Jefferson's first inaugural address. So that was what I read this morning. Oh, so that's like that's the good one. It's got all the, the extra writings and all and that stuff. and other writings, yeah. That's so, good. That's fun. Um, Yes, yeah, so it started with the Constitution and stuff like that. Mayflower Complex, Silence Dog, the Silence Do Good Letters, the Edict of the King of Prussia, rules by which a great empire may be reduced, give me liberty or give me death, the Declaration of Independence, Articles of Confederation, Treaty of Paris, Virginia Plan, Northwest Ordinance, Constitution, Federalist Papers, George Washington First Inaugural Address. It's a gang of stuff in here. That's right. Yes. And because... I was going to say, that's where the line from last week's episode came from. Yeah, exactly. Um, also give me liberty or give me death. Will come from. Uh, hopefully not from the same essay. No. Because I just said that. But, <laughs> no. <laughs> I say, but now that it's officially been next episode, if you get it after today, I don't care anymore because we've already recorded a new episode. Exactly. So you know better. You don't get a free t-shirt. And then the Burke Trying to shield mom. Like the Doomsday Machine. I just started reading this this week. The what Doomsday is, Machine. What is that? Is about... I know the daddy book, but a man named Daniel Ellisberg. Daniel Ellisberg. Ellisberg, the Doomsday Machine. Yes. Daniel Ellisberg, and he served in the White House um, during the Cold War. Oh, and he had hands on a lot of top secret documents and stuff like that. And so the first part of it is about the nuclear policy mm-hmm. from Eisenhower forward, and the second part of it is about how to avoid a nuclear war and deconstruct the nuclear mainframe and global structure that we have today I feel like a very pertinent book to be reading 
So. Yeah, heavy fucking shit, buddy. I had it on my shelf. Okay, you had it. On, I had yeah. it on my shelf. I had it on the shelf. Good God, you know what I have on my <laughs> shelf? For fuck's sakes, man. I guess I got a book about Kant up there and Kantian yeah. writings and things. But yep. I had it on the shelf. So man, as I know soon as this whole Ukraine thing kicked off. I was like, oh, that's probably a good idea. A little bit. Yeah. God, I feel like really. I feel like a fat cat right now because I love fiction. That's yeah. what I. That's yeah. my shit. Everyone likes their own yeah. shit. Yeah, everyone yeah. likes their own shit. I guess. Yeah. You know, I like stories. Exactly. You like real world stories. We'll get there. We got a couple of stories in the book. You know, we'll get there or in we'll the list. There. Yeah, we'll get there. Indeed. So, um, I think that's about as far We've as we tackled can go Marxism <laughs> into that for now. Um, I yeah. did tell Colin and Jordan that I. My whole next year after the book club is over mm -hmm. is going to be Marxist readings. So we'll have series and 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 segments mm -hmm. and everything um, regarding these things. But other than that, the best thing we can recommend is to listen to the New Discourses podcast. That's a great one. And nope. because it's not JVP. It's so little of his opinion. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's so it, he is reading the papers and just as we did with the with the Don't Say Gay Bill, read through it, stopped, explained to you what it says, and then yes. continued. It is the exact same thing that he's doing with these Marxist papers. Yep. The exact same thing. Except way better. Except way better. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what I would recommend. Yep. Um, a good one to start with is the one about January sixth. Yes, one about mm -hmm. every day is January sixth now. Yeah. That's a great one to start with. Yep. About Modern day papers. So the ones we were reading about in groomer schools are papers from 2018. Yeah, they're four years ago. So it's not, not like this. that long ago. No, but they're being informed, like you said, by the writings from 1920, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. Yeah, decades of writings from people in Europe, America, yep. going all over the place to Ever spread since. these ideologies. Yep. Ever since the Bol Bolshevik Revolution. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say on top of that, um, adding Jordan B. Peterson is almost like another step down, uh, further down the rabbit hole on top of James Lindsay. Because he, a lot of his, a lot of his talks and stuff are tied to the original foundings of like Marxism and stuff like that. And he's very, very, in, the two of them together, fascinating. Yeah. Find that episode. Phenomenal. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's, I don't, we, we didn't hit Texas do we want to say we Texas? did I and mean, we just talked about yeah we broke down the trans youth bill because it was greg abbott's letter oh you mean the we Texas didn't do the letter thing. um we didn't oh, do we did not read greg no, abbott's we letter. actually didn't um, get to greg abbott's letter no we did not read Greg because abbott's we kind of went around him yes but that, um, i mean that's okay because what's happening is there any laws getting passed is something happening it's it's already law so okay. his letter was based off of a decision by the attorney general and we can really just read the attorney general's opinion um if you want because his letter just says okay now the attorney general said this you guys need mm -hmm. to be enforced makes clear this. it's already against the law to subject texas children to a uh, wide variant of elective procedures of gender transformation including reassignment surgeries and okay i see i see i see yeah. so that's good so it just shows at yeah. that point and so yeah. that's the that's we'll the opinion the from the texas attorney general um just to show the receipts of what yep. we talked no, about. Absolutely. There we go. We'll just so this that. is from the office of Ken Paxton, who is the yep. Attorney General of Texas, right? And this is to the Honorable Matt Krause, who is the chair of the House Committee of the General Investigating. 
Dear Representative Krause, you asked whether the performance of certain medical and chemical procedures on children, several of which have the effect of sterilization, constitute child abuse. You specifically asked about the procedures falling under the broader category of gender reassignment surgeries. Requesting letter at one, you state that such procedures typically are performed to transition individuals with gender dysphoria to their desired gender, and you identify the following specific sex change procedures. Sterilization through castration, vasectomy, hysterectomy, ophorectomy, medio... Yeah. Metidioplasty, archaeotomy, penectonomy, phalastomy, and vaginoplasty, mastectomies, and removing from children otherwise healthy or non disease body part or tissue. Oof. That's um, a lot of those big words. are footnotes. Also, this is also drugs, right? Yep. Um, you qualify your question with the following statement. Some children have a medically verifiable genetic disorder or of, of sex development or do not have the normal sex chromosome structure of male or female as determined by a, by a physician through genetic testing that require procedures similar to the disorders described in the request. In other words, in rare circumstances, some of the procedures in your list are born out of medical necessity. For example, a minor male with testicular cancer may need an, an orchiotomy. I believe orchiectomy. Orchiectomy. The opinion does not address or apply to medically nece necessary procedures. Um, and it details the summary, and he gives all. He shows his homework. Yes, that's yeah. what all of this is. Um, Can you? Isn't it just kind of funny for a second to like take a step back and go? This is how governments talk to each other. Yeah. This is how this works because these are like this document isn't go going away anytime in history. It's just. There now forever, a hundred years from now, if the same office exists, they'll be able to access the same thing, and that's how they that's how they that's how governments speak to each other, right? That's and very strange. On page five, it seems like he answers he actually answers oh. the question um, to the extent that these procedures and treatments could result in sterilization, they would deprive the child of the fundamental right to procreate, which supports a child which supports a finding of child abuse under the family code. A, the procedures you describe can and do cause sterilization. B, the United States Constitution protects a fundamental right to procreation. C, because children are legally incompetent to consent to sterilization, procedures and treatments that result in a child's sterilization are unauthorized and infringe on the child's fundamental right to procreate. Um, Four, the procedures and treatments you describe can constitute child abuse under the family code. A, the Texas legislature defines child abuse broadly. So this, this, this is an explanation of his finding that they can and will be constituted as child abuse under Texas state law for the following reasons. Again, I don't necessarily agree. I'm not a fucking lawyer, right? Yeah, I, don't, right. I don't agree with, with this law. I don't think that the only reason these things should be happening is if, there are, is if someone has fucking cancer, right? No. I think there are – I don't think surgery should be happening to anybody under 18. I don't agree with that. I don't think that should be happening no matter what. Mm -hmm. As far as the puberty blockers, shit like that, pretty much anything up to surgery, again, if you're meeting those – the four – call them the four corners, right? If the four corners are all in line and you're making a solid square, I got no fucking problem with it. If it's yeah. all squared and underlined, I got no fucking problem. With Show it. me them right angles. Yeah, is what you're the saying. four corners are involved. I don't care. Hmm. Don't care at all. So, did you hear that surgery. somewhere? That's good. No. That's real good. For, the four corners. Four, man. I mean, that's like a state thing, you know, fucking like the four corners, like um, biblicals. What Colorado, is. Nevada, uh, Arizona, and whatever the fuck. There's a point where they all meet, and there's a circle in those, oh. and that's called the four corners. But other Interesting. than yeah, but that's not in yeah. regards to this. That's not something I've heard. Yeah, yeah. That is a thing that I decided. But 
Wow. The term the four corners is used in other places, just to be. I dubbed you salt, salt of the streets for a reason. That's all I'm Thank saying. You, sir. Thank you. Fucking so. existential. <laughs> With that, I think we can probably call this topic to an end. This Yee. part here, yeah. we'll move on. We've been going after. That was a long show today. Yeah, we're getting after uh, it, buddy. Yeah, the next one, the next part. Are we uh four or four? Yeah, this will be four or four. This will be the last one. Um, we'll have some fun. The last publicly available one. Indeed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this is the longest show ever. I... We're terrible people. <laughs> Five and a half hours people. right now. It's gonna be fucking seven by the hey. time that we're done with this last topic. Hey, just so you know, Creatrix is doing subathon tonight. God. So she may go for as long as she needs to go. I've seen these these Twitch streamers go for twenty four hours at times. It's fine. It's fine. We're in the house that's burning down, and we're the dogs sitting at the table going, it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I guess at least it was all good content. You it, know? Was. it was all good. There's nothing that like, buddy. oh, we should cut this instead. So, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. All right, well. We just picked some heavy ones this week, buddy. That's all. Yeah, yeah. All With right, that, so. um, we will take our short break, and I'll thank you, everyone, obviously, for joining us here. YouTube.com slash Salt of the Streets. We also have our Instagram, Instagram.com slash Salt of the Streets. We have... Facebook, folk, Facebook.com slash salt of the streets. You can find all this on salt of the streets.com, including our Patreon, patreon.com slash salt of the streets, where you can go there and help us make more and better content and find all the other stuff that we hide behind the paywall. We also have our personal social media. I am at salt of the street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is at Big Bardafi on both of those things. Location shop.com or location skate if you need a skateboard, swell blended if you need a haircut, Lexi Kai on Twitch, and leggings and aprons on instagram that is everything we will be back in three minutes thank you very much Five forty-two. we jump back in what's up hey everybody we are here welcome back we are episode I mean, yeah part four of four part four of four thank episode 124 us. yes thank, thank you for, for joining us, us here yeah, we're here we are, we're gonna both say it we're gonna both keep talking at the same time <laughs> thank you for joining us here <laughs> oh, no. thank that's you for joining what you us get again. part four Exactly. Salt of the Streets here. Again, you're watching us here on the YouTube.com slash Salt of the Streets. We also have our Instagram.com slash Salt of the Streets. Facebook.com, fuck Facebook.com slash Salt of the Streets. You can find all this on Salt of the Streets.com. Yeah. Along with our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Salt of the Streets. Go there, subscribe, help us make more better content. We also have our own personal social media. We I am do. at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is at Big Bird Offy on both of those things. Lexi Kai on Twitch, leggings and aprons on Instagram, location skate shops, well blended. I always forget something. I always forget. You gotta no, give bro. me two seconds at least. You're a fucking champ, man. That's all I'm saying. And the way you do it is so, it's so infomercial, bro. It's early micro. Just get in there. That thing's pretty dope, isn't it? Yes. What kind of beer are you drinking? Put that up there. This on is the, the Scow Rock. The Scow Rock by Elysian. Yeah. It's good. You know? I've it's very al- light. I've almost done that in the beer show multiple times, but I haven't yet. What? Reviewed this beer. Oh, it's the good. Skull Rock. It's, it's a good. nice it's a nice IPA. I like yeah. the I like the, the Nordic aspect of it. Yeah. You know? It goes good with my beer horn. My beer sh- Yeah, it's just a horn, it's not a stein. Um so anyways, uh yeah, welcome back to part four four. Yes. Um this is gonna be grab baggy. We're gonna get into it and we got some sports uh coming up. Uh, as per the usual. So, to kick it all off, I wanted to just reach into my little Excuse grab me. bag. And this is something that has just been kind of breaking as of like the last, we'll say 48 hours at this point. It's the last few days, late week before podcast. is the Hunter Biden laptop story. 
as you remember when we talked about when the New York Post forced, first broke it before the presidential election, um, the Hunter Biden laptop story has been confirmed by the New York Times as true. Just it's, two years late. Yeah, two years after the fact, after after social media censored its every mention, Twitter and Facebook, we're talking about you. We remember that situation. God, we were doing a podcast during during that event. I mean, we were doing it at the time. We talked about it. You can go back and listen to it. Uh, that actually now has been proven to uh, that laptop does exist and, and, and the emails that were on it. Um, if, as Ben Shapiro likes to say, if you go down to paragraph 24 of the New York Times article, they confirm that the emails that were spoken about and reported on in that New York Post article have, in fact, been authenticated and that are true. And that leads to a whole other conversation about all sorts of different things, but uh, you could take that in any infinite direction. Like, uh, how far does it go as far as the criminal investigation goes into Hunter Biden and ties to his father, who happens to be the president of the United States? Yeah. Yeah, his involvement in uh, certain business deals and 10% for the big guy and all that, if I recall correctly. Um, but yeah, now it's officially been confirmed, and you can mention it on social media without being banned and things like that. And two years after the fact. So, thoughts on that situation, I guess. <laughs> it's <laughs> what do you? It's I mean, too like, late, you know. Like, like, it's, it's too late now. Yeah. There, I mean, after it happened, there was um, Stephen Carter talks about all the time all, about this all the time. There was a a poll done of uh, people who voted for Biden. There was a, a huge <laughs> right. amount of people that would not have voted for him if this story had been able <laughs> to circulate naturally right before the election, two weeks before. Yeah, it's it's. Hillary Clinton 2.0, man. James Comey, James Comey 2.0. I mean, that was like, that was October before the election. So that's at least a month before the election. Um, like maybe a month and a half before the election. It's like, it's almost no difference in time frame. And yet now, it's, you know, it's two years later. It's it's fine. It's just a thing that happened. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. Every day I turn on the the legacy media podcasts. Because I have rotation every day, they just they like continue to contradict themselves from a year and a half ago, day by day by day. Yes, and now Fauci's back in the news for saying I thought we were rid of that Keebler elf, and now he's back on talking ABC about podcast. a new var on a new variant. Uh, it's like the beta variant of it's the Omicron. beta alpha. Yeah. I, I got it. It's the, uh, what is it? It's the CB. No, no. It sounds, it sounds mean. It's the BA2 variant. Go. Like, I don't understand why that. It's, it's, why did we get away from the, the, the Greek alphabet in this one? Like, why are we, why are we now sure. doing BA? I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I'm trying to look for my old. Hunter Biden notes. Mm. That's what I'm looking for. Just so you're not like, what the fuck is he doing over I there? I was a little confused for a minute. Raz I was like, are you about to have a, are you about to pass out? Like, you know, no. Big Bird style. Afghanistan <laughs> withdrawal. So that's too far. Fauci oh, email. Like the theirs, DeSantis, Southern border. Gee. Afghanistan. Man, oh, man. Austin, stimulus bill. La Biblia. 
Yeah, I don't know. This is the last. Um, I mean, it's been a while. That was, I mean, it was yeah, pre-election, so, so we're talking late. Larry Dixon. Know, like late-ish, like November 2020, maybe? Like, that's a ways away. I wouldn't even know what, what episode to begin with. I'd have to right. go back, you know? Right. You. Oh, what's up, cat? <laughs> yeah. She does some epic hanging out on shoulders these days, by the way. Um, I saw that when she jumped on your shoulder and she oh, wrapped yeah. her tail around your neck. She's good. She's, yeah, she's dope. Good. She's cool. Um, We've kind of gone through a love-hate relationship, to be perfectly honest, the last uh, few yeah, days. Yeah, sure. You know. Hunter Biden. There Hunter it is. Biden. Holy oh, shit. Jesus, I scared her. Oh, like scared I said, her. oh, Tifa, what are you doing, sweetheart? I scared her. Look at <laughs> Okay. We might have to. I see the claws digging into your skin right now, and so does the internet. By the way. All right, it's weird. Offload. Offload. There we go. Good God. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Jeez. I don't have very much stuff written here for Hunter Biden. So. Well, it's because we weren't allowed to talk about it back in the day. That was the thing. Like, if there was a period of a week or two where. You could not share it. You could not privately DM it to somebody on Twitter without you having your account suspended. People were dropping like flies, man. It was it was not shareable. They, you could, they right. removed it almost as soon as they got there. They removed the New York Post Twitter account. Yeah. The oldest newspaper in America. Yes. Which is kind of like nonsensical and I don't really care and I don't like it. When people make that, <laughs> that argument, by the way. I really don't like it. But... It's a thing. Yeah. Sorry, but that's probably that why I... you don't have that many notes because it wasn't it wasn't allowed to be shared. Really just talk about it. Yeah. yeah, you could not get to it. That was a whole thing, man. Right. Like there was a few people that screenshotted that shit at that time and then got the article and could hold on to it. Right. But after that, that was it, man. And so we were reporting on the fact that it was that, that it was purposely pulled from yeah. a legitimate news source. And now we're back to having the powers that be, the New York Times, say that, oh, yeah, no, that was true, actually. And the investigation is still going, and it's... Oh, sorry. Oh. I was like, what is that fucking sound? Sorry, sorry. I thought that... Was, <laughs> for a minute, I thought it was the dog's tail. But no, it's just my foot. But I yeah, thought no, it was now your it's... dog running into the table. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. I'm like, bro, you got to help him out. That's fucked up. You're just letting him run into shit. Like, I know you hear his ass. <laughs> Bro, I am not that bad of a person. That's funny. <laughs> the cat's ready to fuck around. Okay, so, oh, great. This is going to be a good one. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about... So you want to talk about Josh Keaton's question, right? So I even have a picture I oh can show God. you. Yes, the, I totally forgot about that. Because I, like, screenshotted... The actual um, question? Yes. Yeah, I, I would like to recall the actual question. But Ooh, yeah, it was Matt Stafford just got fucking paid no sir yeah we just got mm. fucking paid by the rams matt so. stafford r.i.p i gotta get ready for that uh oh john clayton camera screenshots okay so the question that josh keaton had does working harder correlate to more success yes this was the answer to the poll right 37 percent yes 63% no. Um, and that was just when I did it. And that was 12 hours ago, from the time that I screenshotted this was 12 hours ago. So that's halfway through the poll. Okay. So I don't know what the final results were. Right. But that's the poll that I referenced in the live stream of the day for the book club. And I found that 
odd, right? And when Josh and I talked about it more, he's like, oh, I was, this was about um, Kim Kardashian. And she said that people don't want to work hard hard in this country. And that's why. And so I said to Josh, and it's like, yeah, that's a stupid thing to say. Um, Do you want me to get her down? Where where is she? She's up there on the bar. Oh no, she's fine. Um, she'll be right. She gets into worse shit. And so I here I'll just fucking read the <laughs> conversation that I had with them. And so I said, Donna Phillips, Josh Keaton. Um, she said that people don't want to work these days. And I said, ha ha, what a dumb bitch. <laughs> I mean, she isn't wrong, but it has some hilarious implications. <laughs> that's awesome (laughs) what a dumb bitch i mean she isn't wrong but it has some hilarious implications and it's pretty reductive and he said i think how reductive it was was what angered people you can work hard and still be caught in the rat race and i said that's the problem i said oh 100 this is way more of a saying than a rule but i find it to be generally true not everyone who is successful has worked hard but everyone who works hard is successful that completely depends on one's definition definition of success, but it also underlines what is evident by Kim K's existence that you don't have to work hard to be rich. And when, <laughs> and when that happens, you lose sight of reality and say shit like that. And he said, also brings up the fact that people in Asia making her products work 60 hours a week for hardly nothing. They're for mm-hmm. sure hard workers. And I said, yeah, my saying definitely applies to a free system. Yeah. Okay. And at that point... I don't want to continue this conversation with you because no fucking shit. No fucking shit. But that's not that's not what she's talking about. She's not saying people in China who work 60 hours a week don't work hard. That's not yep. what she said. Yep. Far be it from me to defend fucking Kim Kardashian. But that's not what she said, and that's not what she means. No. She means people in America who just <laughs> lived off of unemployment for two years and now are still choosing not to work don't want to work hard. That's yep. what she's saying. That's yep. why she's not necessarily wrong. Yep. It's like, don't make me defend Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Don't make me defend Kim Kardashian. Right. All right? Because you know that's not what she meant. Exactly. <laughs> like, so You know that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the hustle, man. We're talking about mindset. We're talking about how you move through life. It's a frame of mind. Yes. This, and unf- I had this conversation with Carolina last night. Like, it's really, really unfortunate that there are a lot of people out there that are born with a really shitty roll of the dice, man. Like, that's, I don't know how to square that away in my mind. It's a thing. Life is unfair. I don't know how to frame it other than that. But you, there is no, have you ever seen the movie uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yes. Okay. So, you know, like, the answer is 42. Right. It's like a thing in nerds. There is no 42 to figuring out life. This is why equity is a lie. There is no 42. There's no answer for everybody to live their best life and be totally equal, man. It is, it's an illusion. It's a utopian concept that is not something that is attainable. You cannot do that. To strive towards that is to, I don't know, divorce yourself from reality at a certain, you know, (laughs) at a certain point. I don't know how to handle, like you got to stop at some point and realize that this is not going to happen. You're not being realistic. We're not having a conversation in the same universe. Right. Right. It's when you work hard, you generally get more shit accomplished in your life. Whatever that equates to in the real world, it might equate to you. I don't, I'm not going to make an analogy. I'm not going to make an analogy. The dude that's living in the hood right now, 
I don't care how many good decisions he makes throughout life. At some point, the ability to get out of a really, really shitty situation, the the ability to pull yourself out of a generational drug-addicted family that lives in poverty, the ability for an individual to pull themselves out of that all by themselves is pretty slim. does happen. There's good mindsets. You could do so much. It definitely but requires some people, hard work. It definitely requires hard work, but it's not the ultimate answer. No. You can't. That's not the ultimate answer for everybody. There is no one world solution. Kim Kardashian is right. Did she get famous because she sucked dick? Yeah. But yeah, did she hustle? Was rich and died. <laughs> yeah. And then, but did she invest it smartly? Did she right. hustle her fucking ass off to create this massive right. Kardashian empire? Yes. Yes, she did. And it's not a bad thing that she did. Yeah, she took advantage. Obviously, she took advantage of the levers of power that she had at the time. And yeah, I'm sure a lot of her products are made yeah, using slave work. She met up slave with Donald work. Trump. She absolutely Word. took advantage of the levers of power when they were there. But she did some good shit. She got prison reform and all that. You know, she that's did. cool. But does it necessarily equate to success? Her hard work? No. No, it doesn't. No. Sometimes you got to suck dick. Sometimes. <laughs> Which is yeah. also hard work. Sometimes. Yeah, I don't want to make that analogy. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you can't, man. All right. And you require externalities to pull you out of your shitty situation. Right. Is, in fact, one. You know me. I call myself an anarchist at points, right? But that is one point of government responsibility and intervention that I could probably be convinced to support in some manner an actual ability to help somebody that cannot get out of the generational despair that they are in. I can understand that. That's real. You know that as much as anybody else does if you really think about it. Right. Like, I don't disagree with that. No amount of hard work is going to pull you out of that. Maybe. Maybe some luck will. You know, you never know. Opportunities around every corner. It just depends. There's no one answer, though. You're not going to find a 42 in this one, man. Success only – you can have success – Without hard work, but you can't have – no, that doesn't work. You need to have hard work to have success, period. You can get as lucky as you want to create the opportunities for success. But as somebody that is relatively – I don't know. I don't want to call myself successful, but I'm not. You fucking work really hard. I work really hard, and I, I feel like I've earned most things in my life that I have, other than my obviously my privilege because I'm on YouTube, so how can I not say that? But uh, you privileged fuck. Yeah, I know. But yeah, no, man, it's like you got to work hard. Sometimes hard work ain't going to solve the problem, but you got to do it. And so I don't disagree with Kim Kardashian, unfortunately. Right. I would love to disagree with Kim Kardashian, her and her fake fat buttocks. Yeah, she's not totally wrong, but she is a dumb bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the way you put that, actually. <laughs> she's not totally wrong, but she's still a fucking idiot. So I said, ha ha ha, what a dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's called a circular timeline, yeah. people. One day, that's going to be yeah. the name of these episodes. Ha ha ha, what a dumb bitch. <laughs> we're going to be making millions of dollars as a company, and we're going to be naming fucking episodes <laughs> dumb shit like ha ha ha, what a dumb bitch. And my friend, cheers to that. Yep. <laughs> And Lonesome Lenny is still going to be there, and he's going to be like, yeah, I remember when they said that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least by then, he's, I don't know. I hope he's doing well. I love Lonesome Lenny. Dude. 
It's just I did not for a minute. I didn't think Lonesome Ladies were going to show up today. And what then, a then weird. He came in clutch. You know we're making it because we got motherfuckers like Lonesome Lenny out here that are showing up every week to yeah. watch us do this stupid ass show. We are out here. Uh oh. Uh huh. No, 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 keep going. Uh oh. It's fine. Uh oh. Oh my gosh. Life is an interesting situation. Uh oh. <sighs> let's hit let's talk about uh Pod Save America. I don't want to talk about those stupid fucks because no. I hate those stupid fucks. But let's talk about those stupid fucks. We can do we can talk about them in commentary at the same time, so, right? First before we do that into the same they, horrible yes, they opposite do. ends. Yes. So before we get into the 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 soul crushing morosity, yes. hashtag any commentary listeners out there, um, funny story about this situation. Okay, um, so I, me in my office, like I have people now. I have yep. people in my own office. There was a minute there where I was all by myself and things, were, but I have people now again. And me and my little people, you know, one of them. Um, we listen to things throughout the day, and then we talk about things throughout the day, and you like know, you and I used to do. Indeed, indeed, if you will. And uh, we had a conversation about... I had to introduce them the other day to Pod Save America. Oh, no. I had to do it. I had to do it. It's so bad. Because I was was highly upset about having to go back. I haven't listened to Pod Save America in probably about a year at this point. Maybe. I don't know. Because time is... Time's gone by pretty quick. Yeah. It's been a while since I've listened to him. And I went back today. Really and, bad. Or the other day and, and listening to, and then having to explain to people like who John Levitt is, because everybody thinks John Levitt's the actor from Marvel and shit. And I'm like, and it's like, no, 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 no. He's a dude that used to work in the Obama administration. In fact, this whole cast of characters used to work for Obama and the, the DNC. And a lot of them were a bunch of Hillary shills and I had to show them all the connections and all this stuff. And then I was like, and... Now, welcome to their point of view. Yeah. And then we had that conversation. So I was I was damning your name all week after listening to that. Yeah. Because, they, yeah, they used to work in the Obama administration. I remember oh, exactly yeah. what they did. They, but... they had various roles. One of, one of them was a fucking speechwriter. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Word. They're just good like... at talking, but they say dumb, <laughs> terrible <laughs> shit. Well, it's just like John Podhorns from Commentary yeah. used to be a speechwriter for a a moment in time was a speechwriter during the Reagan administration. Ooh, he did some shit. He's been in the cool. White House. He knows what's up. He also liked to breathe in their microphone. You know, you can't hear anymore now. I also feel like, <laughs> why are you guys still doing Zoom podcasts when you should be back in the office, right? What the fuck is going on with that? Because you know how I, I call, you know the difference between a, a, a conservative like John Podhorentz and even Noah Rothman and Sagar and Jetty? Is that uh, Noah Rothman is a true conservative and has no idea how to utilize technology to the contemporary standpoint. He is a he's basically a a luddite compared to people like you and I. He can use audacity and he can post a podcast like we did back, right. you know, fucking four days. years ago. But him and I are the same person, is what you're saying as far as technology goes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you put it like that, hard maybe, but uh, but you know he's oh, at least with uh, Tim Tim Pool, he's got the OBS level is what where we're at right yeah. now. That's gives us ability to go like hey hey and multiple cameras and things. But like he's he's basically boomer technology. That's why I just feel like they should be doing it in person again. 
I think. Well, I don't. They used to sit in the office and do it. I know. Other than one of them, like, I think Christine is in D.C. She's in D.C. So she's separate from everyone else anyway. But the other three would sit in a room together. Yes. And Why aren't they doing that? Because I would would then, I would ask the question. Probably not in the office. If there's like three or four or even ten people that work at the office, (laughs) why do you have an office? Right. You guys are journalists and writers, and you probably are mostly involved in your computers most of the day. Why are you renting a building? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. why what are you doing just work from home and zoom chat i wonder how that's many what i think work there not that many i tried to get in touch with them once right. when i was in new york and they were like oh we're, we're way too busy you know we have lots of things going on and there's, <laughs> there's just no way we do tours i was like you motherfuckers don't really you guys ass. have like a you have a building where you receive mail probably right like which is common for a lot of businesses that's you need awesome. a place i'm like, why the fuck do they have to show up to an office? That's awesome. To sit at a computer and type? I mean, they're writers. They're <laughs> they're commentators. What do you want from them? So that they they're can... also a nonprofit, by the way. <laughs> so that they can invest in the real estate, Colin. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. You know, you know exactly what. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go back east here in a couple weeks. We've talked about it earlier. Uh, check yeah, out part check one, the... by the way. Part one of Ford. Make sure to check that out. Yeah. It's the beginning of the episode. We're being light banter still. Go check that out because we have our whole schedule coming up for the next month or so. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to be in the East Coast. So I'm going to email again and be like, hey, guys, uh, I know COVID's happening and all that. But now that you guys aren't uh, like a, a crazy authoritarian dictatorship in Manhattan anymore, what do you guys think about doing? Like, can right I now. come see the office? What do you guys do? I want to see what's up. And they're like, oh, I, I can Sorry, envision their COVID response. Still. Sorry. Uh, we work from home now. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I would be very interested. Uh, to see what that place looks like. I'm going to ask them again, though. Yeah. I will email them again because it's it's really easy to get a hold of them. So the reason that we brought this up, right, is because I don't listen to commentary near as regularly as you do. This Maybe once a week I'll hit up the commentary. Yeah. Commentary is one of my dailies. I don't listen to podcasts as much anymore as YouTube content, which is funny because yeah. when we first met, and I used I'm to make fun of you for watching YouTube. I'm super jealous. Like, That's so stupid. Like I, I don't. Know, why right? would anyone watch YouTube? I just didn't even know what the world was. Now, and now you. I'm like, okay, all the best people watch YouTube. So and I wish uh, I had a job like I did back in the day where I could yeah. potentially put YouTube on on my phone all day. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I don't crush, got that no more. I crush Crowder and Eric July almost every day. Like almost. And I bet every you watch them live. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Eric yeah. July, you have to. You watch have live. to. That motherfucker. I love him. Him and his live thing. Yeah. Whatever that attraction is, though, it, it's a good. It's got to be a good business model because I want to buy into that it's shit. Good, I haven't bro. yet, but I want he's to. He's entertaining, and what he's saying it's very entertaining. makes sense. I like him. He has. I told you, he's given me the, helped give me the, confidence and freedom to, stop. To say shit stupid. I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna give that credit. That's dumb. That's a yeah. dumb thing you said, and I'm gonna tell you that it's dumb because you should be fucking embarrassed that you said it. Yeah. And I'm not. <laughs> I've that's just more of where I'm at as a yeah. person, you know? And so to see that like, well, you can be successful and still do shit like that. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to embrace that because fuck that. He I'm does. done. Yeah. I'm done giving credence to ideas that are stupid. Ones yeah. that I don't think are good. If it's a good idea, I don't agree with, I will still give it credence because yeah. that is a reasonably well thought out idea. I will, I will explain it. I will combat it. I will do whatever. Yeah. If you've said a thing that I think is stupid or uninformed, that is dumb. And I'm yeah. not going to fucking argue with it. I'm not going to, I will acknowledge that you have spoken, and that is all. I'm not mm-hmm. going to retort to what you said. 
what you said is stupid, and that's a dumb thing that you've just said, and yep. you should feel embarrassed for saying it. And I want to give everybody a second, and including you, a, a second to realize how achievable this goal is, right? Through a series of questions. Yeah. Roughly speaking, I don't care if it's to the 10,000s or whatever, or the 100,000s, how many people do you think roughly live in the United States? Well, there's like 330 million. Okay, right? So. right? Now, 330 million people in the United States, how many of them do you think are above the age of 18? Ooh. Who have like jobs and things like that, right? Ooh. Um, maybe half. Probably no, no more than half. More than half. Maybe like two thirds. Maybe two thirds. So like two hundred million ish. A lot of old people. Yeah. Sure. Right. Um, right. If you're counting well, eighteen as a cutoff, probably uh -huh. two, probably two thirds. Okay. So two hundred million. Now, how many of those people do you think would be in the, for lack of a better term, yeah. target demo for people like us? For I people would, like us. They may be like sixty-five to. 16. Oh. I don't know. In your opinion. We'll just say. In your opinion. 100 million? 100 million? Yeah. Of people that would be just in that age range. Yeah. So now how many of those people? Now, do you think you can get 1,000 people out of 100 million to give you 10 bucks a month? Yes. That seems very achievable, doesn't it? Yes. Do you think you can live pretty well off of that? Probably. Probably. $10,000. Yeah, that's probably pretty good yeah, a month. Personally, yes. Yeah. Seems very achievable, doesn't it? Eric July gives me fucking hope. Tim Pool gives me fucking hope because these people don't have massive, they don't have hundreds of millions of people supporting right. them. They have thousands of people supporting them. It doesn't take that many. Right. A thousand people giving us a 10 bucks a month. It's $10,000 a month, Donovan. We could live very fine like that. That would yes. be fantastic. And you imagine the content. Off, I live off less than $5,000 a month right now. Now, that hope right there keeps <laughs> me striving every fucking day. He has 456,000 subscribers. Who? Um, Eric, Eric July. July. Which is not, especially in the realm of YouTube, a half a million is like not that many. No. But how many of them actually, because Eric July is kind of a special exception. You know, he right. Tim Pool is much more mainstream, yes. if you will, yes. in our world. But Eric July is very, very private. He is. The paywall is not YouTube subscription. It's not Patreon subscription. It's right. It's you got to go to his website or whatever, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yes, you have yeah. to be. Uh, you have to be a Mac. A Mac. Yeah, and you can't. So I can't even see how like how many views his stream gets. Yeah. I know that. But he's definitely got enough to be doing what right. he's doing. There's usually only a couple hundred people watching when the streams happen, but they happen at fucking 10 a.m. You know, they have a weird time. Well, he's in Texas, so for him it's noon. 10 so a.m. And then I watched those fucking, <clears throat> that six, dude, that fucking argument, that last argument that he did live streamed. Right. It was like five hours long. Yeah. Like he did shit in the afternoon. So, and that one has 78,000 views. That's... That argument does. But most of his other videos, the ones after that, 28, 24, 44, 23, 24, 37, 31. Yeah. Um, 50, 31, 27, 31. So probably about 30. Or between 25 and 30 probably is like the average. So here's a real quick question to gauge per video. your level of interest. Do you know what the URL is to Eric July's subscription website? Um, I think it's ericdjuly.com. Okay. And you think you're not that positive, which is very interesting because that tells me, right, even from like the, the, the involvement you have in his content – He's got more people than you that aren't that level of committed 
to send him money every month and subscribe to his channel yeah. and his content and his his website particularly and his it business. Is, it is EricDJuly.com. EricDJuly.com. He has 75 million plus YouTube views, 190. How many more people Facebook like him exist? 116k plus Twitter followers and 6.37 million Spotify streams. Yeah, dude, the dude is super DL legit, and there's no reason anybody else can't achieve that. You just got to find your thousand, man. You just got to find a thousand people, and then you're good. Now, now, with that in mind, yes. you tell me hard work is not achievable, or success through hard work is not achievable for that goal. Right. So to cap it all off, Josh Keaton, that's that's my argument for whatever success equals, you know, in hard work. You just got to find the right market. You got to find the right niche and you fucking work your ass off and right. you can take advantage of a situation, man. That's the American way. No, I, The micro style, do. you know, it's not, it don't follow your passion. Take your passions where there is a need or whatever his kind of philosophy is. I forget right. what it is. You know, it's like if nobody's cleaning the sewer, go clean the sewer. Guess what? You'll be a millionaire because nobody else will do it. He's, he went on a speaking tour recently. It was on IRL and shit like that. Did you ever watch that episode? Who was when, that? Uh, Mike Rowe on IRL. Yes. That was a great episode, yes. man. I love Mike Rowe. Ever since he kind of just started to broaden out and do it. You ever listen to his podcast? It's like 10 minutes long, 15 minutes long. Um, and it's kind of pretty regular, but he does this. Uh, that's the way I see it. Or uh, I have something not like Dave. That. Old man Dave is fucking obsessed with obsessed with micro absolutely obsessed we got into old a, man almost, dave yeah we I got him he has these headphones that don't go in his ears they go over his ears and oh, sit yeah. on the outside real old they, man style he was all like oh they vibrate the fucking you know whatever boom yeah he was you know how he is it was a whole deal lots so, of crystals involved exactly it was a whole <laughs> deal and so he <laughs> is talking about it and then he's you know now he's listening to podcasts and stuff all the time and he was telling really? me one day, yeah, you know, and he, he gets, you know how he is. He gets uh, on the thing and then uh -huh. he's talking about that thing. That's like, and so yeah, he's in it. So Mike Rowe was his thing for a while. And it's a good thing. He says to me one day, we got in like almost argument about it. He's Ooh. like, he says, you know, I was listening to Mike Rowe. I don't remember why the fuck he brought this up to me, but he's like, <laughs> I was listening to Mike Rowe and he's talking about, you know, the most dangerous jobs. And yeah. uh, now people always say, you know, safety's first, you know, and he's like, but but these most dangerous jobs, safety isn't first because the jobs are inherently dangerous and blah, 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 blah. And you ain't an accountant, bro. My, you my mine gold. rebuttal to him was like, yeah, but those people also follow safety guidelines. Like, that's not, you know. And so it was, like, he was like, it's safety second, you know. Yeah, and we, so we got in this whole dispute about, like, it's I think you're splitting second, bro. hairs. It's profit on, first. Like, I think you're splitting hairs on, like, <laughs> how much people value their lives. You know, like, I don't think that you're, like, taking this seriously enough. <laughs> he was frustrated that I wasn't getting the point that he was trying to to deliver like it's because what you're saying isn't true like, it's <laughs> like, like hey, i'm not i'm not gonna entertain this right. with you some people are crab fishermen in the, the Bering sea <laughs> right. and some people are accountants down at fucking fifth and Maine. all right yeah. come on now yeah you know it's he, some of one of which is more inherently dangerous some people chop down trees for a living yeah okay him, him some and, people cut hair him and cecile also sold their house oh no um I was going to say, Dave's got to be ready to retire pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be chilling. He sold their house in Manette. It's a tiny house for that much dollars. And that's like 100 over what their Where we recorded the episode. Mm, yeah. 
yes, yeah. I think yes, yeah. that house for that, that much dollars, yeah. which was like a hundred over the original asking price, Word. and that sold in one day. Welcome to Kitsap County, twenty twenty two. Right. So <laughs> all this happens, and then he's he's coming over. I was having a fucking shit day as it was, and he comes over and he's telling me he's like, "Did I told you that like we sold this house?" And I was like, "No." I have not heard that you fucking sold your house, Dave. And he says, did I tell you how much we sold it for? I said, no, Dave, I have not fucking heard how much you sold your house for. He says, you know, so he tells me this number, and he said, which is, you know, X amount over what we asked for. He said, which, you know, we felt bad about asking him out what it was. And so, you know, I feel bad for you. I'm like, Dave, why are you telling me about this? Like, why? <laughs> humble brag, millennial. Why are I mean, you I mean, discussing this with me? That's you a know? boomer humble brag, bro. He's like, well, my point is, like, I, you know, I feel bad for you. I'm like, I don't know if somebody's supposed to be like, yeah, I don't know. I fucking moved to a different state, Dave. Like, I, why are you <laughs> telling me about this? I don't give a shit how much money you're going to make, you know? And um, I started, <laughs> so, I was so very rough, irritated dude. and I started to go in about like, um, like, yeah, it fucking sucks, you know, to be in a situation where your government has bastardized your nation into where corporations are more important than you are. And there's no reason that I shouldn't be able to, then we started to I was like, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to, with what I make in my family to buy a house that we can live in and stay here. You know, yeah. so I should not be priced out of my hometown with the place that we live in. And then he starts talking about, oh, well, you know, when my parents were whatever. Oh. And, and I used to I said, walk 15 miles I'm like, Dave, you're snow. talking about a completely different scenario. Like, I don't care yeah. that a house only costs $5,000 when you fucking live there. That doesn't mean I shouldn't be able to buy a house right now. Yeah, it's That not doesn't the same, change bro. what I'm telling you. Yeah, he, he didn't – that's not what he came over there for. Oh, but that is not Dave. what the fuck I wanted to hear. Yeah, it's it was Come at me correct, motherfucker. He just seems to find – not find, but just happens to choose times in which I'm like, Dave, fuck off and it's always the things that i want to hear oh, the least and you know Dave. i've been fucking stressing about houses for months now so yeah. yeah and it was one of those days that i was particularly like heightened about it and he starts telling me fucking dave i don't give a fuck Shit. i don't give a fuck leave me alone oh yeah oh buddy i love dave though yeah i do love dave the z man is and the real man it's just like when trent sold his house i was less frustrated when trent sold his because yeah. he's my best friend and i was just happy for him but <laughs> i still was like well obviously i have to move now because i fucking can't buy a house that got so much money oh my god so, yeah it's 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 a wild i'm sure market. we're going to talk about it a little later today <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but you know it's yeah it's it's fucked up out there man yes. and it ain't just here which is fucked up right, right. and that's that's part of the deal i mean what we can talk about podcast save or pod save America and commentary here in a second. Yeah, as we started, but um, yeah, it's. But it's, I don't know. It's it's a tough situation because I don't know that it gets any better necessarily, um, and I don't know what it looks like on the other end of obviously this all the stuff that we talk about every day, and it's 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 a lot of people are in a tough spot right now. And I do recognize there are a lot of people in our generation that are not facing the same. I don't want to say not facing the same problems that would be facing the same problems if they were looking to own property like the generations before us. I think a lot of people in our generation are not doing that. I think a lot of them are, are very happy with not going through the process of trying to buy places because there's a lot of inability to do such a thing but that a lot of people are okay with that for some reason i think right particularly in our generation now which doesn't help the market because that lowers the demand for things that are already out there and it makes them more expensive 
Right. It's a very interesting situation. And I, I don't envy people that and I'd be right there with most people in my generation, unable to afford a place if I didn't know somebody. I got I got lucky and fell into an uh, like kind of like a right. deal. Like your brother too. You that's know, a lot like of people I've known to buy people, house that's, that's A brother of my my other brother, right, that is ten years older than me. Same deal. Yeah. Is is forty was like forty five, getting close to fifty, you know, like and still couldn't find a place that he could afford as a business owner. Right. And finally found a place and it was through like a relationship that he had with somebody that somebody that somebody and sold him at a deal because shit's too expensive around here, man. Right. Like it's it's so and then I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into that, but things are bad, and I don't think they're going to get any worse. So I, I don't think they're going to get any better yeah. in any time soon. So I don't envy people's situations that are in the situation that like people like you and I find ourselves in now. It's it's not good, man. We're all in this together, guys. Yeah, we're going to do this together. Bull so... fucking shit. The elites are going to come out real soon. <laughs> all right, the elites are the ones that don't have fucking problems right now. Yeah, that's where we're at. Um, so this Pods of America point. You still want to talk about that? Yes, we I do. We can no, I really so, want to talk about how much I fucking hate John so, Levitt, that he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Spreads so, lies for money. Crooked yes. media is called um, crooked media for a reason. It's not just because it's a colloquial name for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I think I have like three, just three or four messages <laughs> that I pulled from our signal that we talked about. I'm sure we'll um, do pretty well off those three. Yes. So let's see. Uh, while Russia is his biggest challenge, Biden also battles wannabe autocrats here at home. That was one oh of the things. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> it's like how thirsty can a group of dudes be for Biden? Yeah. It's like that's go to um, Pod Save America. Biden isn't getting credit for the fact that the economy overall, besides inflation, is doing pretty well. <laughs> what did we just talk about? Dude, that was what in the first 10 minutes, yes. dude. Yes. Um, ten, but overall... <laughs> I mean, he's got the greatest job growth percentage to date. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's because you started at negative 10, motherfucker. They say unemployment is down. You can only be on unemployment for so long. Eventually, no one's going to be on it because you can't do it forever. So what are we talking about? If if you stop it right now, eventually no one will be on it. Not yeah. because they've got a job, because some of them will. Everyone else will be kicked the fuck off of it because you can only get it for so long. That's not an achievement. You, We've been on it. We're, the pandemic was two years. That's not an achievement. That is not an achievement. I don't understand this. The, know, the because... weird focus on that we were almost a year ago. We were like, oh, shit. I, I said, I just figured this out. I didn't know. The unemployment rate doesn't fucking matter. We are talking about the workforce involvement, the workforce participation, participation rate. That is what matters. That is the important part of how many people are actually working, not how yeah. many people are filing for unemployment. Yep. There are a lot of people who don't file for unemployment. It's it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, these yep. people. And I don't so – the way – I kind of had a, a theory that I've been I've been working on since I – because up until this last episode, I hadn't dived into them in a very long time. Right, and we listen to the same episode. We have all, we we got a lot of the same talking points. I'm sure about it, and but really in the broad strokes of why it is so, you know, what's really important about it is that people listen to these people, man, and they a lot of them, a lot of people. They are a massively popular podcast, <clears throat> and they lie about oh, they. I hate the fact that we have to use misinformation these days <laughs> because misinformation is lies pushed but without motive and 
what we're talking about here is a bunch of misinformation being spouted at at like great with 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 great uh, responsibility, not responsibility, but like great power comes great responsibility. Sure, what they're saying, like oh. they have the <laughs> they have the credentials or whatever. They have a lot of like background that makes them seem legitimate to most people, right? Yeah. Until they do the hard work enough to find that they're a bunch of psychopaths. Putin's price hike. This episode is called Putin. Pod price Save hike. America has two hundred seventy nine thousand YouTube subscribers, which is Two hundred thousand less than Eric July. <laughs> <laughs> Eric July has just under half a million YouTube subscribers. These people That's have two hundred seventy-nine thousand, and one of their episodes nine days ago is called Putin's Putin's Price Hike, and it has forty-eight thousand views. Forty-eight thousand, man. That's yeah. not that. Which that's is not like, that many, man. In, in the no. in the realms of the big boys. No, exactly. You those know. are their. Those are their big ones. Yeah. I would kill and for those numbers, but you know they three can weeks have ago, them. thirty-nine thousand a month ago. Ooh, this one has two hundred twenty-two thousand. Good God! Oh, that one is in particular though, because one four months ago has twenty-eight. Oh, this one is about Republican strategist reacts to insane twenty twenty-two GOP midterms. So it's <laughs> they have a Republican so strategist, re, yeah, reacting yeah. to an ad to a Republican woman who's using a shotgun in her political ad. So that's why that one is so and I'm sure they I'm sure they boosted uh, that one. Okay. If it has that many more two hundred and twenty two thousand versus thirty nine thousand. Mm. I'm they definitely pumped that was an ad. That they one definitely an ad. did. It's only ten minutes long. It's like a clip from one of their episodes. Yeah. So. And my overall I guess theory at this point as to why they exist as an entity entity at all. Oh, because that's even sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. That's not even Pod Save America. That's a different show. That's oh. political experts react. That's just a crooked media show because Pod Save America doesn't have their own YouTube. They're just through uh, crooked media. Yeah, they yeah. are crooked so media. So that's not even one of their episodes. That's a different show completely. Cast a wider net. That's what they're doing. 56. Can't rely on themselves, so they yeah. cast a bigger net. 133, 133,000 views, and this is the episode that has Joe Rogan in the thumbnail. Oh. <laughs> so, a blunt conversation about Joe Rogan. That's yeah. Oh my god. <clears throat> so, I can only click baby how my numbing. 133,000 views. 103,000. Oh my god. 133? Yeah. That's terrible. And you have to pull Joe Rogan to do it. Yeah, exactly, right? <clears throat> um so my my main point about the Pod Save America crowd, right? <laughs> yes. Is that they and in many ways, the commentary crowd, right? They live in this. I think you can argue that all of all of the members that are a part of both of those podcasts are probably in the elite group of individuals. Yes. In society, you work for the Obama administration or the Reagan administration. Yes. You're in the elites. Word and like no no Rothman, you know he, he's a journalist and all this stuff. He's on TV. You know he's on MSNBC. Sometimes they bring him on. He does things. Um, you know, all the characters, they're all more or less in the elites. Abe's probably the most down low into all of those. Um, but realistically, they're all elites. And so they have a different, they're able to take a different perspective in their commentary on society uh, that somebody like you and I would take because they don't understand what it is to be like a normal pleb. Right. Like, like the commentary guys like to, you know, like Pretend to make reference are. to, you know, <laughs> Abe likes to make reference to the plebs and no one, same thing. But 
you know, they don't understand that they don't live in reality. They live a different, they live in a completely different and, and separate world than people like you and I and everybody that would listen to us occupy. The, the same rules don't apply to them. Um, they have the opportunities that they are handed are very different compared to somebody like us. Yep. You know, it's, it's just a different point of view. They are, in fact, objectively more elite in status when given a Western cultural context than people like you or I. And so they come to different points of views and things like that. The Pods of America guys go, they go far, far, far to the left. And they live in this weird AOC-esque utopian, you know, world where all they really have is their their little pocket of the big city in which they occupy and the apartment in which they live in and the small friends group bubble that they they live in and their and their their social media bubble that they live in. They, these people do not understand what it is to be an everyday American. And so they're able right. to to just have these have conversations that people like you and I cannot have because we are indeed affected by the reality in which we exist. They live in a different world. And I think you can hear it more in their fucking context. Pod Save America than you can in leftist, commentary. Yes, because leftists love to hold it over you. They and love to loiter it over you. They talk, virtue signal uh, every day, even though they are the elite of the elite of the elite. Right. It's the same. We talked earlier about in that same episode that we listened to where they're like, you know, if people only understood what was really going on, you know, yeah. if if Joe Biden was only receiving accurate coverage, then maybe people would would really know what was happening. You know, yeah. when you're talking about when you're talking about the economy and you say, I wish that regular people understood that mm. the economy besides inflation is pretty good. That's one of the most disconnected things that you could possibly say yeah. and when you're saying shit like i wish that people only understood you know what what was really happening you're saying i wish that you were smart enough to see what i was seeing yeah which is a fucking dumb thing to say that's a stupid thing to be saying yeah. to people they're this. not smart enough to understand what's really happening around them yeah. and it requires you to decipher it for them and you're you just can barely take the time to do it. You know, you yeah. really wish they could do it because it's inconvenience to you. Yep. And that's what it sounds like, which is fucking crazy. Your life is <clears throat> at a point at which you have no external uh, penetration, if you will, into your life. <laughs> I don't know, that's a bad word, but oh, you, know, God. you have no external conflicts that come into your life because you have so much money and power that you don't have to deal with the problems that everyday people deal with. Yeah. And so you live in an alternate reality in which all you really have to base your perspective on is policy, existing law, legal precedent, and what your what your friends think about. And that's about it. The, right. You don't live in the real reality. You know, they live in they live in the political policy realm. And that's it. That's what affects their life is the concept of this or the projections of this. The polls say this, so I feel that. They don't live in the real world because they indeed have the privilege of not having to exist in the real world like the rest of us plebs. Right. And that's that's what drives me nuts. The only difference about them and the commentary boys is I like what the commentary boys have to say half the time. Yeah. And, my beef <laughs> were, and the beef with 
them is not that necessarily they're disconnected from yeah i don't get the disconnection um, from americans because there are a lot of people i think that believe what they think i think their deal is just they're disconnected from reality yeah you know and that and not not that they're like delusional but like the hardcore neocon the war hawkery shit yeah Yeah, like let me i had one from when i was listening to them and john potworth was he's just looking for someone to bomb he oh, wants dude. someone to fucking throw bombs at him so and him hard. while both are like, you know, we can't live in a world in which people think they can just fucking disrespect America. Like, that's a weird way yeah. to think in 2022. That's not <laughs> how America that's not how the world is anymore. That we need to throw our yeah. dick around because people are making us look dumb. Like yep. that's not how it works. Um that's they're so talking funny. about someone they could bomb. Like, oh, I know we can't attack, you know, Russia, obviously, because they're nuclear power. Maybe, maybe and, Belarus. And yeah, John Potter says, well, Belarus isn't a nuclear power. Oh, so let's just fucking bomb them, right? Let's just fucking throw one at them because fuck them because they can't do it back. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? God, That's I a crazy that. thing to say. That's so fucking crazy. He's such a, like, what? he's such like a classic, like, boomer neocon man yeah he is all the cold war was his fucking high point he was on that high and he's looking for it again he needs a hit of that fucking (laughs) eight ball soviet magic man it's it's wild i don't i don't know i don't get it but for them like i understand their motives man like i understand the the idea is that if if america doesn't project power then putin gets to walk into ukraine and do whatever he wants like i I understand the concept there awesome. in the foreign policy realm, so I—that's probably why I give them more the the that and the positive America guys just lie all the time. Yes, you know, like yeah. I I know that they're they're objectively worse people than my commentary folks. <laughs> that there is no doubt about that. If I was stranded on the side of the road, yes, do I want Abe Greenwald um, or John Levitt? Yeah, John Levitt is definitely not going to stop and help me. Abe Greenwald is almost definitely going to stop and help me. Yes. <laughs> when you put it in those realms, yeah. <clears throat> yep. Do you want to hit some sports? sports? Excellent. We're yeah. out here. So let me introduce this sad piece of okay. information. Oh, John Clayton. That was his name. Sports oh, writer extraordinaire. John Clayton died. Yes. No shit. How did you not know that? All right. You know what? It just Let me... happened last night, you said. Okay. Yeah, it was yesterday. The 18th. Damn, so... bro. The professor? Word. That's fucked. Okay. Talk about things. I'll pull up an article so I'm we sorry. can show it on the on the, on the you thing. Off. You shocked me. I didn't yes. know. I I'm didn't think so... I was going to care. I did I'm not so... think I was going to care. <laughs> Damn. That's fucked. Okay. Talk. I'll pull up some Damn. articles. Well, Give me the, some other sports news. professor died. Damn. All right. March Madness is happening. That's fucked, bro. March Madness is happening. <laughs> Kentucky lost in the first round, and it fucked a whole bunch of people's brackets. There was only like, I don't know, there were some 12 million brackets that were submitted, and there was only like 161,000 that were still viable. So it just absolutely demolished people's brackets. It's a sad day to see, but that's the great thing about college sports. Uh, NFL, because that's the thing. That is fucked up, bro. <laughs> that is fucked up. Okay, I don't mean to laugh. I'm just really surprised that uh, I got this instead of you guys. So it is indeed a sad day because I do remember. I remember making fun of this guy. Now I kind of feel bad for it. But well, the professor is also because, the man. Right? Because, yeah, he is definitely the professor. And, yes, he died yesterday, yeah. uh, March 18th. Uh, let's pull, go ahead and pull Let's just give ESPN some credit here. Uh, do you have COVID? Don't don't make assumptions, bro. Come on now. All right, John Clayton. 
whose list of contacts in the NFL ha- uh, was matched only by his attention to detail and dedication yes. to his craft, died Friday in Washington yeah. after a brief illness, his family said. Clayton, I nicknamed the professor, was one of the country's foremost NFL insiders in the five-decade five decade yes, career bro. that included over 20 years with ESPN. Clayton's pursuit of news and information was down with such fervor that as ESPN Chris Mon- Mortensen. Mortensen said, anyone paying attention walked away with a little more, away a little more educated. Yeah, wow, man, dude, he what yeah. a deal. Damn, yeah, he had a segment after every Hawks game. <sighs> that, damn, yeah, like I, I don't do sports, bro, and I know this dude's face, and I've seen him on TV. That's fucked. That's so. R.I.P. John Clayton died yeah. died yesterday, man. March this 18th. mega cast, pretty sure it's the longest one ever. This is dedicated to John Clayton because that's fucked. Yeah, six hours and thirty two minutes. Dude, who do we think <laughs> we are? Who do we think we are? John Clayton know. got perspectively yeah, way more screen time. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so NFL yep. because that's what we care about the most around here. Calvin yeah. Ridley was suspended for the whole twenty twenty two season for betting on games in the twenty one season. So Calvin Ridley only played like half of the season. Yeah. He was saying that he was having a lot of personal issues and stuff like that. I was on here and I was like, damn, I'm concerned yeah. about him. Like, what do you what I mean, makes what's, what's someone, going on? What makes someone just choose to stop playing football? He's like, Oh, I'm gonna stop playing for the foreseeable future. He's fucking betting on games. So that's probably had something to do. Well, he's probably just in a super dark ass place to start betting probably. on games. It's probably yeah. more like it. Yeah, he um, probably needed the money to bet on the games. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chris Godwin was franchise tagged in Tampa Bay. Aaron Rodgers, after a whole deal that he put up with Green Bay, he's like, I want Devontae to play with me. I'm not going to play without Devontae. I don't want to trade here. I don't want to go here, blah, blah, blah. He signs a four-year, $200 million deal with the Packers to stay there. And then the next day, because they had to spend so much money on him, they had to franchise tag Devontae Adams. And the Devontae Adams says, I am not going to play under a franchise tag on Friday, Thursday, Devonta Adams got traded to the Raiders for like for, for, for like two first round picks. Oh my god! Yeah, so Aaron Rodgers put up this whole deal only for Devonta Adams to be traded to a different team anyway. <laughs> you dumb bitch! <laughs> the Packers are done. Um, the Packers are done. So, Mike Williams. Uh, Chargers wide receiver, three-year, $60 million deal, which is a shitload of money. Tom Brady unretired. He was retired for about three months and was like, nah, nah, I'm going to play again. Wait, um, wait, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. The fuck did you just say? Tom Brady unretired. He's coming out of retirement. Yeah. Who's he going to play for? Tampa Bay. He's going to play for Tampa Bay again? More, he's still got more time in his contract. Yeah, what? He, I don't, he what? retired with one more year left on his contract. He retired like right after the season. Um, like maybe three weeks after the season. I celebrated the day. Yeah. He's coming back. I don't. He's not done. But he. But he's a family man now. No, no, no. There's a lot <laughs> of memes of like Tom Brady realizes that staying at home with... With the kids is way too much hard work. It was way harder than being tackled by 300-pound men. So Tom Brady's back to ride another day. Uh, Kirk Cousins got a one-year $35 million contract, which is a shitload of money. Carson Wentz went from the Colts to the Commanders. Deshaun Watson to face no criminal charges. He had 20-plus women who leveled sexual assault charges against him. He's going to receive no criminal charges. I, it's, I'm only laughing because it's so fucking wild. Because that's such a crazy thing to hear. So, <laughs> who's more powerful than Bill Cosby? Dude, 
fucked up. Deshaun Watson, yeah, no criminal charges. And wow. he didn't play at all last year because of that. Almost immediately, he's traded to the Browns. <laughs> so, <laughs> almost immediately. Like, only a few days went by after we found out, oh. and he's already plays for the Browns now. Uh, Baker Mayfield said, I want to trade, and they said, fuck you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's fucked, bro. Yes. Um, what is happening? All the cases are still there for Deshaun Watson, but because no criminal charges, the NFL was like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. That's fine. Which, you know, I guess is, you know, good for NFL for being very extrajudicial. Yes. <laughs> um, and then the biggest news for us, oh, Matt Stafford, I said, just signed a new deal. Um, it's a four-year stupid amount of money deal. Uh, four-year, $160 million extension. Um, he, million. Yep, 13-year NFL veteran, had never won a playoff game and heading into the 21, 2021 season, but he guided the Rams to a 12-5 and season in 21 while tying his career with 41 touchdowns and setting a franchise record, 4,886 passing yards. He did, however, tie for the league-leading 17 interceptions. He also won the, he also won the fucking bowl, bitch. So, out here. Can't yeah, out here. Pay that man. Yep. Aaron Rodgers signed a behemoth three-year contract that will send him an average of north of $50 million, just in time for the Packers to trade his top receiving target, Devontae Adams. It's so awesome. Wow. It's so awesome. I love that so much. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to sign with the Chiefs. Uh, what's his name? Who's playing for the Browns? Uh, Mitch Trubisky plays for <laughs> the Steelers now. No good. I love he was that playing name. for the Bears. No Mitch good. Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. It's like yep. Robin Trubisky. Yeah. <laughs> he plays for Mitch uh, Trubisky. The Steelers now. The most important news on our end: Bobby yeah. Wagner got cut the day after Russ got traded to the Broncos. Wait, 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 wait! I feel like you you buried the lead in that. Bobby Wagner got cut. Russ got traded to the Broncos. There you go. For is that, that happened. In between podcasts, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. maybe our quarterback yep. Russ Wilson, all praise to, to be, Broncos. would be the top line. No, I wanted to save it to the end because I thought it might be oh. the most discussion. Um, and so that's okay. why I did well, it that way. It might be. Well, it doesn't don't tell have me to why be. then. Um, so we got traded to the Broncos. Mm -hmm. Two first round picks, two second round picks, a fifth round pick, and three players. Lots of picks. That's a lot of picks. It is. It's uh, hard to it's argue with that. And the players that we got are yeah. good players. They're, well, uh, Drew Locke is fucking dog shit, but the other two players that we got oh, are good. Okay. So, yeah, Drew Locke is going to compete to be the starting quarterback. He's okay. Um, but the other two players that we got are excellent, so I'm a big fan of that. I, I love Russell Wilson. We're Defensive about or line. offense? Uh, we got a tight end and also a D lineman. Oh, so okay. Both. So, no O-line. No O-line. No, no changes so far in the O-line. Um, no. That, that, okay. okay. No. But I don't Russ know if you track anymore, from that so, finite, but uh, well, this free yeah. agency just opened up maybe mm -hmm. ten days ago, so there's still a yeah, lot of time. This is the period the combine just kind of finished up, right? And um, then we're in between. Yeah, the combine just finished we're up. We're in the between draft. combine and draft. Draft right happens now. in April, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so yeah, so we got we, this is the horse trade in time. Lots of stuff's going to exactly. probably be happening. Yeah, and when the sense. when the Russell trade happened, it's, the league year wasn't even on yet. It was an unofficial trade. There were still like five days left till the league year started. Oh. But they had in principle agreed on a trade that has since been signed and executed. Um, but yeah, at the time it wasn't even. Yeah. Oh, part of me really wonders, so. like, what does that look like in real life? what like how does that take place who gets the calls where do they have the meetings john what is schneider. happening john schneider gets the calls john he's schneider the owner of the he's team. a gm 
the general manager. General of the team. manager. Yeah. Uh, the owner of the team right now is like Paul Allen's wife. I'm pretty sure. That's what I thought. Paul like, Allen died a couple just, years yeah. ago. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Paul Allen's wife, uh, and she likes football. But I don't think he. I think he was an involved owner, but I don't know that she's as involved as he mm-hmm. was he's um, the main he's the dude that makes all the main movements and the john team. schneider is yeah, yeah john okay. schneider is the gm pete carroll is very involved in all of that going on but john schneider is the wheel and dealer for sure i would not expect us to use that first round pick where it is now i would expect it to be traded for multiple other picks that's usually what they do and take a fuckload of players and then whittle them down and see who does what and yeah. then put the rest of them on the practice squad and roll through the season yeah why would you want to trade away a possible thing for like a real thing if i can use this one round pick to get what i really want yeah i'll get Um, that versus try try my luck in the draft yeah the russell thing a lot of people were very upset about the russell thing um it's sad to see him go because they're a nostalgia and whatnot but i think that it was probably the best time to trade him and i think it's best for everybody at this point we've shown that we can't craft a team around him that will take us to another super bowl so it's time for him to take his talents because he's extremely talented and go somewhere else and try and win a bowl and it's time for us to rebuild a team that will actually do what we want it to do and i almost just don't i wish we didn't trade him because i'm afraid wherever he does go broncos he will yeah he will oh he's gonna fuck there he is gonna fuck and i don't no, their okay? team is good. If you if we can't have a motherfucker, yeah. you can't no, either. Their team is good. They have really good wide receivers. They have some good backs. Their defense yeah, is good. They just had a fucking dog shit quarterback. Yeah, they and that was literally their only problem. Yeah, it was like they they went through that point where Dahomey left, and you got to fill a gap, and it takes time. Yes, you know, yeah. So that's. I mean, I didn't hate it. Russ left. I know it's not working here, so I didn't. I was not that upset. But Bobby Wagner at the same time. Eh, we were the Super Bowl know. in 2014. That was eight years ago. Yeah, man. A long time. With And we were all rookies, rookie squad. Oh, my God. How can I say that? Rookie squadron. Yeah. At that point. Pretty so much. it was. it's a fucking fluke, man. It, yeah. was, it was a miracle. I was glad that it happened. And we wrote it for a little while. Now it's, we're crashing. Right. <laughs> we free-based and now it's over. Yeah, so Be- I think it'll be a rough couple of years. Yeah, um, yeah it's but, be tough to be a Hawks fan for a but while. But I think that it will be a good thing in the end. Yeah. Probably for the overall sport. Yeah. I give it. We'll have some free Sunday afternoons for a couple of seasons. So. <laughs> That's a That's nice, nice deal. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's during a very important time of the year, too, you know? Yes. NFL season gets you right up to them holidays there and through the holidays. Right? I don't remember. Like, what is this even that? Super Bowl's in February. Yeah. Where are they? Yes. Hey, man. I, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a sports commentator. I just play one on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and that's all that I have as far as sports goes. So. Fantastic. Yep. Yeah, super sad news about John Clayton, though. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. Now, that's that's a whole... There's No one else can replace him. Man. Yeah. That's, that's a one-time deal. Hey, but I do feel good about getting that one up on you. Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, that's dark. Isn't it? Um, do you have anything else that you want to add to this? No, man. I think I think this feels like a proper four four recap. I think we uh, I think we spun out pretty cohesively. Deal. Yeah. Um, with that, I want to thank you, one for who made it through this fucking marathon of a podcast. Um, yeah, obviously you've been watching us on the YouTube.com. Six forty, bro. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. We have our Instagram.com. Salt of Streets. 
Facebook.com for Facebook.com slash salt of the streets. <laughs> salt of the streets.com for all this information, including our Patreon, patreon.com slash salt of the streets, where you can go there, sign up, help us make more better content. We also have our own personal social media. I am at salt of the street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Offy on both of those things. Swell Blended for haircut, location skate shop for some skateboards, Lexi Kyle on Twitch, and leggings and aprons for some cakes, even though she just had to turn down a cake job because she's already booked. What? So, Fucking, you know, I got 99 problems, but that ain't one. Yep. So, with that, this ending message here is from Thomas Jefferson's first inaugural address on Ooh. March 4th, 1801. Got like a half chub going now. It's good. All, too, will bear in mind this sacred principle that though the will of the majority is in all cases to prevail, that will to be rightful must be reasonable, that the minority possesses their equal rights, which equal law must protect, and to violate would be oppression. Let us then, fellow citizens, unite with one heart and one mind. Let us restore to social intercourse the harmony and affection without which liberty and even life itself are but dreary things. And let us reflect that having banished from our land that religious intolerance under which mankind so long bled and suffered, we have yet gained little if we countenance a political intolerance as despotic, as wicked, and capable of as bitter and bloody persecutions. It's generally the point in the show where I make a joke, but I mean, how can you joke about that? Ain't fucking freedom great, man? Huge fan. Until next time, everybody. Have a good night. Have a good night. Welcome to the salt of the streets. Coming at you every week. With this food for thought, hope you're ready to eat everything.